about <laughs> your um, what'd you eat today? <laughs> I ate a uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Did you really? Stroman. Oh, Stroman. Yeah. Um, so right now, just imagine the theme music hits, whatever. Yeah. And, um, let's just say we're back. <laughs> we're here. This is it. Um, just, what episode is this? We'll, just, we'll just, we won't say anything. We'll just... Uh, this should be 17. Okay. Yeah, because, wow. uh, Norm is going to be 16. Okay. Uh, Norm was, uh, Norm's TV, like, viewing habits. <laughs> with the focus of, of the DC that was 16 yeah that was just oh now. 16 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah with the focus of the I would have this you're recording now yeah we're recording yeah, right we should now be, this should be the post outro yes this is it we're yeah. in it so we're, 17 yeah we're already here we go yeah with um with with Mark Mark's episode 2 for Mark episode 2 Attack of the Clones yeah uh, do, do not remind <laughs> me oh <sighs> Yeah. Those are like yeah. I don't know if we talked about this. So not too long ago, I watched one through six with someone, mm-hmm. um, starting with number one. You didn't do the what's that called? The they have like a chop cut. Yeah, I, you can watch four, four or five, a little bit of one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, like no one, <laughs> like, six. What? Yeah, two, I'm three, not six. Even, I'm not even like. Here's the funny thing. I I think what's for that called? I'm trying to think what that's called. Doesn't matter for someone that doesn't follow Star Wars. You literally can leave out episodes, like, one, and you can kind of argue episode two. Like, episodes one and two are so unrelevant to, mm-hmm. like, just what you need to know. There's, yeah. There's so little. I don't, I don't think you need any of them. I, to me, three, Revenge of the Sith, the only thing, like, it just so painted into a corner. Like, that's what I don't love about it, is it, it completely paints into a corner. Like, it just it's totally moved in. So the last 15 minutes are like, we need to make sure everything hits this way. And there goes a baby. There goes another baby. Like, I'm just like, no. Like, it's just I don't need it. It's, I'm all right. It's really weird that... Rogue the, One did it, too. Yeah. Yeah, but Rogue, Rogue One did it at a... At a like, they kind of did it at a speed and a flow. Mm-hmm. There was, like... There was just, like... Boom! Like, yeah. well, like real quick before we get out of here, like episode episode like, ten. Go bro, back bro, to my bro, rogue bro. one, rogue one. Yeah. My rogue one thoughts are in episode ten. Yeah, but at, at the same time, like I think, and and this is me being a little bit nitpicky, but the use of the blockade runner in the, in episode three. Mm. So, those movies, I think, did actually one of the things people overlooked did a great job on establishing the um, the flow of technology. And how some of that technology would lead into the original trilogy. Like mm-hmm. we saw precursors to the X Wings, to the Adats, uh, Tie Fighters, and so on. So uh, Star Destroyers, even the Death mm-hmm. Star, so on and so forth. And everything separated by like ten years, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Episode Three, we have the Blockade Runner, right? Like the Blockade Runner from Episode Four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like, 30 years go by or whatever. And then it's like they're still using it. I don't even remember if they have it. Yeah. Like, they, they use it. Yeah. They have the, the hallway, the walls, like, everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That doesn't make and, sense. And then it's it like, makes more sense in Rogue One because it's literally, like, 
10 minutes it's before. right there yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. then like oh you're still like it's antiquated beat up technology from a peaceful planet a part of the senate and should have no problem keeping things like up to speed like Alderaan is not set up to be like a poor planet to be a struggle, <laughs> struggling society. They're kind of like affluent, right? Yeah, and, and they're they have their princess Washington Township. Yeah, it's <laughs> a very New Jersey, very New Jersey esque quote there. Yeah. So so reference. so real quick, it's it's been a little bit since we uh, recorded. Mm. What what else have you been? Tell me what else you've been up to. Um, well, I've been updating, so I have two Tumblers. I have three Tumblr accounts, so I do enjoy... I've been trying to be anti-Facebook. It's very political, so I've just been doing straight Tumblr for a little while. So I do one... <laughs> so it's, it's so It's horrible. Um, so Paco Rabbit one, which is basically my art and, and process, and then there's one that I started... I don't even know if I told you about this. called Idiosyncratic Pulp, mm-hmm. which is... I reblog every like romance, like very Roy Lichtenstein esque oh, like cool. panels yeah. or, or pages, and everything's very extreme. And it, it, you yeah. know, why does he love me? And there's tears, and so I and I have some stuff that I've scanned, and then I'll talk about a couple Exercise artists. Exercise the demons, right? So and there's some artists <laughs> that like these. They're these these very strange. Uh, that you know they they Charlton especially outsourced a bunch of art to like South America. There's this one guy that no one knows who he is. His name's like Enrique Nieto. Okay. And he's hard to look up because there's also like a president of Spain. So if you look up oh. Spanish artist Enrique oh, Nieto. You get this guy. You get that guy. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who that guy I want to see this guy's art. So I don't know if he's alive, dead. I don't know how to contact the estate. Like I, I talked to someone. I want to do like an art gallery. Just like take some of his art and put it on. It's almost like pre-Chaken where Chaken would, you know. Howard Chaikin, and when he did American Flag, he would take like wallpaper and make that a person's suit. Or yeah, he did a lot of he did pre, like Photoshop. Him and Ken Brosnack did Photoshop pre Photoshop with just yeah. material. Yeah, Chaikin. This guy did it before in 1974. No one in in a book like Just Married Number 16. It's like a random story. I'm like, what is this guy's art? So I've got it by accident, and I've become cool. obsessed with that uh, era of comics like that. The the yeah. we, the crazy extreme romance comics fifties sixties yeah I mean I think a lot of the, there's not too many people out there that know even why that era existed in comics um it was a part of propping up the industry mm-hmm. um it, it's uh, I think there's been like a I don't know a yearning for it to return. Yeah, um, there is, I but think. but at the same time, I think manga and you know Americans took over manga essentially, mm-hmm. like you know like like it's the weirdest thing. But they adapt adapted that style, which lent itself to that. So like, there's been a resurgence, I think, in romance comics, but yeah, but the American romance comic is like it was it, it wasn't even a money grab it was a market that did exist same as western comics same as um military comics like gi combat that dc mm-hmm. rain which was like incredible like the um the ghost tank the the the, the haunted tank right right was like such a powerful um yeah it was all like joe cooper and it was all yeah. and most of them those guys were war vets so they would draw yeah. from experience like they, know, they so. knew exactly yeah so th- that's an error comic that just yeah, almost like died off because I hate to say it, superheroes just became everything. Like yeah, people, it's, people it's just, just market share. Yeah, it's pe- unfortunately it just goes down. Even when they did New Fifty Two, they did. I don't know. I'm 
trying to think what they did. They did. They tried a few of those war books, and they just did not. They had six issues. Yeah. You yeah. know, when they did fifty-two books, that was very ambitious, and then they just yeah. tried to do a bunch of niche books, and it didn't work. Yeah. Well, it's uh, but again, worthy experiment. Because, I think. It's, yeah. Like if one of those books really takes off and catches mm-hmm. the imagination, like but, you, you literally have a lifelong franchise now well to, it's to, i was to totally that. against the hanna-barbera resurgence that they were doing where they did like hipster hanna-barbera that dc's doing oh yeah and yeah, they did scooby-doo bit. scooby-doo's terrible yeah. like but um because they have like this completely like barista uh shaggy with like a full goatee with a like a swirly mustache uh, I, yeah but and the, then uh, scooby has a uh i think he has like a, a necklace i tried to read the first issue; it was terrible and uh he has a necklace and the necklace actually pushes out emojis on what he's thinking so he doesn't make oh. <laughs> he doesn't talk like or yeah. i mean he so it's so they're trying to and i and i think it's ambitious but um the flintstones is very political and it's basically uh how, how's it political they literally have all these strange society uh esque things that happen they have like a they they have like unions and uh-huh. you know like where they're so it, it's actually yeah. <laughs> it's a little strange um but Flintstones works. Flintstones works in this thing. So Sna- what else have they done? Have they they're going to be doing Snaggletooth. I don't know if you know about this, but they're making oh, Snaggletooth. Gay. Like I, I saw in that In the 50s. Uh, and, uh, and Mark Russell's writing and he writes the Flintstones. So, I, so I, I give it cred for that. I think it's going to be very interesting. So let me, let me go, go here real quick. Because it's, it's no secret. You are more like tuned up. For comics than than myself. Yeah, like you, it's Christmas on Wednesday. For yeah, me. you. It you, just is. Yeah, and that has never gone away. No. Like you. Okay. Which is awesome. For me, it that is a that that died a long time ago. That doesn't mean I still don't love read follow mm-hmm. the whole industry. Uh, but do you think this progressive push that we're seeing in comics do like do you think it's it's hurting a lot of the perception of the characters and like kind of like the branding and well like I, like long term because like we we, we saw it in the 80s mm-hmm. we saw like reaganomics roll through the comic industry in the 80s and uh, you know two of the greatest stories ever told watchmen dark knight returns mm-hmm. huge in it but at the same time it didn't again like bring you to school it didn't teach her things it just simply extrapolated what the world might be um with these characters in like an alternate timeline it was more right. fanciful but mm-hmm. now it really just seems like all, it's all preachy to me and i don't know if i'm reading it wrong now now you're right i mean i do i do think that there's definitely like an underlying message like i shouldn't be thinking about different politics when i'm reading something called the flintstones where they go down <laughs> right, like it seems very, but like i didn't yeah. think i would like it but i love it like i think it's it's very it's, it's so they it's, they nailed that that balance I don't know. Yeah, it's it's do, it's, do, do it's completely it's, is it strange. Editorial? Do you think there's no. so, like too many of the creators are? It's like, just one guy, like, like Mark Russell, who is writing the Flintstones, just seems to be like the spearhead of this. Yeah. And what's weird is that Scooby Doo should be good and should be funny because it's by Giffen and Demetrius who did yeah. the funniest Justice League book ever. Yeah. So. I don't know. It just it, have they done anything since then that was they funny? did. A, they did a Defenders book with Kevin McGuire a couple years ago. Oh, I do. That was like a six that. issue series. It was somewhat forgettable. It was okay. Yeah, um, I it's do like, remember it's that. It's like you can't go home again. Let's get the band back together. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like it was like it was like a tour. They're like, there we go. Here's playing our new yeah, stuff. I just, I'm like, hey, can you play your old stuff? I love your old. I just stuff. always feel like they like for me that was like one of the smallest runs 
that mm. created a well that is consistently going back to. Yeah, well, I like, think because that Justice League run is largely forgettable outside of its of you know the, I, the I know issue. we were, I was pro DC on episode ten, and then when I was looking <laughs> when I was looking at and this is how fast everything changes. Like when I was when I was looking this week, uh, I, I like to me they have two Justice Leagues book, Justice League books. They have Justice League and Justice League of America. They're both completely unreadable, um, and they're putting out a new Justice League of America. With characters that I don't care about, but I'm actually kind of excited to read it because... Is that the one with Lobo? Yeah, it's Lobo, Killer Frost, right. Vixen, the Ray, uh, which they had an issue which is all and about Batman, him being... Right? Yeah, Batman's just going to kind of be like... He'll probably show up at the end he's like, oh, you guys are doing great. It's basically, it's basically like Batman and the Outsiders. I was going to say, again. it's the Outsiders growing up. And there's someone else I'm missing, but like I don't care. Like, it just... And Killer Frost. And, and, they, and they, made, they had this series where they had Suicide Squad... Uh, versus the JLA for really no reason for six weeks in a row, and I read it and I somewhat enjoyed six it. Weeks I, in I, I can't, I could not like tell you month, what it was. A month and change. Yeah, I mean, well, they had it one to six. It was like one, to, and then wow. But but they just they all they did was they made the whole point of it at the end, which makes no sense. Issue six was just making Killer Frost. She she became good, and then Batman approves of her, and Batman shouldn't necessarily be like, yeah, you're good. Like, And then you should be on so, the Justice League. So all like, of that oh. for a volume passage moment. Yeah. Essentially. It was, and, and it felt so forced, and I, I hate... Like, it's, uh, it's so uncomfortable. Like, the Suicide Squad works... And it worked, I should say it worked. To me, like, yeah. th- what they're doing now is the same thing that the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book does. Is like, hey, we saw that thing over there that was, everyone kind of like, let's do that. Like, e- even though we didn't love the, I, I think Suicide Squad is the best three-minute trailer slash movie mm-hmm. in that three minutes. The I, potential of movie was great, yeah. and then it didn't come out. Yeah, I, But I, I can watch that trailer, and I'm like, I have a good memory of this. Yeah, I, you was, know? I was just discussing this with Norma. I just watched that movie again this week. On purpose? Or, you did it on, yeah, or oh. what I view as the movie, <laughs> which is up until the... Did you uh, watch the extended cut? Yeah, that's all I watch, which is essentially uh, up until the third act, where there's... And it's still kind of like that push and pull. People think studios... I, 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 I do think it's, it's a false narrative when people want to paint a picture that studios get involved and ruin movies, mm. when it's qu- quite the contrary. Like these these guys don't want to get involved with the movies on this level, because they just have to stay in business. The business has to keep going, and if you're hired to make a movie, and and I don't have to get involved, I can keep on doing mm-hmm. like my business actions every like you know what I do every day, and not worry about your Fantastic Four scenes or what right, you're doing a right. Super Size Squad. My day is better. I can do more. Right. And right, right. usually when they get involved, right? Like, can you think of any movies that? were like good like when it comes like when it comes to like executive involvement i can't think you know, of well, any, I th- like any i don't know i mean i t- think it's usually bad movies though yeah but i think like that there's right there's never been like they, they've been touched but i think i don't know i just i disagree uh, because i think that rogue one i don't know what to me initially i didn't like rogue one because when i saw the trailers i was going to see a different yeah, movie yeah you, you had like you know, another movie i feel like i should i should like out. asterisk and have like an editorial box like be like <laughs> see episode 10 for yeah. th- mark's thoughts on uh, rogue one yeah, uh, which are many yeah. but but i feel that they whatever they did they brought in tony gilroy he wrote a third act he possibly directed some of that we don't know there's a lot of reports yeah. we'll never know i but, don't know yeah but, but i kind of feel like that movie's super successful 
It is a good. It's a great movie. Like I just I can't deny. Yeah. But it wasn't the movie when I first saw it. I was like, this is not the movie that I was set up to see. Yeah. So, but at the same time, though, that the type of turmoil, we'll just call it turmoil, that happened around Rogue One Mm -hmm. was not even close to what happened around Suicide Squad. And and I'm just talking Mm -hmm. if you Google headlines and compare headlines. Rogue One was like, hey, we're coming in and we're doing this, meaning that, like, like we have made decisions and we are doing this and then we're done. Where Suicide Squad was this like slow trickle of like almost like like the movie, the process, the decision breaking down to the point of like these, and it was very similar to Fantastic Four, Mm -hmm. to where like these executives are running around with their hair like bean counters with their hair on fire, the barns burning, someone's looking for a bucket of water, and they're they're freaking the f out. And I really do feel like the response to the Suicide Squad trailers were from what they already saw that the movie was, like, shaping up to be. Well, okay, and, so... And it was almost like... Like, I forget the name of the house that cut that Suicide Squad trailer. Trailer Park. I think it was Trailer, trailer Park. Trailer Park made yeah. that trailer, and then some a different studio cut the movie, but they didn't have real full experience of editing a movie. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so here here's what happened. To me, um, I blame Batman Superman's second-week box office, meaning that Batman Superman should have, like... Gone to a billion yeah. fast, but it yeah. didn't. So that made all the studio execs go, wait a second. Is And then when they watched the air cut, which we'll never see, which I think is a shame. Yeah. Um, because the first Suicide Squad, the Comic-Con, it was bleak. It's supposed to be. Like, it's supposed yeah. to be kind of black ops. So I don't know if they created, like, you know, like, hey, we need a we need a hole in the sky like every other movie. Um, we need this, this, and this. See, like, I, I don't know. See, I, what I think, see. And then you have the Deadpool effect, which was like, Oh, let's put some music in and like Deadpool slash Guardians effect. Like, let's put music in because that's a good contrast. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. So here here's a little bit of that. So like a little bit of what I was getting to a Suicide Squad is it's it's almost like you you set up to make a movie. You shoot for three to four months. The the remaining seven months are special effect push. Working with the footage already shot, meaning you got tint it. You got tint. Mm-hmm. Like people don't even realize that you shoot a scene, the scene gets processed, and that's where like the shadowing. That's all color grading. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that takes that. That even takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So you, you have this process. I don't think anything was done in Suicide Squad, outside of, like that third act was the third act the entire time. There is there there might have been like a couple things here and there, but at the end of the day. They're still fighting the Enchantress. They were doing it the entire time, mm-hmm. and that's what, yeah. that's where the movie, the not even the wheels fall off the wagon. I'm talking about the wagon is off the cliff. <laughs> the wagon's exploding. It doesn't make sense uh, to yeah. have like we're gonna put these characters together yeah. to fight that. No, those aren't the characters that should be fighting that villain. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Like and, have a black ops go do something in like Kazakhstan, yeah. like whatever. Yeah, it should have you know I mean? been the same plot as the Expendables. Yeah, foreign country drug lord, uh, maybe like some. It's bad guys versus a little bit better guys. Yeah, some like super meta human twist to it or whatever. Like, I don't care. Okay, but dude, make it that. But that, in my opinion, Suicide Squad, and I guess the other point I was getting at that that movie works so well, really up until that third act, up until that when they're like at the bar and they're like, "We have to help you. You love this girl," and then you're like. I don't buy anyone 
in the scene to even I can't buy Joel Kinnaman's hair throughout the film how it changes <laughs> length at all times yeah. does he have a hat is his hair long on top is it a crew cut it literally changes I think scene to scene which yeah. is fascinating to me like how, how smart is Tom Hardy to stay away from it though? you know what I, I thought right what, yeah like I mean, smart guy I know we talked Bravo about to that him. Well, let's just. I would say we just like because we're already in it. I say we go right in the bat flag. Man. Yeah, go in. Yeah, let's. So I say that. Well, th- th- this we were texting on this heavily, and I think I crashed out while we were texting. I, I think what happens is I think, <laughs> I I think our asleep. shows are going to be our text messages to each other. Yeah. On how like what should we talk about? Oh, you believe this thing happened? And like it literally is just a, a an extrapolation of the text that we have throughout the week. Yeah. This is how it, it it's is. An expo- we could also just read our text messages in a dramatic fashion to one another. <laughs> <laughs> that, would probably, that would probably work. So if uh, I'm, it's all over the internet. So here, here. Okay. So DC films. I don't know what's going on. Essentially, we just talked about Flash was supposed to be 13 months away. They had a script by. In my opinion, some of the some of the best talent possible. So you have Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They were going to direct it. They got offered Han Solo. What would you choose? I'm going to choose Han Solo, even though that's really hard. They're shooting yeah, that kind of now. Saying, yeah, I don't like that. Seems so ballsy for them just to. I. Right, because it would almost be like doing, doing you know, like a movie on paper should not work, and it completely works. Yeah, <laughs> totally works. Doing a, young, a whole new genre, essentially. Yeah, yeah, I perfectly, hundred percent agree. But doing a young Han Solo movie is equal to them taking, like, another character that's never been, like, de-aged mm-hmm. in the narrative, meaning that if they did, like, a Wolverine, a teenage Wolverine movie, mm-hmm. and you would just be like, okay, that, like... What? I don't accept this. You but, should be like, I do not accept yeah, this. Yeah, and the Han Solo movie, I, I honestly thought would never happen. Cause, like, I, because, I don't know if I accept it yet. So because I'm not they exactly threw out sure. so many other solo movies. You heard Boba Fett. You heard Yoda. You heard Obi-Wan. The Trank Boba Fett movie that will never happen. Yeah. and, and, and <laughs> But at the same time, like they must have an angle. Right? Like, like, if anyone so far, does, those guys do. I right, mean, those I guys say, yes. did Clone High a million years ago. So they have, a, they have a mindset of animation. They have a mindset of story. Yeah. Um... You know they they co-created Last Man on Earth with, um, mm. you know, so like yeah. Will yeah. Forte. So like I think that they're very bold. Uh, the Jump Street movies we talk we love the Jump Street movies <laughs> twenty one twenty two. The second one I pee myself at the credits it's nuts. at the second one. <laughs> all it's got the best credit and credits in maybe Hollywood history is twenty two Jump Street. And and quick side note, I was watching uh, Magic Mike last night. Because it's just like... As you do. It just, every night. It's just like... It's your every night up, thing. It just came up on my Netflix as a su- suggestion. Watch it again. Did it come as the watch it again? Yeah. Actually, you may have. Because I... Watch it again. But, dude. Like, that movie is so freaking sweet and subtle. It, because the entire... The purpose of the entire movie is, is him kind of like finding peace and kissing a girl. That's the entire movie. That's the point I, of I the entire know. movie. I don't think I ever finished it. Oh, it's such... I love it. It's such a good... And you know what? I don't, I don't freaking care that movie's like motivation for me, dude. I'm like... And, and, and then I get pissed at McConaughey screwed up his body doing uh, Dallas Buyers Club losing all that weight. Because he could only... Like, you could only... Like, you can physically only go down to a certain point mm-hmm. weight-wise. And he did like... Like, 
extra steps and he kind of destroyed his body to a certain degree and and that's why he doesn't even look he doesn't look the same in like wolf of wall street and these other movies because his body's yeah. not bringing the weight back because of the extremes he had to do in right, Dallas right, right. but i'm watching like magic it's Mike. attracting in in wolf of wall street yeah because it's like it, i'm like what's wrong is he sick like what's wrong yeah he it doesn't look it looks yeah. he looks sickly and i know most of mm-hmm. that was but see that's that's yeah. the depths of you know and this even dovetails with the bat flex situation is that um you know matthew mcconaughey started off as this like pretty boy and then he has to basically destroy his body to become relevant yeah like unfortunately it makes no sense that's what happens yeah. but christian bale destroyed his body well he was never really a pretty boy but like you know he was uh you know yeah but he newsies. was he's in newsies yeah he um empire of the sun man yeah, you know, I talked about Empire of the Sun yesterday. Under, hugely under. Right, that's I, amazing stuff. Would you say, would you like say that's the most underrated for, for least Spielberg? Look, that Spielberg movie. Because um, everyone kind of forgets about Color Purple, but no one seems to care about it anymore. But Empire right. of the Sun never got respect, and that's his like, love letter to David Lean. Yeah, the, I I, like, I can. I, it's and all it comes vistas. Off that way. Yeah, and that's fine. That's exactly what you're right. That's that's exact. That's exactly right. It's all. It is. It is actually David Lean, and I think I knew that from a long time ago. Thank you for reminding me of that. But when yeah. I think of that, I think of him getting in like the back of the. You got like the. Is it Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller's in that really young too. He's in, yeah. He is. He like kind of grabs him and almost like half adopts him yes. for part of the film. Yes, which is very interesting. Um, yeah. It'd be very interesting. We should watch that. We, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's a, ever. It's gorgeous. That is a gorgeous movie. Yeah, but to me, like an tense movie too. Like, yeah, it's an unnerving, tense. You know, he has his, but he he loves the conflict and war movies. Like I think Munich. Well, Munich is is rival as a. I would say. Yeah. I would say they maybe. I would say Empire and then Munich is also extremely underrated. Munich came and went. Got what one nomination? I think one or two nominations. Yeah, my and, supporting and actor was, or something then, like that. I but so now, like it's it's interesting the the postmodern Spielberg era, where he he you would think he would have a glow like Scorsese has a glow, and it's just mm-hmm. it's not it's tarnished. But I and you know what it is though? I, it sounds so crappy, dude. It, but it comes to shitty sequels, and I really think it comes down to like people being disappointed with Lost World. And they connect him with Jurassic Park three for whatever reason. They, people always think he directed right, that. Right, 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 right. And then it's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And yeah, but see, I like I so like Lost World, and that's the if you watch if you watch that's the first first movie he did with Janusz Kaminski, which is like my he's I think okay. he's a cinematographer that loves just he loves like not not he doesn't lens flare, but he loves throwing you into the sun. Yeah, it's, he loves to throw you right into the light. There's there's a halo, mm-hmm. is how I would yep. describe. Um, Minority Report is the best. That's exactly it. so. Yeah. Just saying what you're saying is Minority Report. Everyone has has a halo. Everyone, everyone. Yeah. And 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 Minority Report's also very strange and 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 dark. Like I think that's a great movie. I love that movie. I don't love. Yeah. The, I don't. I, there's too many endings. There's like five endings in that movie. But like, um. But she kind of like and all the side characters are freaking. They're batshit. Yeah. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. I. They make no sense. This, this <laughs> is, like. But I wonder, you know, I yeah. I would wonder to watch that again because remember there was like a club. Remember he went to go, they went to like a CD club and there was like it was a VR and the guys like laying there and there were VR strippers on him. Like we're not that far from that. That's yeah. kind of interesting. Well, it's, and the touch screen didn't it's happen. A futurist and that movie. is now. Yeah, it's a complete future, touch screen is a, now. Yeah, it's a futurist driven movie. They they actually had, I think they had guys that were working with Microsoft at the time, mm-hmm. 
uh, consulting on... Those touchscreens were real. Yeah. Like, on, that was a real thing. Yeah, on what the hand movements were going to be, what the what the keyboard was going to be. And, mm-hmm. I, it, it, like, I guess geeky, geeky, movie freak side note here. Uh, but I think... <laughs> I think... Isn't that the whole point yeah, of this podcast? I think, I think if, if, if you want to see two imaginative <laughs> extrapolations of what touchscreen keyboards should be like, you go mm. to two movies. Minor, Minority Report 1. Mm. Second movie, Iron Man. Yeah, it's his, it's his uh, it's, it's, coffee table, right? It's the jet out. But if you okay. if you look at if you look at the structure, and and I've I've seen like I've looked at pictures of it, the 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 structure of the jet out uh, keyboard or like <laughs> the keyboard panel that he uses as the touchscreen in Iron Man is so freaking awesome and smooth, and like perfect for like using one hand. Because mm-hmm. it's designed for one hand, and it's it's almost like a um, like it's it's hard to to, to describe the shape. But I think those two movies. I think I think uh, Tony Stark's to phones. Them. Hopefully, they'll be the eventual phones. They're yeah. like, aren't they like just like see through? They just look like a piece of plastic, and yeah. he flips it up, and he yeah, and it's and, everything. And, and we're oh, that's that's already there. Like that's yeah, that's like that technology I wonder if that'll look dated exist. you know when we watch stuff and things look dated I wonder if I guess I guess those movies will look dated I don't know uh, maybe out maybe but they're they're constantly one-upping what he does with the armor like mm-hmm. in how he gets it how he like what was it what um, Civil War he, he touches the seat in the uh, helicopter mm-hmm. and it goes up as like they're constantly it's, and I think in your mind you're you're always like you're almost like programmed to look at his armor that way. So if you go back, it's kind of like easy to say, "Oh, that's how he did it." Mm-hmm. Like hey, that's so archaic the way how he summons his armor. Like right. duh, right. but that's the point too. Like yeah, I kind of I, I really love him smart. jumping out of uh, anything and then the armor builds around yeah. him. I think that's like it, again. I always cool love in the comics. No, and like it, only yeah. work that well. In well, I even think like you know. As you know, we um, we keep circling back uh, yeah. back to uh, Affleck. Yeah, we the, should. The, the, let's the, just the, yeah. The first, let's the first, get uh, into this. Yeah, the first Daredevil movie when he was in a sleep deprivation chamber. That's the only way he'd be able to sleep. Yeah. Why did no one think of that until yeah. the movie? Like that. That's what I love about the movies. And no one had. Now it's every comic book. It has uh, him with the interface. So it has it has uh, Tony Stark. It has his full face, and yeah. he is like deciding what's going on so that's you're seeing awesome. you're seeing like but that was never in the comics before yeah. so i think the movies it's interesting the way the movies like reflect back well you know i'll tell you because the, i think the approach with the movies is very simple which is all right everyone in the room understands these are stupid ideas <laughs> they're dumb they're also paying for robert Downey jr they want to show his face how are we going to do that well there's some but some of that's pretty too. brilliant but some of that yeah. too though Okay, but at the same point, did that. but but at the same point though, it's like, all right, like how, like it, it and I will always reference this because my friend was dead on. He he would always ask me why is Superman fighting Batman? I thought they were friends, and during the whole promotion of BVS, I could not explain this to him. No matter how many different ways, and then in that process of me trying to explain it to him, I realized I, I'm like, like this dude is right. Yeah. Like that's the audience, not me, not you. I'm like the average person is going to be like, "This is what is this?" And it's almost like, but that's the approach they take. Even even back then, during like the early years of 
superhero movies mm-hmm. when you, like you sit down in the room and you're like, how does he sleep? And someone's gonna be like, oh, f- god damn it! In the real world, yeah. yeah but how the does thing is, sleep? like, yeah, like we have to explain this. Mm-hmm. We maybe have to show it because, like, these guys are like again, like the executive mind is valuable, mm-hmm. and is going to look at things a certain way, and is going to be like, well. If they're asking this question, they know they're... Someone else is asking them. Yeah, like the whole the mm. broader audience, the audience that they have to reach. And you know what it does? It does this... They, it, I think it set a standard of dissecting and really explaining things one way and then highlighting the coolness of like the comic book in one way. Mm-hmm. And that's a, the way how that's stacked is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. The way how it's stacked unbalanced is the DC universe, mm-hmm. okay? But the times we've seen that it worked is like, oh, my God, like Batcave. Who cares? Works. Perfect. He, he needs to hide out anyway. Bats live in caves. Done. <laughs> it explains all of this stuff, okay? Uh, Spy remains organic webbing. Perfect. Makes sense. Yeah, that Go always made it, sense. Okay? Right. And getting back to Daredevil, since, you know, we got to do some love for Ben Affleck's Affleck. Daredevil. Um <laughs> The way how they visually showed his radar ping in that movie, like, immediately got ripped off. And it adapted. immediately went back. Yeah. yeah. And, Correct. And then at the same time, you're like, this is a contribution to movies, to comics. It is hardly ever the other way around. Because the mm-hmm. movie will just pick up, like, give me the one paragraph of this character. Okay, good. Go. What, what do I want with it? Yeah. Like this, Okay, so Age of Ultron was a storyline... That movie does not represent that Mm-mm. at all. Civil War was a storyline. Maybe 10, 20% of it made it to the movie. It got the spirit. Yeah. Which I mean, it's sometimes the golden goose. Yeah, yeah, it's all you need. It's the golden goose. But, but you're 100% Because if you make right. Watchmen and you try to make it so close to it, it doesn't work. No, but I I, you know, I, I think you and I are on record. Of, but I talk about this all the time. That's, that's our re-genesis. That's our, re, that's our yeah. DC rebirth is me and you. In a Twiz or Us and Jerry yeah, Hill so, yelling at each other about Watchmen. But at the yeah, and and should have been any other way. Because <laughs> like if that if that was because the Watchmen was the unicorn, like this movie mm-hmm. was never supposed to be made. It was never even supposed to look like a comic book. It was never even supposed to have the colors of the panels. Right. And as they leaked shit out about that movie, like the only thing, in my opinion, that looked wrong was Ozzy Mendez having like his armored suit and a skinny neck looking dude he not, was a uh, not looking like Ozzy Mendez well they they, they, like, made, they made it he decided to make it like an analogy against Schumacher yeah that's what I thought was like I was like we don't need to no like and yeah. that movie failed in a couple ways but like yeah I, I he, but he because he put the nipples on that suit and the Ozzy Mendez suit right yeah and, as a like a like an in joke yeah. I don't know and, and it just never I don't think it ever came off but then again, too, like, his character is almost like, don't joke. Like, he, he like, it's almost like the character itself wouldn't. Like, he was supposed to be Robert Redford. Like, in, in the, every, yeah. everyone's mind, that was, like, Robert Redford, just a very stalwart person. Like, that was I it. And then, and then the fact that he would be, I can't, I guess, it's, like, nothing is spoilers, right? We're not yeah. in it. Yeah. Everyone listening, yeah. listen. This is, this, <laughs> this book, this is just Stop us watch, talking. Watch, yeah. Like, so if we're going to talk about stuff and you're going to listen to it, everything is spoiler based. I'm not going to, we're not going to censor ourselves. So Osmondes is a bad guy. Okay. But when when you first read it, you're not, you don't know. You don't, you really don't know. 
So in 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 our mind, and I guess they did it in Winter Soldier. Like to me, Osmond Day is Robert Redford. Yeah, it's, it's so they, they use Robert Redford and they, they flip him. They vindicated it. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit! Like you know, and 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 it hurts. Like because it's like, no, Robert Redford, you shouldn't be doing this. How dare yeah. you? That's it's, not nice. How uh, how dare you? I I still back the hell out of it. We we love we went to we went to uh, yeah. well we went to Winter Soldier and we like flipped out like we were like this is nuts. flipped out Winter Soldier I I still flipped out over the three D IMAX Avatar mm-hmm. and I really I, I do think it's it's the bitterness and like maybe triteness of the geek community of how they cowardly turned their back on the Avatar potential and franchise. Off, off. Look, you got to keep feeding the beast, man. Like I, I think that, just, that no one cares about Avatar sequels because it's, so it's not weird. fast enough. I, I but but here's the thing: they complain about things not being original. They can't complain about everything being an adaptation, a sequel. Mm-hmm. They won original. They won original. Well, then something else got rebooted this yeah. weekend. It made no friggin' sense. I heard it. I was like, "What? Yeah. Who wants that?" Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> I'm, you'll, I'm sure you'll you'll remember. But at the same time, though. <laughs> You can argue that Avatar is the first number one, like movie, meaning that it's it was set up intended to be a sequel from the very start. Like you know, like we're setting things up. Mm-hmm. No, the movie is as big as Avatar as a number one franchise movie. Yeah, and 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 the thing that and I, that's extraordinary. Isn't it fascinating that every Cameron movie that comes out, they're like. It's never gonna make its money back. It's impossible, <laughs> yeah. and it makes its money back so much more. Dude, he every I, I, time I think he relishes in that. Well, do you think he makes the movies better for like? I think I think that's it. I mean, I, I don't think we're you know. I, I think he works so hard to make it. I I work. Do, I do think he's also a the true maniac in Hollywood. More like, than Michael Bay, you love the Michael Bay maniac. Yeah. I mean, no, to, no. To me, I think Michael Bay is a general on set, and by this time, there's like I'm sure, like the donuts in the morning and the danishes in the morning. <laughs> if they're not a certain way, Michael Bay is laying the caterer. Know that, but at the same, time, <laughs> and I, I hundred percent think that right. that is how he does things. James Cameron yeah. is the guy that if you get the smartest special effects operators designers you get the smartest lighting technicians you like you if you get the future of hollywood tech in a room with james cameron james cameron will school that entire room yeah i think I, his imagine he pushes the imagination and he and he inspires i think i think yeah. that's he's a dreamer and i think that that's what kind of works but he's also a monarch uh, fine like, whatever he, like he is yeah a well, maniac. you know I, i've been watching um but i, I and i'm not there's nothing wrong with that no, I, and I I think that the, like I think that's the the thing is you have to have almost confidence in it. When, I mean, when you really think about George Lucas, and I think it's so weird. I did watch the documentary People vs. George Lucas this week, oh. which is oh, have you seen which is first good. time for the first time? Yeah, I think okay. it's interesting because it's about people's like betrayal. And the one person had a good point, and he basically stated, I'm paraphrasing here, um, that it's like someone when he started to mess around with the original movies, it was like someone messed around with our own brain and memory of something because we loved the way it was. Right. But that was never what he wanted. So it's interesting to kind of hear that. Um, Dude, it, 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 I, I, this is something that I studied, I looked at, I thought about a lot. Because the George Lucas, Star Wars thing, whatever, whatever you want to call it, event, to me 
like is is a lot of my positioning against like I don't want to say against but how I view geek culture and that the overall community which I think sometimes is like cannibalistic and hurtful to to some degree. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um because the things that the community forwards and validates to me is harmful meaning that um it's okay not to own like every everything of something mm-hmm. and and it creates this obsessiveness that literally goes nowhere and and i'm not saying don't have passions in life but you can be very passionate in life and have a variety of like flavors so people versus george lucas george lucas in general i really think his where this came from from him and no one's really addressed this is that he lost his way as a like a, a filmmaker yearning to explain technology and to tell a story and if you thx one american graffiti i literally love both of those i love american mm-hmm. graffiti i still think it holds up um and seeing the potential of those two movies and you're like oh and then you see star wars and you're like man that's like wow and then when everything becomes star wars and you lose that and for for 20 years he made references about getting back into doing these little personal movies mm-hmm. never happened yeah he that's right he, yeah he wanted to say he did say that uh, in one of his last yeah, interviews, he he's said like, it recently too. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make these little movies, and he, it's like he can't. Like he created a beast, he can't do yeah. it. And and I think he became probably the 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 greatest Hollywood entre- entrepreneur because you mm-hmm. know everything oh, yeah. he everything he did technology wise, business wise, with uh, with the merchandising. Well, there, uh, his partnerships. There wouldn't be a camera. Fantastic. There wouldn't be yeah. Cameron pushing. There wouldn't be. There wouldn't be an. There is. There was no ILM. There was no such thing. Mm-hmm. You know that that was something that like he would explain to someone, and they're like, "We don't know how to do this." Yeah. And then they like, well, and then he'd be like, "Yeah, I need you to do it." Like you know, whatever. Like he would just be like, yeah. he would just like <laughs> make noises because he was. He, he's very famous for, you know, he's he's extremely extremely famous for, just like being kind of unflappable. He would just say, "He's like, well, I don't know why you don't." See what I see. How dare you? Like you know, he would be yeah. kind of a, a dickhead. Like, and and then the, and then the actors, he the actors kind of had to figure it out on their own. But the one thing I think is interesting is is uh you know and I, and it's so weird because I, I talk I you know I talk to someone and I and I, I tell her that like all, I think every day I'm in some way influenced by Star Wars. I watch something. I talk about Star Wars or I am watching something about Star Wars every day, every day. And I watched um. So when he was casting it, he cast it. He also had a casting idea because he wanted chemistry. Yeah. Now he can't direct actors, but he wanted them to get along. I don't know, maybe because he he didn't know. Yeah. So he had it was like William Cat, some woman I don't remember, and like uh, who was Hans Kurt Russell. So you have oh. you have the greatest American hero. You have Snake Plissken, and then unnamed woman who was not Princess yeah. Leia. But the chemistry between. Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill worked a little bit better, and that's the movie. Yeah, that's very interesting to me. Like you know that they, that that because so he had those two people, the the, the two groups, almost made it. Alec Guinness was not yet cast. Yeah, Peter Cushing not well, yet cast. But just like this chemistry works better than this chemistry. Here we go, yeah. Star Wars. See, like what are you yeah. talking about? Well, that's very no one no one casts movies like that now. Yeah. See, I think a lot of what 
what you're referencing and kind of like where where you're what you're observing is so here here's the thing so George Lucas became like relevant like emerged into relevance roughly 1998 1999 mm. following the special edition releases so like we could just say going into the 2000s he reestablished himself immediately labeled like a god a genius infallible all these things mm-hmm. now people associate that version of George Lucas to the version of episode for uh, New Hope in seventy like seventy six. Right, he's famous. Right? He's famous. Big, big. You know, when you when yeah. when anyone visualizes George Lucas, they look at nineteen ninety eight George Lucas. Right. So at the with same the big time, chin. yeah, and and now now we're going with you know we're, we're in the late seventies. Uh, you you have an idea. You want to make a movie. Everyone's saying though, like you're kind of just trying to get any angle you can. He was supposed to direct um, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Like Watch. he he was he did storyboard like he there was. Yeah, he was not, supposed I'm to direct that. I'm, I thought even um, Milius was supposed to, at there was, one time, directing it too. Like, the three Francis of them Francis Ford had a hard dance. time um, running his company that was constantly going bankrupt. Yeah, the American Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> it was constantly... Yeah. yeah, there's a fantastic book, and I just... Uh, the name just escapes me, but it's like it's like a full history of like George Lucas Star Wars, and it's super... It's okay. fantastic. Um, and I'm so I'm so sorry. Uh, maybe eventually I'll, we'll put it in we'll put it in the notes. Well, I don't know. Wait, you know, I just saw a biography of him. It was like some. Uh, it, it was, was like Star like Wars. Being George Lucas, I think. The yeah, it wasn't that. I remember it was, it was some... like it was like how Star Wars came to be, something okay. like that. But like it's super fascinating, and 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 it's it's very interesting with because I mean think about THX like THX like that's not a marketable movie, and and somehow like but I I believe that um you know pitch. Pitch man, I think Francis Ford Coppola can go in and pitch and get someone to give him a million dollars. Yeah, he can go in and say, "Hey, uh, I have this guy. He's well, got a beard. I, yeah. I think he's got a lot of interesting and, days. Can he give me a million dollars?" And a lot of it too is Francis comes from. He's from the the final era of Hollywood, mm-hmm. the pre seventies era. Like, well, it's, it's like him the, De Palma, the pre. Well, Scorsese, yeah, but, but uh, Coppola is the only one that that crossed over. Mm-hmm. So he comes from like the last days of the studio era, into like the seventies rebellion era, because like you know people forget that Coppola was like essentially a studio director making studio movies, so like when 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 he splint splintered off to do his own thing like like um, for like Finnegan's Rainbow and Fiddler mm-hmm. on the Roof like you know like he was involved with just like assignment films, mm-hmm. and then the seventies happened and voices happened and it was like rebellion and and angst and yearns and. And again, like running around, like with your hair on fire, like those were like the attitudes of films, everything, like the culture bred in the seventies. Right, it goes into Easy Rider and like that, like Easy Rider. Uh, anyone, like it uh, became script was got became very cowboy, important. You got Taxi Driver, right? And then you have a ton of movies that again people don't even like reference, like Rollerball, like mm-hmm. all these goddamn great movies that are just forgotten, like Tom's Crown Affair, like it goes on and on and on and on. But these are still death race, like yeah, core rebellion movies. And Coppola was, like, the one that had, like, the savvy, old-school studio skills in an era of rebellion. And he was able to get and convince these guys, these bean counters, to put up money, to take <laughs> chances. And, and they all lost money. Yeah, and, he and, bankrupted everyone. Yeah, but, but <laughs> at the point, though, they all did gravitate around him. And he was the bean. Yeah, I think he's extremely charismatic. Be, yeah, because he... 
he understood these things on this like higher level that these young kids were yet to learn. And you know what too? Like I, I still think when they discuss them, when they talk about that error, they undersell Coppola and they just want to talk about Godfather and highlight Godfather and highlight Heart of Darkness, the you know, the, the Apocalypse Now documentary and, and, and be done with it. And you're almost like, dude, like, you know, like Coppola made movies like Cotton Club. And, we had a and, com- yeah, was it was it the conversation? What's the one with the conversation? It came out the same year. Yeah, it's technically as, one. It's it's uh, like I, you can argue back and forth if that's a little bit better. It's it technically no. is a technical film that could be slightly yeah. better. No, and, he, and then De Palma also in the same era got like railroaded for being a uh, Hitchcock homager, I would say. Yeah, it's uh, and that's whatever. Yeah. Like. Fine. I don't know. Uh, like I don't care because like you watch a Hitchcock movie and 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 you and you watch um, what was wait what's the one the Palma one? Um, um, it is Star, Scarface, Body Double. Um, did he do he did Sisters? Nick of Time. Or what's the one where uh, Michael Caine's a girl in the elevator at the end? I don't know. If I, I don't know. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm forgetting the name. Dude, that that, is a that ending though. still. That's a diploma, yeah. It's yeah. and it's still with me because, oh, it's such a crazy shock ending, and I'm pretty sure it ends like that. Like the girl, mm-hmm. the girl dies in the elevator because like the ones, uh, oh, forget the name of that. I think it's sisters or sister. Okay. It's like, but that. But body double is fantastic. Body double is fantastic. Blow. Am I out? thinking of body double? Is Michael Caine the body double? No. Um, who's in body double? Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith. Oh, that's tough. We're we're totally on. Yeah, hold on. Oh, you can you can talk because I'm going to look it up All right. right now. Well, I'm going to pull it to the actual point of what we're saying. So <laughs> we're talking about bad, Ben Affleck. Ben, so that was 40 minutes ago. Yeah, but you know what? Like, but it does it does make relevance to to what you said about Lucas because Lucas became so famous he had he had no barrier to break. Is that that's kind of what your point is? Yeah, right? exactly. So there's no yeah. there's no. There's no creative barrier to break because he's surrounded by everyone and says, well, you can do whatever you want. And he's like, well, I... where the ideas at the time were so big, he did not, it, there wasn't even, it wasn't even possible to do them. Sisters, 1973, Brian De Palma. And was it Michael Caine? No, it was Michael Caine. No, I'm, I'm getting my, my, I'm getting my movies mixed up. Hackman? <laughs> it's a Kane That's Hackman a, theory. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to. That's a PCU uh, reference. I, yeah, I don't know I if you know what that I, is. Kane <laughs> Hackman theory. There's someone in college in PCU, the Jeremy Piven, wonderful yeah. film. Uh, wait, am I thinking of that every uh, night? Okay, here, here's what I'm thinking of. Okay, I'm getting my all, it all mixed up. Dress to Kill, Brian mm. De Palma, Michael Kane. Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill. Correct. That 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 one for every reason. Because like I remember like blowout right he did blow okay so blowout blowout's almost the same as Dude. blow yeah blowout's great and that has uh, Travolta Travolta yeah. as a so, sound recorder blow yeah. fascinating blowout fantastic ending I, I ran out to buy from Suncoast Video I think I had ordered <laughs> because Quentin Tarantino mentioned that as his favorite movie in one interview and mm-hmm. I was like what between the- Suncoast and like West Coast Video. Which was on the East Coast? We're on the East Coast. Yeah. If, if anyone listens to this you on anywhere else. everything you owned in those two. Yeah, or I would return things late all the time. Or I'd go to get tickets. That's where West Coast Video is where I got print tickets. That's where I would sleep out outside. Yeah, yeah. And I would wait yeah, they until the they opened up. And I ran yeah. in, and some drunk guy would show up. And I was like, why are you late? Like, they're going yeah. to sell out. So like, how dare you be late? 
the guy's like, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I hate my fucking yeah. job in life. And I'm like, oh, I need my Prince tickets. I'm 16. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, this asshole 16-year-old kid. Yeah. With like every, with like, <laughs> like paper route money. Paper. Oh, uh, what a mess. Real quick though. Look, so Brian De Palma in 1980 made three movies. Uh, home movies, which I've never seen. 1980. No. 1980, Dress to Kill. Mm, 1980, great. Blowout. Great. Like, and. Uh, when was Carrie? Was Carrie 79 or did that go to 81? Was that uh, like right around then? No, Carrie. Okay, so like, he, like he's on somewhat of, of a solid run. If you compare, if you get him from 1973, and you can kind of argue all the way to. 1996. Mm, uh, Solid Nick run. of Time is 93. Yeah, so it's Nick of Time. So let me go. We got Sisters. Okay. You, you that's in your it, head. Yeah. If you it's haven't in seen, your head. seen it, yeah. I haven't seen it. It's, in, it's like you pulled that out. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. 1974, Phantom of the Paradise. We kind of now an elevated okay. movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 1976, Obsession. Another Hitchcock. Um, okay. Yep. 1976, Carrie. 1978. 76. The Fury. Like, how good... Okay, so let's just pause on Carrie real fast. How crazy... No one did split screens. No No. one did... No one did anything like... That's this, like... Oh, I'm scared. Like, I'm right now. I have goosebumps right now. Split screen. She closes the doors with her brains. Like, like, fuck. Like, I'm so scared right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit. He had a... um, At that point... I think he had he had an understanding of like uh, like it sounds shitty or it sounds like a weak explanation but I would say like visual storytelling but in in its truest sense applied to cinema meaning mm-hmm. that he took very simple ideas and and had he he knew what to do with like the editing with what the feeling was going to be and maybe gave himself a little bit of of enough room to kind of, I don't know, to like elevate, like to give give the audience room to elevate it for him. Well, he played around with color. I mean, I, I mean, you can see the red. I'm sure anyone thinking about Carrie right now, you're seeing the red where she's closing all the doors with her, with her brain, and like she's like, you can see that. I think with um, with body double, I can see all almost. It's all pastel. Like yeah. it's like you know, and if anyone knows me, my art, like I I love color. It became like. I think it's cool for it. I have no idea what I'm doing with a lot of the art that I do, but it, like I, I always love this weird, strange neon. Yeah. And I could even go to your boy, your your Refn. Like I'm sure uh, that he would. I'm sure Nicholas Winding Refn, yeah. your favorite. He's you so know. freaking hot, dude. But Neon Demon is is nothing but like green. Like it's like yeah. you know, and it's, then uh, it's just Only notes. God Forgives yeah. is all just like, okay, it's like, this guy's gonna get mugged on the street. What should we do? Yellow. Like you know what I mean? And it's yeah. not. It's not. Um. It's not a cheat. And there's a guy, you know what I thought about yeah. the other day. Um, I don't know if you know who this is, but like Gregor Rocky did a movie called. Oh yes, um, he did the Doom Generation with yes. Sarah, uh, he, with uh, Rose McGowan. Warped or warped? I th- I want to say yes. I'm not exactly sure, but I know he did a movie with uh, called Mysterious Skin with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as he was before he was uh, 500 Days of Summer. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It was right in between his Third Rock from the Sun to. Where he became fifty, right before like before fifty fifty, so it's right in the middle. Mysterious Gan Gregoraki, but like that's ridiculous. Like his colors in that are insane. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. No one, like, I saw it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, okay, <laughs> so, me. so, Greg Araki did, I've only seen two of these movies. The Teen Apocalypse Trilogy, 1993, totally fucked up, part one. Part two, The Doom Generation. Doom Generation's great. Part three, Nowhere. I don't know if Doom Generation's okay. great, but I just, I know, I remember, I just remember yeah. how stark all the colors were. And then the movie I'm Beautiful. thinking of came out in 2010, that's called Kaboom. Okay. What should, should be on Netflix, I believe. Who's the, he uses the same guy, and he was in Donnie Darko. He was Donnie Darko? He uses the same guy in most of the movies. He's in yeah. Doom Generation, he uses that same guy throughout. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yep. The bunny guy. Yep. The guy from Independence Day. Randy Quaid's son. <laughs> That's right. Lucas's field is on the <laughs> other side of town. You sure? <laughs> uh. Yeah, but okay. So, so real quick though, like we we have to run through the Palmer because this is somewhat. I think this is somewhat of a historic run. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. In nineteen seventy eight, The Fury, hugely underrated movie. Should watch that. Know. Okay. Yep. 1980 home movies I never seen I not familiar with that. 1980 Dress to Kill awesome. 1980 yep. Blowout awesome. Great. 1983 we know how that went for Scarface. Okay. 1984 I do think Scarface is, is a little overrated. Oh no I way! I will say it's overrated. No way! I'm being the contrast dude, here. Sorry, right. dude. I don't know, man. Taking it to the limit. Like, let's go. I do. Yeah, I don't know. Little, little lady tiger. It doesn't. And then, like, he shows up with the tiger at the wedding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, like, I think just, it became bad stereotypes, bad posters on the wall, like bad, like bad blacklight oh, posters. Oh, no, no. It definitely got hijacked. Culturally, it's culturally hijacked. It definitely got hijacked. No. There, there was a time where you had to, like, owning that in VHS, and that was all you had. And it was that was a great VHS to watch, and then became action figures, T-shirts, mm-hmm. bad printed beach towels. You what buy about like the, Wildwood, New yeah, Jersey? If you uh, it became, airbrush. It became it was all yeah, airbrush. It became everything yeah, is airbrush. It became like it, it became Especially a merchandising horror story. Okay, yeah. okay. Nineteen eighty six. I haven't seen this. Wise guys. Oof. I want. Who's in that? I'm not, is that want, like Redford? I want to say if it's what I'm thinking dude, of. No, 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 <laughs> dude. We have to watch this movie. <laughs> Danny DeVito, Joe Piscopo. Oh god! Oh my god! That is a paycheck Wiki- and a half. Wikipedia. Yep. Wise Guys is a 1986 black mafia comedy no. crime film directed by Brian De Palma. No, sir. Dude, also featuring Harvey Keitel. Wow. Dude. Frank Vincent, dude, I want to see oh, this movie. Frank. Okay, I, <laughs> dude, I, please move on. Okay, I cannot hang yeah. out. My brain is hurting. Okay, 1987. People forget about this movie, Untouchables. Yes, star studded, stacked. Also, swipe. Okay, this is okay. So the the De Palma, the, <laughs> awesome swipe, awesome swipe. Like here's the okay here okay. <laughs> so Battleship Potemkin is a 19 I think 20 esque movie. Okay. Um, and that's a Russian film where. Uh, a baby in a baby carriage goes down steps as as soldiers are marching up. I had to study in film school, um, so I, I 
I, I know he did he did the exact same thing, and then it was spoofed very famously, I think, in Naked Gun 3, where the baby's going down, they're catching the 100 babies. Like, yes, Frank yeah. Drebin's catching the babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's weird because, like, he's homaging it, and then the, the parody of the homage is in is also, in my brain, better than the homage. Like, yeah, you know? You know, that's somewhat of the Tarantino, like, Reservoir Dogs yeah. paradox. You know, to where it's, you're just kind of like... Like, all right, like, I'm never gonna like, seek it, out like, Potemkin. Never. Do, yeah, I'll watch. A, I'll watch Untouchables. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I just think sometimes, like, I don't care. Call it ripping off. Like some mm. some people rip off to a a completely high level that they are so inspired by the source material. It's 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 infectious and it's infectious through. The content that they're Well, what's they're, hilarious they're is that I'm thinking about a concert I went to uh, because, and we even said that because you said Kurt Cobain saw something and you had to watch it. What was that? We just talked about it. Uh, no, no. Quentin Tarantino talked about Blowout. So you, ha- you had yeah, to watch it. I had to so know what that I was I loved Nirvana and Pearl Jam at the time, and someone's yeah. like, you know, Kurt Cobain loves the Melvins. So I went to a Melvins concert. Wow. That was the worst concert of my life. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what did he like about this? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. This is when he was... And yeah. I was like, I was at the concert in like 1994. Like, the, the, and I'm like, I... Like, the, am I, and I waited for it. And I was there and I, it was one of the only concerts I ever... I've never... Yeah. I walked out of it. I was like, I got it. I got it. It was in I'll, TLA. I'll, I will tell you one thing. Okay. <laughs> and I think you're, you're zeroing on something. And this goes a little bit with the George Lucas stuff. Where I think people, like, they want it explained because they are so far away from it themselves and they love the content, they love Star Wars, but they want it explained. They want, they want to know where Darth Vader came from. Mm-hmm. So what does Lucas say? Oh, samurai movies. And baseball hats. Yeah. I'm gonna watch the Anita Sheriff Mifune film. Yeah. Who I've never known who before right. he talked like, about. Like you have to say something. And okay, and, and you wanna be like, all right, well, is there like other examples of this? And yes, and I'll say this because a lot of people always go to this. It's been publicized. Um in the election they asked uh Sarah Palin. Uh they're like, What 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 newspapers do you read? Like <laughs> There's oh, Dallas, yeah. everybody. We just had Dallas jump up here and we're going Paul. She's like on a Yeah, we're we're just going to jump right back in the recording. Right, are we on? Yeah, we. Dallas jumped up on the table. <laughs> Our unofficial editor, Dallas, uh, is like, "Will you get to your bad flag point? Yeah. No one knows what you're talking about at this and, point." Yeah, and we are. Geez, we're like an hour in. All right, so okay, so the the point I was getting at real quick is that there's this yearning for dissection, and this forces people to say things. So they they kind of ask Sarah Palin. They want to know like like where are your thoughts and your ideas coming from okay and she and there were and katie Couric was like i can't open this <laughs> I, I think you got it. you got it did i get yeah. it i don't think i did get that get that beer open i know it's i'm, I'm you know what so many people use that opener i think it's it's a we little broke bit wrong. I, might, I might have to like retire it maybe i should not be it. i think maybe it's a sign of not oh wait there's beer. another opener right there too all right 
yellow okay. flashes. That, yeah. Cerebellum. So, yeah, so, like, and they, Katie Couric is like, like, what newspapers do you read? And, like, you could just see, like, you could just hear the tone of the interview and everything, and, and Sarah Palin's like, I don't know, all of them. Okay? And then, like, again, that gets spun out of this, like, into this other thing. But, but it was overall, like, the point of what she said. And why she said it, which was like, it's a stupid question. Like, what, like, what do you mean? Like, what do I read? Like, of course, like, you know, like, it's just stupid. So when, when you ask, like, Kurt Cobain, like, hey, we want to understand um, where your music comes from. What do you listen to? And, right. And, I don't know. Right. Because right. like the Melvins. Because you're either, yeah, because you're either busy making it or absorbing it. Mm-hmm. And most, like, at the end of the day. There's only a handful of like film filmmakers. We'll mention him again. Like you have Scorsese, film genius, mm-hmm. kind of sees everything, like has an opinion on everything. You have Tarantino, and then like like there's really not. I mean like it like does it matter? Michael Bay is a Hitchcock junkie. No, it doesn't mean anything. Like he's hired to make a fucking movie. He he is. He could be, I don't know. Just, but, but it could be, like, but it doesn't, like, like Ben, like, you want to talk about, like, Ben Affleck and, like, that stuff? Does does it matter what he knows about movies? Does it add, does it enable him to make a great movie? No. Well, you know, and we talked about Matthew McConaughey, but, so we're going to... But he knows how to make a great movie. Yeah, he does, but but does he know how to make a great movie And because he was a a, a pretty boy who made a bunch of movies for money? Like he was basically Dimensions guy. He's going to be in. Was he? I don't know if he was in the screen, but he was in. Like it was just like he was. In, he was in Phantoms. Yeah, Phantoms. Yeah, <laughs> with with um, with Leo Shriver. <laughs> boss. What is what does okay. what does Jay say to him? It like so he's just like you were the Boston Phantoms, bro. Something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, nuts. he does. Yeah, it's so <laughs> yeah, you were the Boston Phantoms. <laughs> Something like that, but um. But he he became like this very like this very like one note star after yeah and then and then and then the strange thing was that like Damon took a different turn and Damon like is just respected unfortunately like fortunately unfortunately I don't know yeah. I just feel so then Ben Affleck has to like make up for it and then direct well well yeah but look here here's the thing there's no textbook there's no path for careers. Okay, you can say Damon, like Matt Damon, went a certain route, like selected a certain type of movie. Yeah, he did like Town of Miss Ripley, like, and then yeah, like may- maybe had better options, better insight, better agent, better trickle down. Maybe Ben Affleck did chase the 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 shiny. Yeah, but like, like I mean, how fun you love your Bay, you love your Michael movie. Bay. Everybody knows this, but you love your Armageddon. Yeah, if you put it on right now. I'm not gonna mad at you. I'll watch no. it. You no, know what I mean, yeah, like, but 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 I've watched Armageddon with people that never seen the movie and completely love it. Yeah, it's like, fun. Are, are, but they really get into it, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, that doesn't like excuse to make the movie like any better. Like on a critique, like on a um, academic sense, it doesn't make. Isn't it, it weird back then any, though? They just made these. It was like a Mad Lib type of like casting. They had, like Dimension made all the. Like scary movies, you're like, we just need like a, like a ski doll work over here. Like we just need like <laughs> yeah. we need like these people here, and then like Bay made like Con Air is not 
a masterpiece, but if you put it on right now, I'll never stop watching yeah. it. I will well, watch the whole thing. Put the money the, in the box. Yeah, you I know mean, what I'm saying? But you know what? When it comes to Con Air, when it comes to Armageddon, so this was during a boom that will never get recreated. We're never seen. They don't. Dis- no one discusses it because people think indie movies still exist, but they do not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the nineties you had a boom in independent movies. You had people that really had no money or l- very little resources making movies in Hollywood because that's where they were from, and and they they cobbled all this stuff together. And you had a run of movies, and so during this boom period of independent movies, okay. Armageddon cherry picks people from nothing but independent movies mm-hmm. and puts them in a major Hollywood film. The biggest name in Armageddon is Bruce Willis. It is the only name in Armageddon. And we look back at Armageddon, we're like, like how the hell did Owen Wilson end up in that movie? Even then, how did Steve... It's like Billy Bob. Yeah. Like, Singblade. Uh, you had Reservoir Buscemi. Dogs. Yeah. Bottle of Rock. It, like, it goes on and on, <laughs> on and on, okay? And they cherry-picked these people through independent movies and put them in a huge tentpole blockbuster, okay? And they echoed that, too, with, um, with Con Air. Like, we're... we're, we're <laughs> but the thing is, though, like, like, people act like that. I remember my Con Air experience. I remember going to the movies, and it's so fun. I remember, like... It's a good. It's a very good memory. Like it's a yeah. very good memory going to the movies and just like the put the bunny in the box was just so amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Put the bunny in the box, like it's wait, amazing. I'll, wait, I'll tell you. Wait, wait. What? what? But that even like that even got like. But see, like got so infectious that like you make a movie that shouldn't make sense and shouldn't be good. But John Woo comes over here and makes Broken Arrow, which is whatever. I don't care yeah. about Broken Arrow. A lot of people love it. Um, but Face Off shouldn't work. No, but right? I just watched that again for it's the first time. <laughs> Because I think it's on Netflix. Holy shit, dude! I was watching that movie, and no, no joking. I had no. I completely forgot how loose they are with, like how they do it. Like, it's like, nuts. like, literally, they're like, "Hey, there's this lab. This lab can do this." <laughs> and then it's then John Travolta's like, "No, like, I okay." Go, and then For- they then they go to the lab, and with zero explanation, they just swap their faces. And that's it. Okay, just to be clear, <laughs> like we're similar Italian guys from New Jersey, right? We're in Philadelphia right now, but like we're similar guys, similar age. If I switch my face with yours, I think someone would notice. Like, like the body structure is like, why is that guy's face on someone else? Yeah, like it, and everyone just totally buys yeah. it. Oh, yeah, it's totally and, fine. And, and they throw in these like loose <laughs> things. They're like, your face is going to be molded to a cast of Caster Troy's face. <laughs> It's gonna be molded to a case. What's the song. other? It's Casper Troy. What's the other name? Look that oh, up. Oh, I best. forget the. I love it. Like it's so bonkers, crazy. Like, and and they they swagger out. Like remember, like his brother's great too. Like all those supporting characters are the, all weird. His brother is awesome. He, in that who movie. is that guy? He's never been in anything. He was I don't only think. in Jurassic Park three. That's the only movie I remember. You know, he was the one. With second the Jurassic Park three. Reference. Yeah. <laughs> no one's no one in the world right now is referencing Jurassic Park three as much as us. Sean Archer, John Travolta. Such Sean, an awesome like, name. Oh, Such an awesome name. That so, is like So I was talking about this earlier Kester this week. Troy. Earlier this week with someone. Okay. Wow. I don't I don't understand how Who wrote any of these like I, I it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't understand how franchise uh, how face off doesn't become a franchise where 
why can't you visit revisit that every five years and have like Angelina Jolie and Scarlett Johansson swap? Oh, they're doing Ocean's Eight. Yeah, what is that? that? that, Look, (laughs) I feel like I'm being taken to school with that movie. You love you love taking the school. I just I it's so I'm like hashtag episode ten. Yeah, like we that's all like. Idea with Wonder Woman. Slash Meryl Macchio, editor of yeah. Marvel Comics. It's, dude, it's it's still <laughs> it's still the same idea with Wonder Woman. There's no yearning for a Wonder Woman movie. No one Well, wants- I think everyone's obligated. We talked about this earlier. Like, I feel obligated that I should like a Wonder Woman comic. I've read yeah. six or seven different types of runs. I only like the one that shouldn't have worked for anyone. And that was like the Jodie Picoult, where she's a she's a Not- very famous author. Yeah. She had like six issues, and I think that she didn't love the way the editors deal, dealt with her. And I wish she had a longer run. I don't think she was fired, but she's gone. Yeah, it's... Well, Nina how they She's like, you know what? I'd make a lot more money over here. I'm going to go do that. But that was like the best one I've ever, ever read. I never attached myself to anything else. What? what uh, I'm trying to think. Who wrote the Mike Denario Jr. run? William Messner Loeb's. Oh, oh, that was that was Loeb's? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd like that one. He's very underrated. He wrote. I mean, he's basically tried to uh, script everything that came out of Sam Keith's head for the Max. He was okay. the Max scripter, dude. That, I'll Good care. for him. Like yeah. his his yeah. brain. He has actually he has he has a lots of little runs that are fantastic. Yeah, it's I was I always like that that. But but real quick though, so we're going we're going <laughs> we're going backtrack one topic. So, I don't, so real quick, we never, so, got, so, we never got to the first topic. No, so I think <laughs> I think the geek community really yearns for these explanations, and I I I even do think George Lucas is subject to just blurring out. I read all the newspapers because it's it really is a difference between it's it's the same as like what you and I are doing. It's like all right, like what are we doing with our time? We're we're, we're building a show. We're thinking about a show. We're mm. talking about Dream Warriors like throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We can be doing this or we can be listening to other podcasts. Now, I'm not saying we're not already doing that, but maybe we can mm-hmm. be listening to less. And it is a decision you produce the content or absorb the content. And you can only absorb so much to where it like affects like what you think is right or wrong, what you think is black and white, right? Am and I, how am you think I, things should be executed? Yeah, like right. So when I read like a like I read any cool news still even yeah same know. here same here. So like still when I go-to. when I read a Capone article, I should essentially adopt what he says because I agree with the majority ninety eight percent of what he says. Yeah. So then when I, I won't even see a movie because I felt like I already saw the movie because I read the review that he may have wrote about the movie, and I'm like I've seen it. No. I I didn't actually see the movie. You know what I mean? But I feel like I've seen it because I watched, I read a review that he wrote about that movie. Yeah. That's where the, like, the super meta, you're reading super meta here. Yeah. So the point was with the George Lucas thing, which, which I think, I think any show I'm on, I'm so sorry. I'm going to go into Star Wars territory and then we're yeah. going to stay yeah. on George Lucas for like an hour. Um, so the whole point of it is, and this goes back to the Matthew McConaughey speech, is that anyone that came into the business a certain way has to fight their own image. So Ben Affleck has to fight his own image. He has to make a movie. Like, Gone Baby Gone. He has to make the town. And then he makes Argo. Yeah. So Argo becomes a critical darling. It comes out. And he's the worst part in it. And then... Yeah, that movie's forgetful. Completely. Yeah. No one's like, you know what I want to watch tonight? Argo. Yeah. No one has said that in and, the world. And I kind of do think the town is... is 
I think the best movie, and I, I think like, I think Gone Baby Gone's his best movie. Yeah. And to me, I saw it completely despite myself because my friend Ron said you should watch this, and I'm like, no. But is it because it's like you're directing your brother, and it's in your hometown. No. Like, you know what I mean? Someone throw you a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. Or you did like you did a movie like Reindeer Games, made money, and you threw it into a, a one for you, one for me, this is for me, and you put it out. Yeah. And and it's weird, like but I think that's a very, very interesting like I think One Baby Gone's fantastic. It's a throwback to uh Bogart movies. Like it's way back. Like yeah. it's way back. Well, so, I think I think that isn't that also too from the same author of Mystic River? Yeah, they're all. I, I think it's they're, all I depressing. Think it's Dennis yeah. Lehane. It's all super depressing. Right. Mystic River is the most like it's a one and done. You can watch it and that's it. You watch it once, that's it. Yeah. Like you know, and and that's it's hard. Yeah, he did Mystic River. I'm trying. He did one other one that I just I can't place right now, but that's correct. It's a Dennis Lehane novel. It's, yeah. It's exhausting and depressing, and it's Boston, <laughs> and there's accents. Yeah, but I but also too, I think sometimes um, again, like Hollywood's a small town. Mm-hmm. You you get when that the guy down the street picked well, up these rights is doing this and you you want but to I feel respond. I feel totally terrible for like Ben Affleck because in a way because he puts out a movie that he cares about he's trying to send up a certain era of uh, Hollywood in Live by Night right so is that what it's called yeah isn't that talk that I don't even know what the, yeah, that's freaking called Live by Night it's a prohibition like uh, I should love like, this movie like making your mark period piece. Violent, I should all love these, it. All these things. I yeah. should. Everything on paper says I should love this movie. Yeah. I saw the trailer. I wanted to fall asleep. I didn't get. I didn't care. I didn't see it. No one saw it. He actually went on Kimmel and freaked out because yeah. everyone said, "Hey, Ben Affleck, oh, you directed this movie. You wrote and directed. That's cool. When are you going to be Batman?" Like everyone, and he yeah. flipped out. He's like, "What the fuck, man? I just made this movie. I spent a year writing it. I directed <laughs> it. No one gives a fucking shit. No one gives a shit." Well, but here, but that's a little bit of, of a little bit of like the George Lucas connection, also. But everyone is, allowed him to do it after Argo because everyone's like, "Oh, you made Argo. Okay, you can do whatever you want." Yeah. So the freedom itself, and this goes back to and, like but, the argument of that, yeah, where the but, freedom can kill your own, well, kill we, your darling. We see that a lot. We see mm-hmm. we see some we see sometimes movies come out that like that are good. That are compromises for directors continuing a series. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, like a good example again, getting to like Michael Bay with um, Thirteen Hours and Pain and Gain, which is like, hey, like you, you still want me involved with Transformers? I want to do this. I want to do that. And again, like everyone wins because you have like, I think you have great critical acclaimed movies, and then you have your billion dollar block. block blockbusters all wrapped it's up also extra, it's also exercising a different part of his brain he can't do a new project because he's got it and yeah. i i understand that yeah. like i totally understand and that. you, you kind of even got uh war of the worlds with spielberg and tom cruise because yeah. uh um, janish kaminsky like, like, who filming was, the sun yeah because i think <laughs> i think um <laughs> uh cruise owed the movie the paramount cruise i think wanted to make um mission impossible or another one and they were like, hey, you still owe us another movie. And he goes, give me a second. And then he calls up Steven Spielberg. And like for some some way, I think he knew that his schedule was open. And he goes, hey, you want to do this? And he calls back and he's like, hey. Spielberg has every other. He does like War Horse. Yeah. And then I'll have to do <laughs> Yeah. 
And I'm like the five people <laughs> in War Horse. Have you I'm like, seen That's War Horse? I saw it in the movie. I see every Spielberg movie in the movies. Like either whether How it's by loves myself. War Horse? I like War Horse, and you know what? You know what's weird? You can watch. I think I think you can tell how many beers I had. By the way, I said War Horse just now. Yeah. Um, I like watching. You watched uh, BFG too. A YouTube. No, I can't. I can't. Like I just to me, it, I hate the trailer. I can't watch it. I saw Wind Darkness. Uh, whatever that was called, the yeah. one like with the other one. anyway. Oh. Um, but I saw War. I saw a copy of a War Horse stage play where they basically have people creating the horse yes i thought that seemed very fascinating to me yeah so war horse as a film like in real concept doesn't work like for example i saw yeah. fences which felt like a stage play but it was too much like a stage play in a movie where yeah, it I, felt I, like a stage I know play a, quite a few people that i've seen that on stage and love it love it right Freak and out. and you know what like denzel washington here's the thing is he did that for about seven months in a row with yeah. viola davis who's done it for years she used to do it with James Earl Jones, and you can go online and watch oh, the okay. same scenes watching James Earl Jones yell at his son, yeah. say that he doesn't care about him, I don't love yeah. you, I don't need to love you. Yeah, and then kind of try to say with Denzel doing it. Right. Like, and, side and by you know side. What? But yeah. see, the, the, like, for them to win awards in it, listen, they lived in that role every day for seven, eight months on Broadway. Yeah. So for them to bring it to screen, it's like, oh, our, it's like old hat. Yeah. It's a different award. They should wear it win a Tony, not an Oscar, so I don't yeah, know what's it's, gonna happen. It's almost like a film to play. It's it's like, like a it film feels exactly play. like that. Yeah. It uh, feels exactly but, but like that. But every few that years there's But Moonlight was a play too. Moonlight feels completely different than anything I've ever, I've ever seen. Yeah. So adapt it. Please adapt it. But yeah, and but it's all it's you get that every few years too. You get mm-hmm. one or two adaptations. Um I, was Spotlight an adaptation? Uh, I want you know what Spotlight was a that, that, ooh, that, it was a New Yorker article. I want to say it was an article. Was it? it was it was adapted, yes, because it won I think best adapted screenplay. Yeah, but it was it was, uh, was a, like that movie moves like a play. It kind yeah. of moves like there's a, only one showy scene. There's one. Yeah, and it's Ruffalo freaking out. But other than <laughs> yeah. that, that movie's so voices. it's so understated. Yeah. It's a little forgettable. It, like I think but, every every best picture. Is is forgettable? Uh, yes. Not everyone. Our error. Yes. I. 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 That's I, why. That's why. I, La, prediction. La La Land's going to win because it will be forgettable. Yeah. In time. I. I. I stick to my and I thought I was wrong this year, but we're in an epidemic, and my boy Brett Easton Ellis mm-hmm. backs us up, and I kind of <laughs> stole this opinion from him, but. Like I, really I, I, you're crediting. Validated. You're actually crediting yeah. it. Yeah, is that Hollywood is hemorrhaging quality movies on 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 Oscar level, and they're in a little bit of a spiral because he is right when he criticizes that year after year they hardly have enough movies to fill the slots now, hmm. and or even when it comes to roles, um, the only comp- I think the only competition year after year is Best Actor. Every year that's stacked. That you don't have any enough roles going to women. Right. We're talking about this episode, episode hashtag episode ten. Yeah. Like we did talk about that as episode ten. There's not enough episode right. ten forever. <laughs> <laughs> ten ten ten. <laughs> but no, yeah. you're right. You call back to that because that is true. And I do think it's very strange that I don't think Amy Adams got nominated for anything. Yes, that's that's correct. I believe so. Yeah. So Nocturnal Animals is ridiculously great. So, so, and she should be nominated for that fact. 
if not win for that, even Jake Gyllenhaal fact win for that or so, something, or yeah. even Arrival. Arrival's she's amazing in Arrival. So so real quick, I'm just going to I just randomly googled um 1996 Oscars mm. just random okay not really random you typed it in so it's not really random but that's, <laughs> okay 1996 best picture winner okay Braveheart okay we all love Braveheart okay speech Ready? with paint on my face I have a paint yeah. on my face and I'm yelling okay the next two films hold up the the final two are artsy fartsy mm. Apollo 13 Holds got up. A, got a Hanks and a and a Paxson and a Bacon floating around with a Ron Howard. And speaking of Bacon, Babe. That's right. Okay. Babe. Just standard Babe. I love Babe Pig in the City only because George, George oh, no, Miller. I think, I think Babe Pig, babe in, Pig the in the City is, is one of the most amazing sequels ever. Super amazing. You, I saw I was one of the seven people who saw it in the theater. Yeah. And I, I wanted just, to, I like Don't you think there was a part there was a, there was about five seconds in that movie that made felt very uncomfortable where Babe was drowning? Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna throw up right that, now. That was like a serious. That. That's a serious moment. That's as serious of a moment when he first calls the pig when in the competition in the first one. Right. I yep. mean, like, Babe, they're they're animal kid driven movies mm-hmm. with serious moments that are <laughs> like either like searing in your brain. Yeah. We remember them because because even when he calls twenty years he's, later, he's, nineteen years yeah, later, when he calls pig in the first one. It's like mm-hmm. pig, you're almost like yo, dude. Like that's authoritative. Like mm-hmm. it's and it's almost like you need. It was, it was almost like it's like racism. Yeah, and if yeah. you don't have someone like that in your life, you're either like they're going to break you or make you better. Mm-hmm. And it's that's what I With mean. J.K. Like, Simmons and Whiplash. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a chair at your head right now. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Those but those moments mold you. Mm-hmm. And the, okay, so so real quick, ninety six. Ready? El Postino, the postman. I don't know yeah. who's who's the guy in that. That was a Miramax one. That well, what's um, the guy? Is that uh, I think Javier was, Bardem? Is that the is that the Javier Bardem breakout? No, uh, Massimo Teresa. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Italian guys should love him. Sorry, he was also nominated for Best Actor. Okay, no, and Sense over. and Sensibility is the final one. No. Okay, so ninety six, like you can kind of argue, right? So it's a, it's a Weinstein era. Yeah. So real quick, so let's just do two thousand and eight. Okay. I'm going to do two, mm-hmm. 2008 Oscars, which is... Being, Best Picture, go. Yeah. There you go. Let me let me scroll down. Best Picture. Okay. No Country for Old Men. Kind of having... Very a, quiet. A little bit of a... You know, I, most people that I talk to about that, they they like it, but they kind of like don't get it. It's two movies in one. It's a very long ending in the yeah. diner with... Uh, uh, with Tommy Lee, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones just talking, and and, and, the, and the movie shifts gears. It becomes mm-hmm. almost like a um, like it's a, a heist snatch film. and grab, yeah, like yeah, like right. heist, and then become. It, but here's the thing, I will argue that No Country for Old Men is a hundred percent engaging once you start watching it. Mm-hmm. Largely forgetful. You know, amazing. I just I just said Javier yeah. Bardem. I'm trying to remember what his breakout his breakout was. He had oh, a breakout. Beautiful. Was it okay. beautiful? Uh, some I don't know. I think it was beautiful. Yeah, he's awesome though. Yeah, well, that's what makes the new no pirates men, right? He's in the new pirates. You know, it's so funny that they have the trailer for that. They don't even I, show Johnny Depp. I got they the show... message. From, yeah, well, you would have no idea. Bad move. 
Bad move. No, I think that's a really? good move. I think that it's coming with the Super Bowl. They're doing a Pirates Super Bowl. What's the lineup Super Bowl? We got Guardians 2. No Star Wars as far as we know. Something from Fox. Maybe Alien. What? Who knows? Fuck. No. <laughs> Alien Covenant, no. X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga. No. It's over. <laughs> Will they please stop giving uh, Brian Singer. Singer jobs? What He's, the fuck is something that? Something happening, dude. Something happening. No. Yeah. All right, just to just to like yeah. I love we're 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 beyond tangent, but like okay, so Brian Singer is supposed it, to direct a Fox Mark, movie. Yes, this is the Pete and Mark tangent show. Yeah, this is what it is. This is not even Dream Warriors. This is tangent. This is exact. Warriors. This is every phone call we've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> every phone call, every hangout session, every time we try oh, and talk like this fuck. when we're not around people. Uh, we're not on topic as, two. As we as, haven't even got the topic one. Yeah, as soon I as, wrote you a show. As soon as we're around people. Like, we try not to do this because it's just us. Everyone leaves. Yeah. And then we're like, where'd everybody go at the party? Yeah. It's like, oh, oh no. these two assholes. But let me just get, get through the 08 Oscars, though. Okay. No Country for Old Men. No. Okay. No. Ready? You, you ready for this gem? It's a Cohen. You ready for this gem? Cohen Brothers. Atonement. Ugh. Okay. You ready for this one? Juno. Ah, forgettable is Juno. Oh, no. Okay. Ready? Michael Clayton. No. Okay. Yeah. Ready? That's a Gilroy, though. That's a, that's the Gilroy who yeah. wrote my Star Wars movie this year, essentially. Yeah, Tony Gilroy. Yeah. Uh, um, there will right. be blood. No. I already said it yeah, earlier said tonight. It at the pre-show. I, yeah. I, I yelled at Isn't that Norm good? earlier. <laughs> I was like, I hate Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. I don't get it. I've never gotten it. No. He's, like I'm so definitive on Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. so I can watch. I can watch eight. I can, what is it? I can watch Lincoln. I get it. No, dude. I can watch I'm There Will so, Be Blood. No, le, le, I I have to go. We 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 are in an era of forgettable. What movies. did he love? What what was his Daniel Day Lewis? He loved uh, uh, um, Kings of New York. Kings, yeah, the Kings of New York. No, no, or, or Gangs, Gangs of New, New York. York. Yeah, no, and and that I feel that movie is a complete betrayal. I hate I, of, of, I love of Scor- how it ends. I just don't, you know I don't understand why I put all that effort if they're not even going to punch each other. I the hate fuck? It. I hate it. Yeah. Listen, like you know, I, I I'll be the first one. Like I'll be as soon as Martin. So if I I'll get I'll get someone writing to me saying that Scorsese dies, and I'll be upset and I'll be very very upset. However, like I love I remember going to the uh, Deptford Six by myself. And I saw, um, bring out, bring out the dead, bring out your dead, mm. bring out the dead, whatever. The dead. It's Cage, Tom Sizemore driving around for bringing a couple, out the dead. Bring out yeah. a couple days, and he's in. And that was like his, like, like is very like like he kind of was like not doing good movies. He did like Seven Years in Tibet, or mm-hmm. no, or the Buddhist movie. Yeah, no one saw that. Right? Yeah, like he... He does a couple movies. Like, he, the one now he, he has out, I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, um... So, like, whatever it's called now. Yeah, so. like, he, he had a block where it was just like, whoa, like, he's gone. Kundun. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. I'm alright. And, and then he, he came... He did kind of come back with The Departed, The Aviator. Gangs in New York help, you know, help bring him back. All right, I yeah. love The Departed. The fucking last scene makes me I like I want to throw shit out the window. Why? Because everything. Because of the rat. No, in. the fucking rat on the like uh, rat on the like. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, it's, no, no. It's it's no. too much at that point. Yeah, and then but it's not even that. It's also the church. Like 
right? Like, right. It's all you have like, this, the, like the temple one, behind. One like shot. it's all of it. So fucking like it's yeah. literally. It's literally like in my film school. Like, do you see this shot? Like, fuck. Like, I just want to like, I want to like literally murder my film school instructor. Yeah. Like, showing me that scene. I hate it. Yeah. It's so. I like it, but if it's on, I'm gonna watch the rest of it. No, I. I but you know what? Too like it. the the part also wraps everything up, and mm-hmm. even like that yeah. shot at the end is also like an extension of like, hey, we're gonna make sure like everything gets done here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. like we're we're gonna do all the symbolism and we're gonna do all the literal things. We're like everyone's gonna we're get gonna do it all. Everyone's gonna get their own. Everyone's gonna get screwed <laughs> over. Everyone's gonna die. Like it's it's we're right. gonna just do it all. I do love that everyone like it's like dies. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so like there's no way that that we're not we're, we're yeah, why do I feel like I'm so compelled to fucking spoilers? Because we've I, already said it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This movie's like twenty. Like this movie's like ten years old. Yes. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio dies in it. Like you know. What I mean? But I still feel like oh no, I better not say that. You yeah. know. I'm so conditioned. Because someone's like yeah, that's what I mean. and you want to. That's a little bit of the you won't call it the Dream Warriors rebellion. That's a fucking rebellion. Look. Yeah. Look, I get it, but like you can't watch every movie, <laughs> right? You can't watch, it. and you know what? Too sometimes I learned about ending endings of movies, or you learn about well, we thought, topic points. six is is all about ending of movie. Yeah, and and you learned about pivotal pivotal points in movies, and guess what? Sometimes that's your motivation mm-hmm. to go see it because you want to know like how it led up to it. Right. So I don't fucking care. I get it. Like maybe in in the moment, like I didn't see Star Wars Episode Eight. No spoilers. <laughs> okay, like whatever. Whatever the fuck. You know what? You're too old to go see Star Wars anyway. Like, get the right. hell out of here. But okay. So real quick though, I want to go. <laughs> I just want to do this. So I want to go. You're through doing the, a third random year of Oscars. The yes. Two thousand. I just went ahead That's of fine. you. Hey, Two thousand nine. You tell. You literally be honest. Be the honest. artist. Is that the artist here? No. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Best <laughs> picture. Some dog millionaire. Oh, I already talked about. I love Danny Boyle, yeah. uh, but I do believe that most of his films are mostly forgettable. However, I'll be first in line for Train Spotting Two, T yeah, Two. Even though it's not Terminator Two, I'm still in first in line. Terminator yeah, T2. They're, they're mostly one-time movies. I've yeah, and we talked about Jobs tonight. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, we did talk about. I talked about Millions, Jobs, and uh, yeah, well, Slumdog we, we were trying, today. Yeah, we were trying to kind of, uh, we were trying to help Norm with some of his mm-hmm. film yeah. assignments and. Um, it's all about color, yeah. uh, symbolism, and contrast. Yeah, and, and I, right. I actually thought uh, the, the Jobs movie was kind of dead on. Right. I mean, Jobs, like, Jobs I think, is very... It's actually uh, a bit a little, of a failure in some ways because it, it didn't it didn't do anything. Nah, people thought it was going to change everything. They it, were like, it oh, did, it's going to... It didn't do anything. And, and then it came out, people were like, eh. Yeah, like, but I, eh. you know what? But it was because it was so central on uh, one theme. It was too narrow... So I think I think everyone's concept of uh, of jobs was a certain way, and then you know yeah. it goes back to the same thing. You know, hashtag episode ten. Like my perception of what is isn't exactly what I see in the film, yeah. well, and then I get mad at and it. And I think jobs also came off as forced. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was supposed to be Fincher. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be Fincher. Uh, yeah, with uh, what's his name, Sorkin. Yeah, like, Sorkin yeah, still like, wrote it. Like re collaborating from social, social. It was supposed to be Social Network Part Two. Yeah, uh, you know, featuring Steve Jobs. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> but no, okay. So we got Slumdog, right? Curious, mm-hmm. um, curious case of Benjamin Button. Fincher again? Yeah. No. Right here we go. Here we go. I I don't know. 
Yeah. Who? What? I'm against that movie. Yeah. But uh, 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 wait. I think you own that movie, don't you? No, I do not. I do not. But uh, there's parts of that movie I do like. You know, you know what? You know what? I watched that movie for. I just love a little bit of the montage when where they're both the same age, and they're literally like drinking wine, eating on the floor and banging mm. on the mattress on the floor all day. They're literally banging on the right. mattress on the floor, and they do that for like a year or two. <laughs> and I'm like, right. I'm like. That's that's all I like. That's all I want to be, like that's. Like, you want that little. Just, you want that just, level just of. That. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just I don't even care what that is, whatever that feeling is, whatever that moments are. Like I just want that. I just want to have a mattress, have an amazingly have a sexy girl, eat all day. You just bang on the mattress all day, and that's <laughs> what. <laughs> that's the only. Yeah. Okay, bathroom. Yeah, yeah, Mark. Mark break. Mark's gonna go to the to, to the. <laughs> I'm gonna keep rolling. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talk because I I actually want to. Um, we talking about that. Scene. Well, th- these other three movies are gems. Let me right. tell you. I can't get over this. Um, th- this is what Mark and I commonly do. We are, uh, we're so bad. And Mark Mark did do footwork. We're almost two hours into his podcast, and he had topics that he wanted to uh, discuss, and. Uh, Maybe it's a little bit of a confession of mine, but um, what Ben Affleck is doing with the Batman movie, um, I don't know. I think it's all been said, but at the same time, um, you know, how bad can it really be? It's still a Batman movie, and that's all that character needs to, to survive. <laughs> to survive in the consciousness of culture, which is to merely exist because there will always be a Dark Knight interpretation a dark knight movie um yeah i'm just gonna skip ahead to the 82nd oscars let me see are the 82nd oscars oh dude like you know if you jump ahead one year in the oscars they go back to like the 10 movie format dude that's even worse 10 movies no good okay wait i just want to go through these and i'm gonna we're gonna go ahead real quick because i've seen all 10 because because we are documenting this shit okay Mm -hmm. all right here is the other gem from, from the notebooks all wet yeah. from fucking down. Oh, from down. <laughs> here here here's the other gem from the, the mm. 2009 81st Academy Awards. Oof. Ready? We got Cringing. some dog, we got curious case of Benjamin Bunyan. Here no, no. here's this winner. I know you're ready? You're buying this, this one of Juliet Binoche featuring Juliet Binoche. False Nixon. Okay, ready? You 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 ready for one more you're yearning? Mm. Milk. Um. Yeah. You know. I. You know what. I, I like milk, though. I like. I like Gus Van Dyke. Yeah. Well, no. Gus should have probably ten Oscars by now. It's uh, a crime you know what? That he because doesn't. you have you have uh, Speed Racer, our favorite. Emil Hirsch in that. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Penn, fantastic. You have yeah. Josh Brolin, very conflicted. Fantastic. It's a. It's a stack. Fantastic. Movie. Yeah. It's a stack movie. Yeah. But largely, but even with most Gus movies, mm-hmm. like we know about the movies, mm-hmm. we're the only people. Like we might. I go, saw a movie this week that I can highly recommend, but I don't yeah. want to recommend because no one will go we, see it. You and I can go to a Gus Van Sant birthday party. Mm-hmm. And, the elephant. Mm-hmm. And amongst him, we From will Sir be Campbell. the only yep. people that have seen just about all of his movies. I've seen at In least seventy percent of his film. Yeah. Correct. Um, all right, and here is a real gem from this year. Ready? The Reader. Oh, I. 
Is that uh is that's uh Kidman? Anthony Mangella directed that. Sydney Pollock's in it. Yeah, you know, strangely, okay. Uh, oh, Anthony, no, Sydney Pollock um, produced it. I'm okay, sorry. Anthony Mangella wrote the first episode of the Storyteller. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna we're yeah. pulling off a of bad fleck because I watched uh, the the beginning of the Storyteller. If anyone knows Jim Henson, the Storyteller yes. is a show on HBO. H um, retold classic. Mythology, super and, old mythology. Yeah. So very Hellboy esque, which is ironic. So my favorite. So John Hurt died this week. No one cares except me and Peter. A lot of people gave very uh, broad. We love John Hurt speeches. Yeah, to be very extremely made broad. My stomach. I turn. love John Hurt. Why? I don't know. Yeah, I love it. It's like you know, it's it's whatever, a very broad what, reporting. What, what you heard a lot? Huge platitudes. Whatever movie long. you knew he, whatever movie he was in, he, he was, was always the fantastic. Best in it. Yeah. You can't even believe he was yeah. in it. And Did you even notice he was in it? Right. Yeah, yeah and dude, I noticed. I, before we sat down, I went through his hundred. I have my, I have seven performances. You got seven. Down. All right. Eight. I'm sorry, but I'm going. I'm going. Just tell you mine real mm -hmm. quick. Yep. Because I'm sure mine are on your list. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Midnight Express. I, I do not have that. Okay. Got it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, but that's interesting. Like, to me, like, he's a very extremely, he's a very interesting character actor. Yeah. So. And, and look, I will say this. This, these, sometimes when you make a list, it's, I think you, um, you should be challenged to take out the obvious shit. Right. I put two obvious. Yeah. There, like, I put eight. Well, you know. also have a bigger, bigger list, and that's what she said. What but, she, but, but the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you get if you play it back, you literally hear me going like I'm about to say. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so here, so here's the thing. You That's want the Deppard slash Blackwood era. era. Blackwood. That is so yeah. specific to Jersey. That's so, all we said when we were kids. So, so real quick though. So, like, if you want to compile this, you want to talk about like the the best Steven Spielberg movies. Mm. All right, let's talk about. But guess what? Let's not talk about Jaws, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let's talk about movies and, like and what he did. Amistad and always. Okay, let's Amistad's not talk about this. Amistad's so tough, man. Always over Amistad. I do like yeah, always actually Empire of fun. the Sun. You know? I, I, yeah. I even like uh, revisiting the sci-fi run, his trilogy, mm -hmm. which is War of the Worlds, Minority mm -hmm. Report, a AI. Like, hell you of know, a run. I watched AI and I try to convince someone who just, like, I love AI. I love it. Like I, it, it's but it's so singular, same and uh, same. it's really difficult. I, I love that we're having the same fights with whoever we're sitting with. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> we're like, we gotta watch the, tonight. We're gonna watch AI, yeah. a, 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 a masterpiece, and they're just like. Can I please? When can I leave? Can I leave? Yeah. And I'm like, no, you can't leave. I have to explain the blue fairy at the end. Like, you know what I mean? We're just so yeah. but you know, but insistent see, like, upon our yeah or but, fucking. But uh, but I, but you know what it is? I think sometimes our final blow, like our death blow, <laughs> is different because like you would. I know you will have more insight into the blue fairy than mm -hmm. than myself. But I but I'm just like saying, hey, um, it's a blue fairy. No, like, I'll go full Pinocchio. Like, you know, I'll let, go let into me, the whole let, Pinocchio analogy. Yeah, let me refill your glass of wine. <laughs> like no, I'll it's go. It's just a blue fairy. Right, and then they'll mace me and they'll leave. That's yeah. what happens, whatever. Uh, or as I like to call it, yeah. Thursday. So, yeah, so I, I think there's something. So my list is excluding the John Hurt science fiction movies, 1984, okay. V for Vendetta, Alien. Okay, mm -hmm. get those out of there. I but have them right on my list. Go ahead. The final one. The final one. Heaven's Gate. 
It's not on my list either. That's fascinating. So Terrence, we have about 10, 10 different yeah, movies. Terrence Malick, man. Okay. So we have like 10 Terrence different movies. Terrence is like my boy, dude. He's like one of my favorite filmmakers. Okay. For me, like, uh, reading. So the my. Thin Red Line. One of my oh. favorite. I, I do love The Thin Red Line. So one of my favorite films, one of my favorite concepts of any comic creations is Hellboy. Hellboy's in me. I've been reading it for 20 some yeah, years. Yeah. He's Professor and Broom, he's and there's com- he's completely that Professor Broom. Yeah. Completely. Uh-huh. And, and he died in the first film very quickly, unfortunately, and that, that happens in the comic. It's completely reflective. Yeah. However, in the first, in the second film, the first five minutes, he's talking to young Hellboy. He's talking about, he's giving him a, a like telling yeah. him a beautiful, like a, a bedtime story. Uh, um, get, yeah. And getting back to just real quick, though, because we talk about Bay Pig in the City. That is a fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. George Miller, director of Mad Max. Amazing. Very good. Very I, I really mm-hmm. do think it's an amazing sequel. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one talks about it. No one talks how good of a sequel Hellboy 2 to Golden Army is. How much Correct. they were yep. like. Uh, what came out that. But something came out that year and it was like there was so many. We were spoiled that year. Uh, what it was Golden it? Army was <sighs> Spider Man 2 year? I want to say. It was something around that era. So my list for John Hurt as. as Peter looks this stuff up. Yep. So my list for John Hurt was Professor Broom's number one for me. But in the same way that Hellboy Two, where he's telling him a story, might even be by might even be by a fireplace. He mm. told stories every week on HBO for like a year when I was ten. So nineteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty eight, there was a show called Jim Henson Storyteller, <laughs> yeah, where man. it was it was him and the yeah, dog. Man. And the dog, I looked up to see what the dog's name was. You know what the dog's name was? No, what dog? Like there was, oh, there's no name for the dog. I love, yeah. But he's he's talking to a dog. He's telling stories to a dog by a fireplace, and he was a little bit more elfish look. Like they just put makeup on him. Yeah. So he looked a little bit like you know he looked like a Jim Henson creation, but he was, it was it was it was yeah. post it was post he did, labyrinth. He did look like a he does look like a Jim Henson. He looks like a puppet. He has those proportions, but he's not a yeah. puppet. You know, and he would tell stories in the first episode, second Anthony Mangala reference the first episode because i just watched the beginning of the first episode because i wanted to see what he called the dog because yeah. i looked up what's the dog's name they're like dog i'm like no it's got to be something i remember being the dog talks it just speaks english yeah like there's no I, I think i think you're you're thinking of a sprocket from i am thinking Fraggle of sprocket Rock. which is also jim henson <laughs> like uh, there's something about like sprocket. a narrator and yeah. talking to a dog yeah i don't know but this one was was my well, john hurt it, it was also like you know what it was it was a a more delicate time in storytelling overall where like that's like that type of portrayal just made sense and it seemed like happy and fun and we're like nothing to me is happy and fun anymore mm-hmm. but it was just kind of like hey this guy's gonna talk to his dog <laughs> and people love he's dogs t- he's gonna tell me a fairy tale yeah like like i can't wait yeah like on he- hbo which is a, at that time like hbo original pl- programming was New in its infancy. Now, letting like, H two programming is seventy or- percent of HBO. It's orgies. <laughs> it's orgies with various, with all sorts of gender, transgender. What? Whatever, um, man. Like HBO is just <laughs> we go from a dog. How many shows do they have? Like I almost feel like Netflix is being consumed with that, which I'm nervous because remember MTV. MTV has no identity now. Because they were all reality shows, right? HBO is falling into the same trap where they have so many shows. They're losing identity. Netflix, I feel, is losing identity because well, they have so many concepts or shows. But here's here's the thing: the model is different for Netflix, mm-hmm. where Netflix 
doesn't advertise. Like you, you really don't know. They when... kind of advertise on Netflix. They yeah. kind of advertise on YouTube, rather. Well, well, here, here's the thing. They, they, they put out the message, but mm-hmm. it's different when, like, everyone knows when Game of Thrones is coming back on. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest with you. I love. I was even talking with Norm earlier. I love the freaking show. Norm's like, like whatever. He's he's against it, but like Jessica Jones, right? I think it's the best of the Marvel shows by far. Okay, here's the thing. I have no idea even if there's a season two Greenland. I don't know if there's season two is even. I think coming. it is. I think they're doing Defenders first. I have no idea. I have mm-hmm. no idea if what's coming first, like Defenders or Iron Fist. I don't even know if Iron Fist is even in Defenders. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue. I just know when it comes up on my thing, I'm going to watch it. Okay, right. um, but Netflix. The reason why the Netflix model is so superior. Is that they're really able to to maximize how they're getting the content. Mm-hmm. So they're they're buying this content at a minimal, and they're throwing shit to a wall, and they're seeing what sticks, and they're doing it at a high frequency, meaning that they need things to pop to add their subscribers and grow their viewership. And it could be a show, could be um, like a comedy, it could be a stand up. And, but, and they're constantly experimenting with that because they don't really know what's going to stick. They're also not regulated to share anything because they're completely their own model. Yeah. So they don't right. have to share anything. Yeah. They share no ratings. They don't say what what's what. Yeah. They do yeah. say that things... They say things are better than the other thing. They yeah. say that Luke Cage was more successful, down, like watched, yeah. versus and, Daredevil Season and 2. And here's the really funny thing. Okay? There's... I think there's one company that outside of Netflix that knows the analytics, and that's Comcast. Cause Comcast runs the lines that, like, you know, like that basically Netflix lives off of. So Comcast mm-hmm. knows like all the bandwidth, okay? And I kind of the like I know it sounds like Alex well, Jones-ish, but the, I know they people, gave everyone like, Netflix, yes, for one month well, right now. Yeah, like, but at the same time, that's a little bit of a deal. Because, look, and I, I know this is, like, Alex Jones stuff, but I, I know people in, <laughs> like, in Comcast, and that was a huge war that Comcast was raging because they were pissed that Netflix was becoming a billion-dollar entity off of the back of Comcast. Mm-hmm. And Comcast is, like, something like this has got to stop because Comcast has their own Xfinity efforts. And, and they were, like, like, we can't allow... Xfinity not to grow and, and Netflix to take everything over on our backs. Mm-hmm. And it was this huge conflict inside Comcast. I mean, know if some of this stuff got like reported. I don't know. I knew these guys. I hang out and talk to them. But here, here's the whole thing though. When it comes to like to go back into like the Netflix model versus the HBO model, HBO does have a cushion because it has a, a viewer base. It has a viewership. So they're more interested in like rinse and repeat and maintain that 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 flat line mm-hmm. okay and which is like I, I i know people say what they say but to me sopranos boardwalk empire game of thrones and even westworld are all the same show mm-hmm. like they're just it's like a betrayal a well, dick shot well, a fuck scene what do you think like do you think the shock kill do you think the 50% of the sopranos crowd continued on a sunday night 100% like sunday night Fifty percent of the people are programmed to sit in their chair. It's like Thursday and turn night HBO. comedy for like CBS. Right. It's Seinfeld, Cheers, etc. Yeah. Like it's it's it that. Create, yeah, and you know that it's existed, a culture. Yeah, that existed okay. before Seinfeld too. Like that was mm-hmm. like that was something that they knew to grow into. Uh, Must see TV. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's here's a little bit of that. They discovered a format, a formula, a presentation, a time zone with The Sopranos. Okay, and they knew to rinse and repeat that and to add different skins. And you know what? I said, real quick though, I said this for the longest time. I said, they're going to run out. The, their, their next frontier is science fiction. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious. And, and, and like, as soon as I saw the Westworld stuff, I'm like, dude, I'm like, okay, number one, you're you're knocking a great movie. <laughs> you're knocking one of my well, movies. No, and number two, yeah, but is, they have that shocking death. So you have to be scared. Like you have to yeah. be scared for the people. Like, you know, for a, why am I so scared of fucking spo- Sopranos? You been are, out for twenty. What's yeah. wrong with me, right? You got, you, Do you I, see my face? Like yeah. I'm like. I'm watching you contort. That, like, it looks like oh, you just no. sat on a thumbtack. <laughs> 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 but I'm like, I can't say. That that Christopher Moltisanti's girlfriend that like yeah you know like I can't say oh, that Dre that died right a, that was the worst scene the worst it is the worst scene, scene but like but like yeah. that fucking that was that ten years ago yeah why am I look at me right I'm so You're upset afraid. yeah that I'm gonna make someone upset I think I think we're gonna need to um have an episode where we exercise the spoiler demons. I have I I need like do you have sage like what can we do yeah, like what is wrong with me like can we have like can we have like a sage burning con yeah. like thing what the fuck like did you see that uh, yeah what's wrong with you, me you um. You know what it is. You know what? I'm very considerate. You are. I'm very. I, I love story. I'm very considerate of others, I, and, and you I want, just you want I people want, to go through your same experience. That's that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, okay, John Hurt. We need to pull it back. Already, right, John yeah, Hurt. Yeah, ready? Let's let's. So you had let's rifle through. You. Your list. What was your John Hurt? <laughs> Mine was Midnight Express and Heaven's no, Gate. They're not on my. That's amazing, right? Yeah. So me for for me it was Professor Broom number one. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You went number two. I went to Jim Henson Storyteller because when I was ten years What's old, yeah, I watched like probably when I was nine or ten. I watched uh, Labyrinth, which is probably eighty six, eighty seven. Is that about right? Eighty six, I believe. So yeah. like that's probably so like for me, I'm like all right, you know what I mean? Like um, it was just a lot of stuff. Then then it was on HBO and it was HBO original content, and it was uh, John Hurt looking like a puppet, not a puppet, talking to a dog named Dog. <laughs> And there was, it was like Amazing Stories was on. That was Spielberg. Yeah. Like you said, like it was, a, it was an imaginative time. Everything was possible. It was yeah. interesting, you know, and, and, and that, and, they, and, they and that kind of comes from like what we talked about earlier, which was yeah. dovetails into like Lucas, uh, De Palma, um, you know, Francis Ford Coppola, yeah. Spielberg Where? moves into Amazing Stories, moves into the Henson. Henson got pulled into Lucas World in, in Return of the Jedi yeah. in 83. Yeah. yeah so this wouldn't have happened in 86, 87. That wouldn't have been successful if they didn't yeah. have Job of the Hut. Right. Yeah. Job of the Hut. <laughs> I'm gonna mic drop it out Job of the Hut. That's it. Yeah. So for me it went from Professor Broom for me, it was a little different because I love Hellboy so much. Um and and I think I still believe that Hellboy Three is happening. I hope so. Snowpiercer recently. Uh, yeah, a lot of people I love went, Snowpiercer. went there with that. And yep. I kind of like dismissed it because I'm like, oh, you're just picking the first one you remember, <laughs> like the first because it was the closest one. Yeah, I, I just saw like, him. He like, played. You a... know, I looked at the list backwards, and that's what stood out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just saw. I just saw a movie uh, a month ago. Um, I saw Jackie, and he plays an Irish priest in that. He's very subtle. Mm. He's great. He's fantastic. Yeah. He plays the. Uh, you know, and it, and I think the more so, I think that's the weird thing too. And even when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, people were like, oh, remember the. Oh, that's right. He wasn't really in a. He never headlined really a movie besides Capote. No, but so people he, couldn't really point to anything. I don't know, man. I love that dude. Love right him. for sure. Like, and I think I think Magnolia. I, I, I think Magnolia is like crazy, crazy great. He's great. 
in in uh, Boogie Nights. I love his Boogie Magnolia. Nights performance. Twister. He's the best in Twister. Why do I th- so Twister is a Bruckheimer, but who directed no, Twister? No, Does no, it matter? No, that's it's, not a Bay, right? No, 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 no. It's written by Michael Carden. Steven Spielberg's involved. John DeBont directed Twister. Ugh. Speed, former cinematographer. Speed two. Yeah, he was a cinematographer of Die Hard. Yes. Well, yeah. He he. I think he's the most successful cinematographer to transition into mm-hmm. mainstream movies. Agreed. And, and he Correct. had he he had a run. He had a really good run. Right. Die Hard is unmistakable. Yes. Die, Die Hard, John McTiernan. But however, everyone's like you know. Well, so wait, gets... Schumacher was a cinematographer too, right? Uh, Schumacher, yeah. you would have to put above the bot then. Right. Um, I know. I know. Sonnenfeld was also Sonnenfeld uh, was was cinematographer on Raising Arizona. Yes. So Sonnenfeld did Adams Family, Adams Family Two, Men in Black One Two, Unfortunately Three, um, Pushing Daisies. He was very important in Pushing Daisies. Yes. Yeah. Pushing Daisies was very specific. That's on CW Seed. If anyone has that, you're welcome. Watch that show. That show is fantastic. Uh, Lee Pace and Anna. Oh, I don't remember her name, but like. That was a that was a fantastic show that was completely overrun uh, by everyone. Like no one could watch that. I think I think I I think iZombie is a weird cousin to that show because there's a lot of weird like because there's always a death. You know? Do you watch iZombie now? No, no, I haven't. So iZombie, yeah, she basically you are, eats. She you're talking Greek to me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a noir type of thing where she eats the brains of someone. She basically consumes the brains of someone who dies. And can basically backwards track the killer who killed the person who's dead. Oh, okay. She's a more right. yeah. So it's similar to, to um, pushing daisies and the yeah. fact that like you know she he could make someone alive for one minute and mm. then put them back to kill okay. them again or else someone else would. Um, them. and real quick too for the record, Schumacher, not a cinematographer. But, he had to do something, right? No, yeah, no, no. He was. He just came in as director, worked okay. as a director. And you know what? It, here's the crazy thing. I, I I really hate how things are just out there sometimes. On Wikipedia, they they break up his career with post Batman career. Mm-hmm. Like it matters. Post Batman and Robin. Yeah, which like, was what? Let me think here. Number thirteen, Nicholas Cage. Dude, uh, weird like weird horror esque movie. Oh no no eight millimeter. Is that eight millimeter? Yeah. There was eight. was there one after that? Did he do that? He wait hold up he did number twenty three. Yeah, twenty three with, with Jim Carrey. Isn't Jim Carrey number twenty three? Jim Carrey was trying desperately to try to do something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm just pull out of genre. I'm trying to think of what you were trying. But dude, like mm-hmm. dude, he goes on the run. Post Batman and Robin, eight millimeter, flawless, Tigerland. Um, mm. Okay, he's producer for eight millimeter, producer writer for flawless, but he directs Tigerland, Bay Company, Phone Booth. Phantom, uh, okay, phone, I like Phone Booth. Phantom of the Opera, yeah. Um, number twenty-three. Phone Booth was shot in like eleven days. It was shot in a ridiculously short time. Yeah, um, I know that. That's fascinating. Yeah, that was Phone Booth is also part of a trilogy. Just Phone Booth, Cellular, and I always forget the third. Um, I think they all have the same direct uh, communication. There's right. That's right. That's right. It's unofficial, loosely. It's yeah. Trilogy. I want to say produce. Gil Netter, maybe David Zucker was involved with that movie. That's interesting. David Zucker. Right. Oh no, writer Larry of Cohen. Airplane. The writer Larry Cohen. He wrote. He wrote. Hold up. 
Because and, and and the only reason why I kind of know this is my friend worked with him and he would call me on the phone and he'd tell me about the Larry Co- Cohen cell phone trilogy. So we, <laughs> <laughs> the loose, you know, I like loose trilogies, and I think I think it's I like loose. Yeah, it's like a theme concept. trilogy. Yeah, yeah, because like, we I know the last episode hashtag episode ten, like we talked about Clover, uh, you know, uh, Clover, Cloverfield Lane, time for Cloverfield Lane. Um, so let me finish John Hart before we forget it. Ready? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So yes. be for Vendetta, great, awesome. Um, you know the number one. He, you know, he was a priest. Like I said, he was a priest in Jackie for very briefly. Yeah. Uh, Alien and Spaceballs. I was just technically saying, yeah, the I same him. person. I love him in Spaceballs. I love he's him technically in the same. He's Kane yeah. in both technically. But then again, I love everything regarding. And he's yeah, Harry Potter. Potter he's in Harry Potter as the wand maker. Yeah. He's like, Ollivander. I want to say I yeah. So, and I still put in that he something. that he's in indie. I can't help it. He was in Nadja's uh, Crystal Skull. Like to yeah. me, like. He jumps. What's that called? Jump. What's the fridge thing? Jump to shark. Nuke the fridge. Nuke. That the fridge. was the after. Yes. Nuke the fridge. Right. Jump to, nuke the fridge. Replace jump yeah. to shark. So I mean, for me, like he's Obi Professor Broom. He was a very important part of my childhood. When I was ten, I'd watch HBO. Fascinating because HBO was either first and ten. Where there may be boobs, however. Yeah, first and time was a great show. It wasn't a great okay. show. It was a great show because there I was boobs it. probably yeah. like fourteen minute mark. But it's also football. But here, here's the other thing. <laughs> was OJ? <laughs> was OJ and Jim Brown right? Yeah. When, and like Delta Burke. When 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 it comes oh. to um. Late night HBO or HBO, original content. The dream on. I was. Brian, that's, that's, Brian where I was ben ben. that's where I was going to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where is that? Can they not put that out you, because um, of the of the cutscenes? There's some licensing issue. It's not on. You know, Spawn. Someone recently sent me that Spawn is on HBO Go. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon Prime too because they have the same. But something's wrong with and the same the same reason Scrubs is not on. So Scrubs was produced by Worldwide Pants, who um, oh. they they loved music. So meaning that yeah. they would put they would they would license a lot of music in the show. Yeah. So Ed can't be shown on any syndication because it was too expensive oh. to rerun the reruns. No more Stucky Bowl. No more Ed. God, I, no Stucky I Bowl. I love that show. Yeah, I love well, Ed. But it's a, but here the funny thing though is for years I heard similar and I, I don't even know if they were true, but you mm-hmm. always heard that about Wonder Years. Where Wonder Years, with, with the music involved with Wonder Years, it, you would never see it released. It's and then, too expensive to run the. So if anyone doesn't understand royalty, so there's a there's, at the time of the show, ABC would make a lot of money, like probably ad revenue, yeah. that would pay for licensing to run some type of Beatles music or and I remember that even on Mad Men it was a hard time for them to even get Beatles to be played in episode uh, in like a season four. Yeah. Because they were like, they want to do the finale. They want to have this. They have a certain that Matthew Weiner's like, I want this Beatles song, and they're like, it's really expensive. Can you right. not do this? Yeah, we're not going to make money on this show t- this week. Yeah, no, uh, no, because it would cost too much to license that one thirty second clip of a song. I have, I have a few friends that made documentaries, and mm. they literally go on a second round of fundraising. Okay, to I'm not joking to get fifteen thousand dollars to use a song for about twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you're like, that's almost twice as what your movie costs. And they're like, yeah, but we, we have to do it, and we're going to maybe try and get some... Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. the, the way it's structured, it's crazy. Well, that's where our artistic vision, like, is, like, how how important... Like, uh, Peter Gabriel got a ton of money 
for yeah. in your eyes during say anything oh, yeah way yeah. before that became even a thing yeah but Cameron Crowe's like no I need this in the scene it's gonna make the scene it's gonna make them it's actually gonna make that guy more money like that's what's kind of crazy about that concept is yeah. like this is so important to the scene like I can't watch The Graduate thinking that there's no Simon and Garfunkel scene yeah. attached to it. There's yeah. no Simon and Garfunkel song attached to the specific and, scene with you know him in the pool. And sometimes it, it works against meaning every time you can't hear sounds of darkness. Like, sounds of silence. Yeah, si- right. sorry, signs mm-hmm. of silence without thinking graduate first. I think of nothing but Ben Affleck. Hashtag Ben Affleck. We're trying so hard to get through this Ben Affleck point. So <laughs> yeah. let's go back to let's, yeah, we're going to finish tell, it out. Tell me your Ben Affleck okay. point. So the whole thing is is that the DC DC movies. Because of the failure of Batman versus Superman, they have to create this universe that you said earlier. Gradually, Marvel created very specifically one. Like they're on eleven or twelve films. I don't know how many films. The fact 14, that I don't know is four, fascinating. I think it's fourteen coming up. It's a lot of fucking movies. Yeah, it's a lot of movies. They want to have their cake and eat it too in like two or three. Yeah, and they're kind of more connected now than they were in Phase One and Two. Yeah, I, I uh, like yeah, you know, like it's so, really because it's swear to God, you, a normal person cannot watch Civil War. No, it's actually a failure. You, you gotta yeah. start explaining things from the very start, mm-hmm. and and but at the same time though, I know people that like sat down and started watching it, and they kind of stop asking questions at a certain point, and they it does like pull them in. Well, I think the first X-Men comic I read was like 186 or 187. Like, and I remember Chris Claremont very specifically always said, I'm going to write this issue. And that kind of kills him later on when you reread. Yeah. Uh, this issue is the first issue of any anyone. Like the first person who walks into the comic store is buying this issue and has to be their first comic book. Yeah. But, that, but you know what it is? Though? But what they don't follow, I think, is maybe something you're leaving out. Which mm-hmm. is the adage always was, and you know, and when they broke this type, it became comic book lore, became a part of the mythology of the process. Mm-hmm. But it was whatever you do to Peter Parker, <laughs> whatever you do to that little rascal, where he is in the beginning of that panel, he should be in the same spot by the end of that panel. Meaning he, you can do whatever you want to him between the first page and the last page mm-hmm. but he needs to end up where he started and right. then the 90s happened and then holy shit <laughs> it went that 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 went out the window and no, then, yeah and then you had but Kurt, that's where you don't like you don't like spider-man yeah but that's where you lose it yeah so well, maybe he's right well well that's what i mean like yeah. like it's and then you had like the the, the keepers of the flame we talked about him before. Mark Wade, mm-hmm. second keeper of the flame to me, Kirk Busiak. Mm-hmm. Okay, keepers of the flame that fought against what the industry thought was better at that point. And then these guys stuck to their guns and still try. They almost like try to maintain the um, the editorial status quo in a time of pure chaos. And they kind of, I think, were successful, but they were also hindered. Because at that point, like everything had to change. Green Lantern had to change. Flash had to change. Wonder Woman mm-hmm. had to change. Thor, uh, midriff belly shirt had to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything, it was just crazy. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but like, but, but again, they, but had they had to never, compete with another. They had to compete with another entity altogether. Yeah, they but, had to compete with like an altering yeah, studio. But they never put it 
back. Like mm-hmm. they these characters changed and once the the toothpaste was out of the tube, they mm-hmm. couldn't put it back in. Right. Because That's these changes these changes were so disruptive, but guess what though? It did create these like point like these zero point zero moments for these characters. Dot MU dot UA. Yeah. Like and it, it can be like Green Laner's myth like Green Laner's entire arc came from the nineties. Superman's entire arc. Um the only character that you can say was not defined by the nineties by their arc was Batman. But then mm-hmm. again, he's the only one that has like a dozen and do- like two dozen great stories. He's the only one. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, real quick, so tell me what happened with Batman that Mark was telling me about the issue of Batman. Oh god, like upset oh my god. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I read Batman this week. <laughs> So and you know I don't know and I'm a fan of Tom King I'm a fan of Sheriff of Babylon I'm a fan of the new Batman series that David Finch is drawing I think it's an interesting team it's it's inked well it's it's beautifully uh, lettered by John Workman my favorite letter of all time um, and and colored by my favorite le- my favorite colorist of all time Jordi Belair but for whatever reason they I don't know who did this but they they went into like a bat burger joint I don't understand it so Bruce <laughs> like Wayne they meets the fourth wall. So Bruce Wayne literally meets. So he's with the new Robin esque person. Okay. So okay. So he's with the new Robin, and he meets three previous Robins who make jokes about them being dead or in dead in other carnations. So I'm not kidding. Like that that Red Hood talks about. So if you ordered fries, I'm ordering fries. I'm ordering a bad burger and it's Joker like fries. A David Lynch. I'm not. Uh, I'm not joking at all. I'm not joking at all. So Dude. I'm so I'm ordering a guy. I'm ordering from a kid who's dressed in a bat outfit, and I'm saying, "Hey, I would like a bat burger large. I would like a number two, but." And he's like, "Do you want your fries jokerized?" And Bruce Wayne says, "Wait a second, what are you talking about?" He's like, "Well, jokerized is when we like kind of spice them up. We throw some like, you know, we throw some like white stuff on it, and there's some red stuff on it. It's almost like it's almost like Old Bay. Like say we order something with Old Bay. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So like they're like, oh, we'll spice it up. We'll put some stuff on it. He's like, well, Joker's, and he even says he's like, Joker's like." A maniacal serial killer. What are you talking about? Like, don't no. Like, that's not that's not a thing. And he's like, no, I don't want that. And then like the guy who's the new the new Robin's like, oh well, just like no, just like please give us our food. We need to get out. Like go. So we go. They go sit down with three Robins. Now we're talking Dick Grayson, Nightwing. We're talking Jason Todd, who's dead technically, but he's Red Hood. Yeah. And you're talking thir- uh, Damien. Which is Batman's yeah. biological son through Talia Al Ghul. Which he's and he came back through rebirth, right? He, he was right. He what, he they, got killed and then was basically. But he was never resurrected. Lazar, he was Lazar fifty two. Before, but everyone sitting around the table knows that they died previously. Right now, Nightwing never died. But he even makes a joke that I died before, and I'm like, well, you never died. You were supposed to die in Infinite Crisis, but you didn't. Right. Oh. But he made a joke as if he did. And right. then the the comic book ends. Like, literally, where Batman goes down to the Batcave, and literally, like, hanging is Nightwing, Red Hood, and Damian Wayne Robin. Because the thing is... Like, is, hanging? Yeah. Like, like on, 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 noo- noose. on nooses what? that Bane did. He's like, listen, Bane's coming back, so so Batman's having a bat burger. Ah, oh, I can't even... I can't, I'm so mad. Why so is like, this even I don't know. an issue? I have no... I don't know, because I feel like this run's been... Very, I just talked about this run two weeks yeah. ago. Hashtag episode 10. Like, I was happy about this run. I would like this yeah, run. You, I was happy about this Tom King run. 
But is for whatever reason, at the issue? end, no, like no, Tom King's writing it. Like that's it. Like he's in it. Okay, because like uh, I was just gonna say, like you can kind of somewhat traditional, like on a tradition. Yeah, you can commandy it out. Like well, you can be like, I'm gonna fuck it up so someone can pick it up. Yeah, like, or, that's fun. or sometimes there's like a send off issue, and it's like, hey, like kind of. Like we're happy if you do whatever you want to do with like, this. Like, like Bendis, Bendis did the best ending of a Daredevil when he threw Daredevil in jail. And he's right. Like, do whatever you want, and he gave it to Brubaker. He's like, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. Like you know, and then Brubaker's like, all right, I'm gonna bust him out of jail. You're just gonna, bust, just gonna bust him out of jail, the Punisher, and that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And like the first three issues, you're like, okay, like it was set up such a perfect way where like I agreed. Yeah. I was totally well, on it was, board. But that will reference him again too because again. Um, everyone should know who he is. Like, Mark Wade used to give this anecdote to where, um, like, end the issue with the hero in the car flying off of a cliff, <laughs> and you have no idea what happens next. So that means, right. like, like, when you write it now, like, mm-hmm. you are writing it in a way that you're discovering it on the same level that the reader will discover mm-hmm. what the solution is. That's fantastic concept. Fantastic yeah. writing. But would you say that is that's another of the editorial like bullet points that's well, you know, completely gone? Well, there's a book that came out this week that Dan DeDeo spearheaded called Commandy Challenge, and it's 12 issue maxi series. I think I saw some of that online. And the writer like quote like fucks over the next writer. Oh, I see. Okay. And he like he's like, all right, I'm gonna do something crazy with Commandy. Yeah. Goodbye. Like, that's it. Like, so, like, the first issue was Dan Abnett and Dale Eaglesham. I just read it two days ago. The, it started out with Dan. I might actually want to buy this. It's pretty fun. It just kind of gets me it's interested. It's pretty yeah. cool. And it's commodity, too. You know what's really fun, too, is in the letters page, the original writers, Dan Abnett wrote a story for Dale Eaglesham to draw where he, like, totally fucks over the next writer, has a commodity in a completely compromising position that the next writer has to figure it out and start the next book. That's awesome. And then writes, and at the end of the letters page, writes, like, hey, this is how I would get out of it. Wow. Read the next issue and see how, you know, Gail Simone got out yeah. of it. Like, see, and, you know, and that's, that's, a, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's a fascinating. That's part of the community building aspect that... Mm-hmm. Like, that's comics, man. Yeah, like it, that's the funnest thing. Like there was an issue yeah. of Superman a couple weeks ago that I took a picture of, like the 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 uh um I'll, maybe I could pull it up like but like he took I took the picture of like the 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 splash page and it was Superman standing in like on like a I don't even I don't even know. He's like another dimension and he's talking to like three different supermen and super women. He's like, So wait a second, you're Superman from Earth blank one two you're a super girl you're super woman there's no men like he just complained (laughs) he just was complaining about like where he was in life yeah and he's like so how are we gonna figure this out and i was like this is what i love about comic books like yeah you can't do this in any other medium you can't play around with uh with realm or concept as much as you can in in other media well it's and that's where that kind of goes with the todd mcfarlane scenario Mm -hmm. where he kind of would speak about luck like if you have a, a like you don't get any cheaper than a pen and a blank piece of paper, mm-hmm. and you should be able to do things with that combination, that it would take Hollywood millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to catch up with. Well, I I, like, I I literally have a blank canvas in my office, so I have an office where I do all my artwork, and yeah. I and I literally have a blank canvas on the wall. And I spoke to someone last night, and I talked about it, and I told her I was like, look. 
I was like, I'm never going to fill this. I saw Patterson last night, which is a new Jim Jarmusch film, and it was all about poetry. And there's a point where he can't find his, you know, he doesn't have his notebook, and he's like, I have to start again? And he's looking at the blank page, and I'm like, nice. oh my god, there's nothing scarier than the blank page. You know this. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. nothing scarier than, like, I'm like, how am I going to start this? Yeah. And the other day, I started something on my lunch break, and I was like, and I did four drawings. When I didn't think I could even do one. Right. I did four. Yeah. In, like, 40 minutes. And I shocked right. the shit out of myself. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, like not only was four, not not one were bad, all four were great. You know, I mean, to I guess I'm too yeah. horrible, whatever. Well, like, but I, I do ahead, look at it, it and I'm like looking at it later, I'm like, wow, too, that's because I look at it the next yeah. day and I'm like, man, all four of those are great. Like, not one, I I would be like, oh, I should have spent a little more time. No, I had like 40 minutes, I had 10 minutes, like I was like one, two, three, four, five, and I just like knocked it all out. So I kind of love that. So I love the like the, to go back to the Kamani challenge is like, yeah, like, okay, here's what I've been set up with. Yeah. And this is what I have to deal with. I, I'm, I'm very interested in that. Like, That's I think, so I think great. I'm going to probably maybe hit the, uh, I got I to gotta leave for Boston soon, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to hit the uh, comic yeah, shop. But I think like, in, a, in a way, like Tom King is trying to go such a diff, like such a like, metatextual route that i hate it like i just hate like like yeah. I, I get it like but i don't want anyone i don't want robin to know that he died and then tim even though i didn't know tim tim drake so is robin this, three is this the grant morrison effect still like um because maybe. they allowed morrison to go meta and it complete i think it completely destroyed the, the character right so grant morrison did a Comple- story called what the heck was that? It was I Batman? I don't remember, but it was like where he created. There was a weird story that was three issues long called like the Zurana Zurana Batman, where he was in another dimension and he did this breakthrough story. But you're right, is that everyone's like every story ever ever always counted? Right. Yeah. And, so, and but what is that? But look, you know what it is? Because I really feel like DC felt that Morrison was going to elevate. Like they, they they were gonna have a two headed dragon. They mm-hmm. would have Jeff Johns elevating the the classic characters. Like going into whatever obscure character you wanted. You want to elevate Flash, elevate the Flash. You want to ele- bring back Green Lantern, bring bring back Hal. Mm-hmm. You want to make Cyborg a part of like the status quo lineup. Whatever, do it. Okay. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it, it didn't even work when they did the the picture from the movie. Everyone's like, "Who's that guy?" Like, no. Yeah. Like yeah. every no one, no one was like, "Yo, that's dope," and mm-hmm. they could have made him dope. They could have made him uh, whatever. Someone said like to go back to Michael Bay. We love you, love Michael Bay. His his codpiece is a Megatron face. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> and, and you know what? Too also the overall like textural direction of his of the exoskeleton or like the mm-hmm. outside armor it, it looks like it's wrinkled paper it's crumpled paper and it's like origami looking right so cyborg is exactly it's, as it says it's, it's just cyborg. weird right? it's, a, yeah. it's a metal he's half metal but he's not 80 metal like you know what i mean it's not like cyborg in in george perez terms was just that he was half and half yeah. Now this cyborg is roughly eighty to ninety. Yeah, it's, he's like eighty percent. You're right. All of the metal looks like crumpled up. Yeah, spray he's painted got the paper. Red glow coming from inside. It looks like cosplay. Like it looks like that. Like yeah. hey, hang out in my foyer for one sec. Let me spray you down. We're gonna go into this comic. <laughs> I think I I I think some cosplayers could re 
better. Re- yeah, refocus. But I think that that's design. why I think that's also why we are getting less and less excited about every set photo. Yeah, they put out Guardians two photos today. Oh yeah, some of them look. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I be- I don't care. Yeah, I just I. But you know what though? I think some of those are. Uh, I was about to say some of those are just part of the process. Like you know, it's almost like these marketers, like they they have a a outlook calendar, and this is the mm-hmm. date we we put these out because right. it's this close to the movie and whatever. But you know what? To we're talk we're talking about like job well done marketers. Like it's still yeah, it gets I, that conversation going. But but I'll tell you one thing: it's okay to say that with guardians. Mm-hmm. Because like there's a level of confidence in that brand, right? Now when DC does it, it's like, and this sounds like I'm exaggerating, but it's it's a it's a cry of desperation and validation, and they're constantly trying to validate what they're doing along the way because of like they made money, but it's still Suicide Squad, BVS disasters, mm-hmm. where yeah. they were validated. And then they still made money, but they didn't make the money at the capacity that they were supposed to make money. So the whole thing this week that we that me and uh, I don't know it was like a, it was like ten or eleven o'clock at night, and you were like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah," you're like, "Cause I I was sick on Monday. I was supposed to I was supposed to do a yeah. show on Monday. I was supposed to do episode thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. I don't even know." And then the um the and Batman I was, I was stuff like, broke. Right. So like you're like, yeah. and you were like. I don't, you weren't passive aggressively mad at me. You're like, why are you here? We should be doing because we had enough materials. Oh, yeah. We had so much yeah, material to do just... the show at that time. I just like I didn't have a voice. I you know yeah, it's I, okay. you can yeah. hear the voice. My voice now it's not that strong. Um, so Ben Affleck decided, uh, and even what we talked about earlier. Yeah, so, so... You know what? can can you bring me up to speed because you monitor it. You you're on top of this way more than me. Yeah. Okay, but like bring me up to speed to what you think. Was like I guess like the structure What's the catalyst of like yeah, this event. Like, I you know like I I think I think that the I think that the Marvel pressure is completely is completely destroying DC concept. Like I think the confidence that Mar like Marvel built slowly and they have such a good foundation that they're just going as at a certain rhythm, and because as we said earlier, that's a great description rhythm. BVS failed. Because it was it was bleak, so they had to retool the next release, which was two months later, and then they came out with a trailer that they had to fit the audience. Meaning that they came out with a trailer, they kind of popped it. They're like, we're gonna put, you know, what we're gonna do? We're gonna put like a Queen song that everyone likes, and we're gonna edit it a certain way, and we're yeah. gonna hire the best people, and then everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to see that movie now. That's interesting. Yeah, dude, I was so pumped for Suicide right? Squad. So then pumped. it comes out, and you're 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 immediately disappointed, just as I was like in Rogue One hashtag Episode Ten. Like yeah. I I didn't like Rogue One because I was pumped for a movie that I didn't get. And I think people I, like walked into yeah, Suicide th- Squad and they didn't see the scenes that they were supposed to see. Are there? A lot of people are right Suicide where Squad. You are. There was a ton of people that there was a ton of people that went in the movie and were like, wait a second, what? Wait. I, where is it? Where is the Joker? Like, like yeah. they had a concept of a film in their brain that was going to happen and it never happened, and that's a weird disappointment. Yeah. So, so, so now you think DC is in what in like a guess and check? Well, in, the, yeah. In a response to themselves to their even like current decisions because they have no confidence. The the people that are working on the projects have no confidence. 
So Lord and Miller had to leave because they had to go make Solo. They had to go make Han Solo film. Okay, they wrote Flash. They were supposed to direct Flash. They were like, well, Disney's calling us, and we really want to make a Star Wars film. Yeah. How can you deny that, even though, as you said earlier, that's ballsy as yeah, shit. But it's so it's ballsy. fucking ballsy. But, but you know what it is, though? Like, sometimes when that happens, and, dude, like, there's nothing, like, there's Disney people high-fiving themselves, even now, mm-hmm. pulling those two guys. They're extremely talented. Yeah. Like, they, like you pull them from one franchise into another. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only way that happens isn't really just, like, hey, Star Wars, because... Again, we're dealing with a generation of content creators that grew up absorbing the content that is now resurging. Right. So they know this stuff's delicate. And and this is yeah, also fans. Yeah. And this is also why we have some of the really good ones, like the really good pops. The mm-hmm. Jurassic Worlds, I would put Godzilla in there, um, the Rogue One, the um mm-hmm. you know, like everything happening with, Yeah, I mean with, Godzilla with, got Gareth with, Edwards, Rogue One. Yeah, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World uh, got Colin Trevorrow episode yeah. nine. I'll put Legacy, like Tron Legacy, in there. I think that's right. I think that's that maybe, maybe the one that kind of. Yeah, I know, poor guy. <laughs> but dude, like, what a tight move. But it, but I think it's uh, me. I know. think a lot of the lessons in Tron Legacy are, are just rinse and repeated now. Like like the way like if you look at how Tron Legacy is structured, like you can literally I blame Tron Legacy for Flynn. Which created Tarkin. Leia, Tarkin. But, dude, if, no. like, if, if, if you ripped the skin <laughs> off a of Tron Legacy, get, and you could, it's, and you, know, you, know what, you know what movie fits right into it? Force Awakens. Force yeah, Awakens. It's just fits enough, almost it's enough new enough old. Into Correct. it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. And, and even, even um, the callbacks, the way how they. They link everything, but not link it in this. And they had the cycles going through the one scene. You know, like, I, I think that... But just um, still... I love this. Like... Yeah. Still... I, I do think that Kevin Smith had a, a saying called... He called it a quote-unquote new nostalgia, meaning that I'm watching something that I don't... It's brand new. Yeah. But it's old. So I'm seeing Kylo Ren do something. However, it's so similar to... Yeah. A Darth Vader scene... That I think it's something I already have in my brain. But, so here, here's... Let me get into one of my contentions on this. This is like a human nature contention. Let's go back to Tarzan. Okay? Edgar Rice Burroughs, okay? The mm-hmm. creator of Tarzan. He... They made so many Tarzan movies at one time. Okay? That he he literally owned like a giant ranch. I think the family the state still owns it. It's in California. But the guy became a baller off of what they were doing with Tarzan movies. Like now, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson ballers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those are ballers. In like, like nineteen forty four, Edgar Rice Burroughs was a baller. <laughs> right. In like nineteen before, yeah. and and he's right. You're absolutely right because he the royalties on that early in like yeah. forty in like the forties. Huge, huge. Yeah. Right. So so here's here's the thing though, but if you look at and I'm just using this because this is a, an easy example for people to to look and look if you don't like look it up yourself, but but. If you do look it up, you see that there was a huge block of Tarzan movies. Again, content that people wanted and absorbed. Okay? And they kept, like, almost like a generation went by and they kept absorbing this, the, the same character. Okay? Mm. James Bond would be another example of this. Would be that people, I think, aren't a, um, like, 
you're structured and you crave like re- like things that are regular mm-hmm. and that are like not surprising but you 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 need them to be different because you need to be stimulated at the same time so like you have to know you, it's familiar and you have to know you're gonna be stimulated you have to have a certain comfort like it's the reason i read batman comics every week yeah even if they frustrate me right uh i read superman and, pretty much every and, week and i do believe it's a it, that's a part of the human condition i, I mm-hmm. think some of these entertainers that's why my mother's what my mother's watched it like she's watched the bold and the beautiful yeah right exactly it's yeah. the same it's like they just yeah. happen to have a cable but that's yeah it. but it's it's also filled with nuance and change and, and mm-hmm. challenging aspects and and look like, that's a little bit what norm and i were exploring with the lace episode which is like i kept asking him i'm like how do you watch a tv show when one episode sucks <laughs> Like, if you're sitting down and you're watching the, the Flash and WB, mm-hmm. and I tried doing it, I couldn't get 15, couldn't get through 15 minutes. So. Yeah, so I, I think it's funny that you don't, you can't attach yeah. yourself to that. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I lo- I I couldn't watch I 15 watch minutes it. of it. it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm done. Never went back. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's like, well, it gets so good by like the third or fourth or season or whatever. Yeah, and you I'm know, like, I also hate that excuse. Yeah, I'm like, how? It's like, well, well just, just invest like, 12 to 17 hours of <laughs> yeah. your life yeah no like i don't it, care if it gets good on season three and, fuck and, that and, shit and he was kind of like and, and i was trying to explore this with him to understand me mm-hmm. okay and like the same argument is being made with shield it's like shield gets better <laughs> like wait until ghost rider watch ghost rider and i'm like but i don't want to watch the first season because i only watched like two episodes and i'm like this shit sucks and then i watched it after civil war and mm-hmm. it still sucked and it's like nine characters I don't care about. And I think I'm done. Like right. I'm that's it. Thank you, Marvel. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, but I I do think there is like something in that that regular, familiar, and guess what though? Hollywood rediscovered this idea. Hate to say it, but mm-hmm. Superman returns. Mm-hmm. They perfected it with Tron Legacy and stumbled a little bit, but now they're like yeah, I guess the biggest reboot failure I say would be Terminator Genesis, which I kind of like. Gen- Genesis, Gen- With like the yeah, Y in the yeah, middle, the faint force. How do you say that? I don't know how you say that. Faint <laughs> <laughs> force. Yeah, like these titles are too ironic. They love. For me. They love. The, yeah. Like, can we put like a number? Can in we there? just put some. But you know what? You know what? How does that like, work? Can we put like a that, Y? That's to almost like where they're like, all right, like let just let <laughs> let these marketing guys, let these branding <laughs> experts. <laughs> Like, just let them have their way. Just give me a second. I'm just going to go laugh over here for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Faint About Force fucking stick. like, I, ah. Uh. But I, I also love like that we call it Fan Force Deck. Yeah. Because it will completely our, distinguish us from the other, like the Tim yeah. story, not great, but better. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's the world's, it's the world's the, tallest midget. Like, it's the best of the worst. Yeah. But it's, good job. And it's, great. and you know, I have a long standing position with Fantastic Four that, believe it or not, those movies are accurate and they're yep. as good as they could have been when you're focused on accuracy. You know what the weirdest thing was is uh, I work at a mortgage company and I had someone on the phone and I like totally fanboyed out because this guy like who I was talking to about a loan oh, was named no his name oh, was mentions. his name was Willie Lumpkin and I said how oh. can you who's named Willie Lumpkin? I was like is this your real like your legal name is Willie he's like yes I'm like so if you send me documents your name is Willie he's like yes I'm like I can't 
can I just like I almost like put them on hold and did the same thing I just did like just yeah. go like can I go laugh in a corner for like ten minutes? <laughs> Lumpkin. Because yeah. like you know because Stanley was Willie Lumpkin. He was yeah. he was he's the Fantastic Four's mailman. Like you can't like yeah. that's not a name. That's not a real person. Yeah. Willie Lumpkin's you not a real person. Him. You found them. I, I helped him refinance his loan. Yeah. I saved him yeah. $70 a month. You're yes. welcome. Hashtag Willie Lumpkin. Like episode 10. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how it works. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. But you well, are right. Like, I do think that there is a certain merit that, but I think reverence, as we said earlier about Watchmen, reverence sometimes can hurt the film. Yes. Where you're so enamored with the reverence of the film, you lose sight of the yeah. real world aspects. Where we love, we like comic geeks like me and you, we love the real, real world aspects of ad- adaptation. We yeah. love Tony Stark in a helmet talking to an AI, talking to Jarvis. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Or right. talk, or have like, or Batfleck. Yeah, because... Is, will his name forever be Bat... To my mind, he's Batfleck. Yeah, so, or he's like forever ba- Batfleck. Before or Bat- he was Geely. He was, yeah, that's right. And or now, he was Jersey Girl. Yeah. So like he... he Jersey Girl. <laughs> so he's, like to me, he's laying in a sleep deprivation... He's, he's laying in a, in a sensory deprivation chamber to sleep. Yeah. Which is the best concept... What was ever I want to forty say, years of like that con- that character? Yeah, and you wait for and you know, look, you you have what? to you have to go there too, mm-hmm. but the way how they um, sold Wolverine's exoskeleton mm-hmm. or endoskeleton, exo sure. is outside. They always call it exo, but it's end. It's end. Uh, who cares? Endo. One of them. I thought they always referred to that. I got it. okay. Whatever. We're gonna have like a seven-hour Logan show, yeah. right? Or yeah. when we do like this is the preview for episode like thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, do you know what happened in ep- in, in the in the two-minute mark of, yeah. of Logan? No, 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 it, no. It's gonna be when episode. It's gonna be episode two hundred something. Nine-inch nail song. I'm yeah. gonna be mad. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be episode two hundred something. We'll be talking about Logan, and you're gonna be like spoilers. I'm like, no, we're two hundred no. episodes in. Everyone should <laughs> know by now. Spoilers. Fuck your spoilers. Yeah. But no, no. And also look all nervous, and I'm like, oh, yeah. they, they're gonna know that I'm not. But confident. Like in they, it. they put his claws between his fingers. Mm-hmm. They added um, adorability to the skeleton, meaning if you punched him, you hurt. And you never right. even saw that in the comic before. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like he would, he would get hit. It would be fine. Okay. And if I if I punched a uh, a steel door, if I punch your door steel, if yeah. I punched your steel door, I would hurt myself yeah. more and, than the door. Right, and then they even, um, like I think they like even further that they they did, like solidify Magneto's position, even against Wolverine, meaning that Magneto doesn't flinch with Wolverine. It was the uh, as soon as he goes on, like, it was, was like a trolley the, to yeah, go. Yeah, like, you don't have that running through your whole body, do you? Like that's so yeah. like that's so inconvenient or whatever. He's like, what a bad idea. Yeah. You're gonna fight me? Fuck you, <laughs> right. man! I'm gonna destroy you right now. Ready? Like yeah. he throws him against the back of the trolley. Exactly, and there's like a no fear aspect to that. Now, up until that point, Wolverine did have his metal extracted through his pores mm-hmm. by Magneto. That was, yeah, it was after, that was uh, Adam Cooper, like after. Was, was that after film. X-Men? I yeah, I want to say it was after right. X-Men. But see, like, that's what I mean, and and because Hollywood comes in and they sit down and we're like, hey, normal, nor- sorry comic geeks, 
Normal people need to watch this shit. Sorry, Mark and Peter. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you assholes. Like, you, you're too fucks you. in Jersey. Yeah. We're but like, but they we're going to talk about this on yeah, the microphones. Like, like, how do we unpack this? So, Joe Blow down the street gets hyped off for it. And get, I'll tell you one thing. Every time they unpack it, mm. dude, like, literally, they made Paul Rudd into, like, a superhero that I care about. You know, that, and I... Um, you can do anything if that happens. What... When he showed up in Civil War, the crowd went crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that was the crowd reaction. I was like, wait a second. You have someone that costs a lot of money, like Robert Downey Jr. You have someone that costs yeah. less money, Chris Evans. Uh, however, like, solidified his stance. Yeah, yeah. Great. I, he is dude, Captain America. That was, America. like, his comeback role. He was kind of... And I hated that casting. Yeah. When it happened. Like, I, you know, I was like, so it was, no. So, it was John Krasinski... Right. Which is a no. That's a no. Yep. Yeah. Which and was then, uh, who else was he was he's the only one I remember that was kind of in. I want to yeah. say Bradley Cooper. Bradley it seems Cooper. To be like Bradley I want to say like in every in every. <laughs> <laughs> like the, I don't think it's he's true been anymore. retalked as the, as the Green Lantern. He's been retalked as yeah. the Hal Jordan Ryan recently. And, and, yeah, it's what. But see, I didn't no like way, I didn't like Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon until I saw it. Yes. Because yeah. I was like, no. Like I was like, what are you gonna do? Like what's fascinating and he and he and if you ever watch the youtube clips of him like he's literally like in a strange position when he's talking like yeah he's like uncomfortable yeah but people and the mic is above him and he's like like he's like literally like not comfortable and that and and a huge reason for that is again people will ignore they'll forget that you are an actor Mm -hmm. you become the role you have to find ways to do that and guess what it's not easy and this is why actors are crazy people mm-hmm. they're crazy Bradley Cooper so good in Joy no one's I saw Joy it was oh, me know. and like six people that saw yeah. Joy he was good in War Dogs that, that you know I didn't see him in War yeah. I haven't seen War Dogs oh, yet quick, I, I know you love I know you love War Green, Dogs Green Room you, oh yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. It. that's think? in my thing yeah. yep Huh? Uh, I was I was a vet. okay. So like, w- let's push it right. Boom, Batfleck. Ready? So okay. Yeah. So real fast, and then we'll go right into that because I do want to yeah. say that director could work. Okay. So so oh, so that's a good look. Was what his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his name was uh, what's his name? Like uh, oh shit, uh, oh. Salazé or something. Okay. Me. So he's a French guy. Anyway, so okay. So here's here's the deal: is that Ben Affleck is under an amazing amount of pressure to put out this movie. Now, I feel bad, as I said earlier, is that Ben Affleck and as George Lucas, as De Palma, like, they're, they're fighting their own fame to make something. So they, he, so Ben Affleck came out with a movie called Live By Night, which was his send-up to gangster films. And every yeah. every time he's promoting it, they're like, we don't care about every... And I just feel I feel so fucking bad for him. Like, they're yeah. like, we don't give a shit. So, like, hey, you're you're an accomplished director. You won... You have screenwriting awards. Yeah. Did he win best? No, he won best picture, but not best director. Right. Correct. That was that was the rub. Yeah. So Oscar best picture, Argo best picture. Again, as we said, every Crazy best picture is super forgettable. Picture. Yeah. Right. Super forgettable. Um, Much we've established. Every best picture film is super forgettable. Classic. Yeah. So he makes Live by Night. No one gives a shit about it. And I heard it's I heard it's a B, maybe a C plus. I don't know. Like I will tell you. Here's what I feel about that. I feel people, everyone came in with the same opinion in that movie. For some, Before it came out. For some reason, yes. For whatever reason. Because I still believe that he has enough chops. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when people say it's like disjointed and incoherent, 
it, like I'm kind of like they say that about everything, and dude, we'll, we'll go right back into it. They say that about Batman vs Superman. Mm-hmm. That movie's coherent. That movie has connecting plot threads. There's a lot there. Is it is it laid out the best way? Are the do some of the plot threads pay off? Absolutely not. I think there's real reasons why that movie doesn't hit you and resonate, but they're mm-hmm. all there. There's mm-hmm. nothing unexplained in Superman vs. Batman. Now, some of it may not come off the right way, but they use these. I hate it when they use these platitudes. They throw it out there, and I really do think it's like it's like there's an undercurrent, and it's mm-hmm. like you have to dismiss this movie. And you know what? Too sometimes, and I think we saw this with our pace election. We were going to talk politics real quick for a second time. Okay, we, everyone. That's topic three, if we ever. Yeah, get we're still <laughs> on topic two. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> like on. CNN, MSNBC told you who to vote for because Hillary was already going to win, mm. and I and people, believe it or not, people in in whole on both sides responded to that. They because people want to pick winners, they want to know who's going to win. Okay, I I think that's a little bit of like human condition, the way how tribes work. Mm. Now I think, because uh, we see in a lot of movie reviews, a lot of these YouTubers come up and they all. Ha- like, how do all these people have the same exact opinion? They say the same things. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie that opens at, what, like 18 million? Yeah, it opens like, at the same time. Everyone reads it pretty much the same time. They see the same press and, screening. And yeah, they all have the and, same opinion as it happens. It and throws it under. Throws right. it on, under the bus. And I swear to God, I refuse because I, I watched that movie. And I'm like, okay, like, like I can already predict the beats of this movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, I kind of, the movie's not going to surprise me. I know how it's going to flow. So it's already not disjointed because I understand this type of movie. Right. So now, like... He's not making a new film. He's making an homage to an old film yeah. with new actors. He's just like, yeah. And I, uh, like, like it's, so, it's so sad. Like I'm but very every, curious about that Every movie, director that goes out... So he goes out and says, Hey, I have this new movie. It's called Live By Night. I wrote it and directed it. And they're like, great. When are you directing and writing Batman? When is that coming out? And he went on Jimmy Kimmel and was like, like I can't was he even promote this? Yeah. yeah. Like really? you can it's on YouTube. Like he's just like you know, oh, I can't he's even meltdown. He had a meltdown on Jimmy Kimmel. It's great. I'm like to. I mean, and, and to be fair, like I love meltdown. Like I love meltdown videos. Like I have a weird like <laughs> like crush on meltdown videos. Like I love I love the Christian Bale freak out during Terminator Salvation. Yeah. I love the Mel Gibson weird phone calls. Like I fucking love it. Like oh, I the, love yeah. it when he's yelling at his wife. Like he's like, "You need to be in the jacuzzi with me." Like I love yeah. like meltdown. Like completely like not supposed to, and no one's supposed to hear this. And what you know, like I I just think it's completely insane because they're totally unhinged. But I just I feel so bad because like. You know, he spent a lot of time writing this, concepting this, putting it out, and as a, as a concepted artist, like I understand process and I understand how frustrating yeah. it can be. And then you put it out, and you put it out fearless. But you want, even though you don't care in a way that you don't care what anyone says about it, you still do a little bit. Like you still would like someone to go, oh yeah, I get what he's doing here. Even if I don't like it, I get what he's doing here. No one even reviewed it. Everyone was like, "This is the guy that did this, and he made that thing." But guess what? He's going to do like he. They yeah. gave him no. They skipped it. Now they uh, skipped it critically, and I think it's it's yeah. shitty. So, real quick though, do you think this? 
like Ben Affleck, he 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 comes on, and they're like, look, like we we're gonna make a deal. Like his, you know, has a conversation with his agent. The agent's like, hey, they they want you for Batman. What you want on your end? Uh, I could, you know, like sometimes he, these agents know. Look, there's but, a, there's enough polls that say that every poll. Listen, if you go back, every poll said that he'd be the worst Batman. And yes. then right after that, everyone said, "Oh my God, he's the best Batman." Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. So right. Yeah. Do, do you think it's amazing the polarization between two concepts? Well, because people get on their high horse, and they're they're convinced. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try it's still tribalism. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but here's a little bit of what I'm leaning at, though. I kind of feel like once he got into the engine of Warner Brothers and and what they're doing with these movies and how they're doing them. He realized he could not execute. He couldn't execute. I think and, he's in and a machine. Kind of found a way out, and I think a little bit because he didn't. Did he make comments about like the bat suit having to be retooled if he was going to do both? And I kind of like a hundred percent agree with that, hmm. right? Because like we all know the horror stories, like Jim Carrey dressing up as the Grinch. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. goes on record, oh, even right. wearing the Iron Man. If you didn't notice, like Jim Carrey, literally at one point, apparently had a complete meltdown, ripped it off, yes, screamed, almost quit, and just completely left the project yeah. altogether. Yeah, like on like day four, yeah. like like early, early, early. Uh, yeah, said fuck, and, I'm out. And people don't realize that hey, that blue glow, that blue background that looks so pretty on film, <laughs> is ten thousand lights beaming on you to mm-hmm. make that set look beautiful mm-hmm. okay so it is a trade-off but i really like i do think that he like i don't understand how if they were like hey um you don't like the bat suit no problem but it seems like like why was like you know like that's what i mean like it just seems like like what he put it's almost like he priced himself out like, hey, I'm just going to say this thing's going to cost nine hundred dollars. I know you're only going to pay three hundred. No hard feelings. You can't pay for it. And mm-hmm. you can do that. That's like a little bit of a of a negotiation tactic. Right, but as I as I yeah. yelled at you earlier, I said Batman's a billion dollar idea. Billion dollar idea. So every time Batman yes. puts out a movie, it's a billion dollars. Yeah. So like, it's not like I'm going to the make only a movie. IP that kind of has. I'm has not going to make a movie with my brother Casey, and it's going to make five hundred thousand dollars. It's going to cost me two hundred thousand dollars. Going to make five. It'll be a giant. It'll double its profit. Yeah. I don't. Like I said, I'm just theorizing because I don't know. I've gone well, maybe I, gone made. Yeah. But like in my opinion, like the one for you, one for me doesn't work. As we talked about Scorsese earlier, I'm going to do one for you, one for me. Yes. I'm going to make Departed with everyone in the world. I'm going to kill them all, <laughs> and then I'm going to make Silence. With Kylo Ren and Spider Man and Qui Gon Jinn <laughs> in Italy, uh, quietly with per, yeah, with, with Asian yeah, men, per, persecuted Asians. No, no one's crucifixions. W- I don't care yeah. how many awards it gets. I don't want to see that. I don't want to yeah. see Kundun. Can you put a gang? Can you put like yeah, you a De Niro what, with like a gun in his hand? Yeah, you know what? It is? Hollywood Thanks. just seems to be fascinated with with the East. But they're fascinated mm-hmm. with yeah. like, like almost like the um, um, the origin of the culture, what the culture has done, um, somewhat criticizing and attacking it. But at the same time, they don't do that here mm-hmm. to where like they kind of like placate into slavery, which is 
like it's it's weird. They don't look at it through the same lens. It's very odd. But I wonder if like but, it's because it's 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 China it costs. So China makes so Deadpool didn't premiere in China, correct? Because there was something in Deadpool that wasn't allowed. I think it was Deadpool, Ghostbusters, and I'm forgetting the third big one. Right. Uh, Star Wars movies completely fail overseas. Okay. Especially in China because people haven't seen the the other ones and they don't know like they don't know what's happening. So to flip, like the strange thing is, is that more than likely. Uh, Casey Affleck's going to win for Manchester by the Sea. And do we kind of agree with that? That I, he's going to win yeah, the, Best Actor, yeah, correct? Yeah, I think he has the excitement. So he's going to win that. Now, Ben Affleck was supposed to do that, but instead, he did The Great Wall, which looks like, in a way... Oh, you mean Matt Damon. Yeah, so Matt, yeah. So Matt Damon, Matt well, Damon, Matt Damon Matt turned down... Yeah. Well, I, we're so Affleck Damon out in this movie, right? In this whole in this whole podcast, so like Affleck that might so, be our thumbnail. That's our whole thing. So Affleck was so, so God damn it! Like so, Ben, so Matt Damon. Oh my God, I can't even think. So Matt Damon was supposed to direct slash co-star in Manchester by the Sea to be the character that Casey Affleck is. Casey Affleck ended up. With. Yeah. It did not happen for scheduling purposes. Okay, because Matt Damon had to go. To China, to work with Zhang Zemu, Yimou, yeah. or like in May. What's the budget for that movie? Uh, you have the computer. I'm looking. You, look it up. <laughs> you have like, the computer. You have the computer. But it's a lot. Okay. But here's the thing: is that that movie is almost like when we we love me and you, me and you only love Cloud Atlas. So Cloud Atlas, the only way Cloud Atlas was made was because it had a very very singular Korean star in it who made money in Korea. You had. Uh, Tom Hanks, who made money internationally for selling foreign rights for Tom Hanks. So you sold UK yeah. rights for Tom Hanks on a movie where he played a weirdo gangster who threw someone <laughs> off a building. Okay. Yeah. Like the worst. <laughs> like, I love Tom Hanks, but yeah. every time he plays another character besides actually playing Tom Hanks or yeah. a retarded Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Like, to yeah. me, it never worked. It looks like a, it's, like, it's, he, it's a Saturday Night Live character. He's, um, like, yeah, and to me, he's... I'm 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 a little bit with you on that because you don't distance yourself from the performance and for whatever reason you're like you're attached to other performances. Right. And, I'm attached to Tom Hanks in that because I want Tom Hanks yeah. to be a different person when he sees Tom Hanks. Yeah. So the, and, the Great Wall in so Ben so God I can't get him straight. So Matt Matt Damon is in a movie called Great The Great Wall. Yeah. Which, which who's who's directed that? Well, I, I have the it, director it, wrong. It's 150 million budget. The director. That's technically cheap. Yeah, it's yeah. I was gonna say I thought that was gonna be like 200 plus. <laughs> Zhang. Zhang Yimou. Oh, I Yimou. did have it right. Yeah, Zhang Yimou. Right. So he's who, actually who is also a capable, huge like, director in Japan. He's a big swinging dick over there. The guy can get it done. And you know Correct. what? Look, I will say this: people are already rejecting the Great Wall. I get it. I I think it's gonna be fine but, or great. Yeah, but at the same Not time, fantastic. But I think it's gonna be yeah, fine. But at the same time, though, it looks like a hell of a movie. But people are just upset mm-hmm. over like this. They call it whitewashing. They they want to criticize it at the same time, which is weird because they're constantly reverse whitewashing other roles. With Doctor Strange, Ghost in the Shell, Do- hashtag episode ten. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, it goes on and on. Okay. Um, which is so freaking weird to me, right? Like, I just, I don't understand that. But the movie does look, I mean, it and it is, look, it's a fun freaking concept. Mm-hmm. 
It's yeah. a fun concept. It's it's the same as like um like what movie had like one of them had like the Eiffel Tower that was like in a uh, antenna, and the Eiffel Tower was built as an antenna. Oh, what movie was that? I don't know. It sounds but, like, like it's very from. It's I right can't seem to get it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I, I kind of like it when they do that, or when they they explain that like Mount. Um, oh, Michael Bay Transformers Hoover Dame <laughs> to hide Megatron. <laughs> to hide Megatron's Energon signature. I think every episode we have <laughs> is going to have some weird like Star Wars tangent, and within the first ten minutes, there's going to be like a hundred Michael Bay yeah, references. Pete, it's one Pete, of the two. Pete going down on Michael Bay. Pete hashtag Michael Bay. Yeah, and then but I'm always going to be like, George, look at the Daniels. Yeah. They believe it. But, but, th- but that's what, like, and you know what it is? So, but I think some of this does. Like, the reason why I, I, I go back to, like, some of these things is because I just have, like, I, I enjoy it. I want to have mm-hmm. fun. Um, I get upset at the people who I believe are not high horse, that are overcritical, that can't sit back. And don't don't tell me you don't think Con Air is the greatest movie of all time. I, I just I talked about it earlier. Yeah, I, I, love, that's you know, I, mean. I talked about it fondly it's, it's earlier. It's such a very like, put the money what, in the box. Yeah, and I think if you can kind what, of how old is that movie? Ninety. I want to say ninety-eight. Like, right. So like, is there another movie from nineteen ninety-eight where I'm quoting? No, there's. N- I already. I can tell you. Yeah. There is not. I'm literally quoting a movie. And I can see him, and I can see him in the storage container where he needs to take that money. Like I can see him down, down in there, yelling. At, it's like you need to. Like there, there's just so oh. much that happens. Yeah. So like okay, yeah. so to go back, the reason I rented Cloud Atlas, the only way Cloud Atlas was financed, was they sold all the foreign rights for all the actors in the film to make that movie. Yeah, I, similar to I, Inglorious Bastards. So wait, Reservoir, like, yeah, Reservoir like Dogs was me. Okay, so yeah. listen, Tarantino wouldn't have a film if there wasn't something called foreign rights. So if 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 they didn't sell f- like foreign video rights for Harvey Keitel in yeah. in every other country, Reservoir Dogs wouldn't wouldn't have gotten made. Pulp Fiction wouldn't have gotten made. hundred, yeah, hundred percent. And and a lot of the the Weinstein's and um. You know, even trauma film and the the uh, they Roger, Roger Corman. Huge that's how they finance yeah. everything. Okay, so the only way, right? So the thing is, are like that's a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you you spend time, you spend money, you put your mind, your body, like even your soul on the line to build you up, so you can be a part of not like you just don't get put into movies. You're a part of the financial structure of that film. Now up until that point, like all the all the um the calculation, the math. Like everything, the foundation of the movie is calculated and sold off and finished. Now everything that happens from that point is a roll of the dice. Sometimes films come off, sometimes they don't. Sometimes people hone in on like the weirdest thing, and and, and the way how things are now, like mm-hmm. a little idea can destroy. Like Great Ball, another great example. There, people are hooked in on the wrong thing on that movie. And look, I'm not like. The biggest Matt Damon guy, but he kind of is only in good movies. He's in the except for that zoo movie, we bought the zoo thing. Mm-hmm. Like the guy's in nonstop good movies. I have to see. I always have. Or just everyone that knows me knows this. I have to see every Cameron Crow movie, so I had to see like the two scenes of you, like we bought a zoo <laughs> that works. I, I'm the only one that saw Aloha in the theater because I, tried, I wanted the know, two scenes of Aloha that I knew worked. I tried like, watching oh, Elizabeth wow. Town. Not too long ago, there uh, I, there's a there's a that just seemed so disjointed. I know, but there there's but the bar scene works. 
There's a scene yeah. in the bar oh, where, I, like, there's, like, a weird thing where they have to come in through, yeah, like, so, a, like, a zip line. I don't fucking I mean, know. Uh, like, I, but it works. I mean, I have, okay, so here's the thing. So, by disjointed, let me just explain that real quick. Because mm-hmm. I think that's a platitude. And I'm like, fuck, I just said a so, platitude. Okay. <laughs> is that, like, I agree with, like, the whole premise and the build for that movie is awesome. Like, young mm-hmm. executive essentially working at Nike makes a bet on the product and gets chicaned when the product doesn't launch. Like, right. they say, it's actually the, the Jersey Girl yeah. model of yeah. every film. Okay. Right. And at that point, when when that movie, like, I guess, like, when the premise was there and the premise snaps off, at that point, I just said to myself, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm not even interested in what happens next, how this turns out. Uh, like it, I, I have a vested interest, and that's what I mean about it being disjointed, because it, it, like if the movie kind of went on a different path where like you like, uh, Legolas, like you like, <laughs> <laughs> like I love, yeah. like I was trying. I know I, no one knows yeah. his name in that in that movie. Yeah, like, but like, it's, it's you, yeah, it's Orlando Bloom. Yeah, hashtag, like yeah, it is yeah, Legolas. Like you, yes. like you like the character more. <laughs> And you and then you, you want to like them and, too, and, and then like you somewhat relate to what like how you he gets through. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. but that's what I mean about it. Like none of that was even there. And look, and it's it's the same thing I was saying with Norm like earlier. Okay, look, I don't need to watch something for two hours and hope that it's good. Mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes it's awful, and I love it. Like. Um, we were talking about Death Race on Netflix, right? And, mm-hmm. and they do. I watched the, the new Death Race, and they have the twenty third, whatever it's twenty thirty, yeah, 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 yeah twenty thirty five, fantastic. And then mm-hmm. they because every girl in that movie is like hot. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like the girl that driving with Frankenstein, holy moly, man! Like I'm like that girl's ass, that girl's like, dude, her like hamstrings. I'm like so into <laughs> it, okay. But and then I watched Death Race too. Okay, which is like the prequel to the Jason Stratham Death, right, death right, Race right. realistic update, which is like, and I'm like, whoa, this don't is... Realist, don't do it. Don't re- Yeah, but it's like so yeah. funny watching those two movies like back to back, and I'm like, it's the same concept. It's totally different execution, but they're both kind of like fun, stupid, corny, and they work, and that's way different than like what I saw in Elizabethtown, because at this point, I'm like, the, I, the intent... I know the intent, and mm-hmm. the intent's not executing. I can move on, and then I can just watch a brain dump movie like Death Race or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and be in glory because I'm like, this is exactly yeah, yeah. Mark's going. <laughs> Mark's going to go to the bathroom. We're going to come back and <laughs> we're going to try and so wrap bad, it up. Bathroom. Yeah, we're going to try and wrap it up though when Mark comes back because we're only topic three. yeah, we're only on topic three. <laughs> Discuss. I'm going to maybe he's got notes. Mark's um. Mark's one of the only people that actually bring notes when he comes to uh, record, and um, we're grateful. We should be uh, should be recording with someone tomorrow that has notes. Also, someone new. That's a little bit a little bit of a uh, of a teaser. And I'm gonna say tomorrow. I will say next um, next episode, episode uh, seventeen. I I um yeah we did yeah, did too bad. Mark has a legible handwriting to playlist. Oh, he has a new. I, I don't know if I should be looking through his. Oh, it's a purple rain notebook. I wasn't expecting that. How old is this notebook? This is interesting. 
This is like me flipping through his uh, his mind. Uh, hopefully, I don't find any deck picks in here. I'm looking for the, the trademark information for this. How how old is this notebook, Mark? No, I bought that notebook at a uh, how old is at it? A con. How, like how long ago? No, like recently. I it, yeah, I bought it in uh, November. Dude, this is awesome. Yeah, they took um so someone took a Purple Rain like album they, and they make they they had a whole bunch of them. They had a, bun, oh. a whole bunch of things. So they took an album and they created a notebook with the album cover. They cut the album cover down. Wow. And they just put white paper in it. Man, there's this many Purple Rain albums floating around. Uh, yeah, that probably. people just like. There's millions of copies of that. You know, yeah. it'd be different in a different album. Like if it was Dude, signed, the times I wasn't expecting to get. that. I thought I was. I, I thought it was vintage. You know, it's so funny. Like I saw I saw Patterson last night. It was in the Jim Jarmusch film, and then there's a part where he has a notebook and he something happens to the notebook and it's a, it's it's kind of heartbreaking. Spoiler. Yeah. What, what the fuck? Like, I always say spoiler. Whatever. Uh, Spoilers. Yeah, Norm, Norm, Here's a movie Norm, that no one will yeah, see. Norm had, like, the new Jim Jarmusch exercised that no one the will demons see. one episode with Norman, too. He kept saying spoiler, and I'm like, young guy. I like, know. Like, you know, look. We set up the rules of the show where we break them every yeah, single time. But it's all right. You know for next time. I'm next trying time, to figure it next out. Next time, every time we say spoiler, we might have to just do a fireball right, shot. Ready? Badfleck? Okay, here's the deal. The whole thing. So Ben Affleck. This week we have to get through this. So Ben Affleck this week uh, stated that number like early in the week when me when we were supposed to record, I was literally I couldn't even you couldn't even hear my voice. My voice is still a little affected. So he stepped down as director, and then a few days later he stated. So he co-wrote a script with. With Jeff Johns, who is the C something C something OO, he's creative. I don't oh. know what he is right now. I don't know. Doesn't matter. He wrote he wrote a with an executive, a great comic book writer Jeff Johns. He wrote a Batman script, and he was supposed to direct it. And then he said it in some interviews as they were trying to interview him, or Ben Affleck wanted them to interview yeah. him about Live by Night, and they were like, "Hey, you have a movie coming out Friday." When are you going to be Batman again? Like, that's all they talked about. And he got pissed and he was upset. Yeah. So he, this week, he's like, you know what? I, I, I don't have exactly. So whether it be studio interference, and this, you can speak on this, I don't really know. Studio interference said something. I don't know if someone said something to him. He's like, you know what? I can't direct it. I need a collaborator to direct for me. Yeah. That was the initial statement that we, and it was a very. Yeah, I don't want to reread. I'm not gonna. I'm not well, gonna I think, I, it. I did. I think I saw on YouTube or I may even write it real quick. But he did say like he wants a collaborator for mm. for the movie. And you know what? That like I think like he had to have meant that. Okay, because like like this is a guy that like he. When has he ever collaborated with anyone besides well, was, Kevin Smith, who he doesn't even talk to anymore? Yeah. For, well, I don't even know what reason. Well, not really, no, because then they use Kevin Smith, uh, unless they just no like like Kevin part of the Smith's marketing. Been very open with part of the about marketing. how he when he would uh, so apparently there was Kevin Smith takes where Kevin Smith never wanted to go off script, and then there was Ben Affleck yeah. takes which in Chasing Amy they used yeah. in film where there is that and supposedly there is a there is a rescript of. Uh, and this is again. Yeah. These are all stories of Goodwill Hunting that, like, there was some certain polishes that Kevin Smith did of Goodwill Hunting 
that were done and they were in final film. So there's lots of like they were very at that time. There was a lot of movement of of words. Okay. Yeah. So Kevin Smith and Kevin and uh, so in Jason Amy, there's a lot of Ben Affleck dialogue that he wrote or or ad libbed. Okay. And and it shows up. Yeah. Like when they're on the swings back and yeah, forth. Yeah. It's he's. You can almost tell yeah. when when he's when he's riffing. Yeah, and you can you can even tell in like Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. When yep. he's like like how do you like me now? Like, right. Yeah. That's, but that's like, <laughs> like kind of the fun of it. Like, but that's yeah. what what I think. Like, and we go back to McConaughey when we talked about it earlier. Is like he has to prove himself against his own previous stereotype that he created. Yeah, I thought. But real quick, I thought I I thought I remember Kevin Smith during the Batman vs Superman like hype announcement. Mm-hmm. That he spoke with Affleck, and Affleck t- like described the the uniform to him, and essentially described to him the Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. And then Affleck would be like, "A tear came to my eye because, like, this version that I thought I would never see, and like he doesn't have any yellow." And and I thought like, "There's it, two different reports." I don't know, like yeah. to me like there's so many weird different reports with it, like Smith because then in one way this week he said I haven't talked to him in three years, really? but then I also heard that like he he's renting the house that Kevin Smith bought when he went to L.A. first. Oh, okay. like so I don't even know like from what I understood from a year ago. I just, he, he lives in a house that I believe I think Kevin Smith owns. Yeah, it's like, just it, like there's a lot of weirdness, Kevin, Kevin, and they got in some fight that no one really knows about. There's some probably some personal feelings. Yeah, um, Kevin Smith went a different way, and I I can't disagree with what he did because he created a different empire. Yeah, he created his own market. Well, like he he's on and I he's on IMDb this week interviewing Sun Sundance people. Right, that's making him money. Comic comic book man, I don't. Care for no it really? Yeah, but, but it's on season five. Yeah, but oh, that's because it's okay. That's because you know? it's a, a dirt cheap show. It's a dirt. Yeah, it's it's, it's a dirt. Stars. It's a yeah, dirt cheap show that is revolved around pawn stars, and they try and mm-hmm. trickle in some comic book knowledge and geek stuff. And yeah, I have friends of mine that almost have been on it. Yeah, because they've had things that were probably they could have sold. Yeah, they were like, I'm not gonna. But sell then, it. like, like you know, the so. um, the. The two older guys, one 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 of the three guys really knows his stuff. And after, well, fine, I, I don't know what yeah, yeah, I mean like he I watched a um an onslaught video with him with Comic Pop. Mm-hmm. And dude, like he he knows it like he really knows. Yeah, without material. the beard. It's it's Walt Flanagan. I think it's Usually. yeah, yeah. And like he really knows his stuff. And and I'm like, damn dude. And then I think they had the, the Asian dude on Main Chen. Uh, yeah, and the guy didn't even talk. Like I'm like, he this guy don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not saying like that doesn't make the show good or bad, but it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, comic book man is is a simple cheap formula, and it kind of falls into the Walking it Dead. It does well. It very it's very serviceable. AMC apparently yeah. makes money off of it. Yeah, it's on season five or or six. I don't it's, even know. It's, it's e- on. It's it's easy past, for that show to be profitable because it's so right. cheap. It's like, still period. going. Yeah, huh? it still has ratings. Yeah, it's still listen. It's yeah. still going. So like yeah. So so Kevin Smith went into this commentary direction but he also went to like a lot of the stuff i allude to to where like there's a blind adulation there's like hey i have to love something because it's star wars i have to do this dude i i love it that um i did one episode with norm like before you got here mm-hmm. norm doesn't like i don't think he even likes rogue one you have mixed feelings on rogue one mm-hmm. i like it and guess what 
like everyone that's on Kevin Smith's show has to love it. Everyone that's on Collider has to love like, it. It's like but they you said earlier they like it too much. Yeah. It's like it's like they can't it, be critical it's of it. It's a weird yeah, and, and, and when they're critical, it's almost like they're you're you're saying something, you're not saying something. I remember being in and I told you about hashtag episode yeah. ten. I was in an Applebee's of with someone. Yeah. I was with four people that I knew and one guy I did not know. And I'm like, blah. And I just like vomited statements. Yeah. And this guy's like, you hated it. I'm like, no, I really liked it. Like, I mean, I just yeah. completely. I was yeah. like, no, 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 I liked it. But like, I saw the movie. I didn't think I was seeing. And I just, I have to digest it. And I don't know what to do. So I have to talk to yeah. you. You know, it's it's half price appetizers. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like I need it's half price appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> where's my Where's we're, my mozzarella we're sticks? Going I don't YOLO need. The I need like you yeah. know. You know, can I get like the stuffed poppers? Like where the I'll where t- is I'll it? I'll tell you one thing. Please, I, have, I saw, come to me. I tried to do a big group it's for like a Wednesday. Yeah, I tried to do a big group for Rogue One because I wanted it to be like the family <laughs> thing, and it didn't work out. So. <laughs> And no one was around. It was so weird. Like it's yeah. so weird. Like we can't wait for something to come out, and then it's impossible to get anyone to yeah. come to anything. So I ended up seeing it with, <laughs> with my parents, me, um, and then I had one of my female uh, friends at the time, mm-hmm. like come by, and and it's and like great girl and all, but it just like didn't work out. No big deal. <laughs> okay, which like you hear about everyone, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but wait. So totally yeah. So yeah, no. So and um <laughs> and at. My parents ended up at TGI Fridays because I'm like, oh, because there's one, there's right, there's one like right in the theater, and I'm like, mm-hmm. they got alcohol, whatever, dude. I'm I'm talking about appetizers. They had a a Jack Daniels like mm. combo sampler, dude. Holy, dude, man, it was like so awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> tinged with alcohol. It's just Every- so. Awesome, dude! This like, chicken finger is laced with dude, it had Jack Daniels spare ribs. It had these like crunchy <laughs> shrimps with this like Jack Daniels sauce. <laughs> and dude, I was drinking. They had some like super flavor, trendy mojito flavor thing. Mm. Dude, I was sucking those boys out. So when I went to Rogue One, I was almost on like cloud nine to begin with. Oh, that was before. Yeah. So, so I go. So, I go. I see movie fully sober. Yeah. So I roll through Rogue, Rogue One, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like that. I might had some. I think I had some alcohol in me. I was making alcohol slushies because yeah, because the theater gives you an empty cup, mm. and then they have those Coca Cola machines with the million flavors. Oh yeah. yeah. And then they With have the cherry vanilla. Yeah. Then they have slushy machines, and I'm like, oh, I don't do. I have to pay extra for this slushy. Do whatever you want, dude. I went up there, dude. I had a giant half one. diet coke, half coke. giant freaking slushy. Yeah, like, and they had yeah. the Coca Cola slushy, which is tough to get sometimes. <laughs> so I'm like, I got the variant slushy, dude. I, I'm no no joking. So I went, I went to Rogue One, completely like lit up, excited, happy, and you know what? I'll tell you what it was like that because that movie moved. Because mm-hmm. yeah. because. Because I saw it twice. I saw it back because my friend that couldn't make it with my parents ended up being free. And he called me out of the blue. He's like, hey, you want to go just go see it? Because I want to see it. I'm like, fine, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, I That movie moves. Even yeah, the third though, act is undeniable. Like, it, yeah, even like it starts. like, mm-hmm. And it, it does have this like little period. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, though, like you're kind of into it by that point. But because it like moved to a level and then sped up. It was almost like there was a like euphoria for me when I finished that movie. And I was like, yo, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care if it syncs up, if it's contradictory. I was like, 
And it, and it wasn't even like geek moments. It was like just the stuff that they did that I really like fell mm-hmm. in love with, which is like, like you saw ships smash into force fields or like right. like. Um, well, the like hammerhead, like the that. hammerhead taking out the yeah. like that was like you're like what I've never. It okay. was just like yeah. you know I, I I just think that I think that it succeeds and I think that it's it's really difficult you know um, to make that movie and I do think that like like everyone and that's where we talked about earlier is like reshoots worked whatever they I don't know what the original cut was yeah. I don't care like it wasn't yeah. gonna be like I wonder what that was whereas when we see Suicide Squad we're like. I wonder what that was like. Yeah. Like I don't want. I have no doubt. Like in that third act, like I want to see something else. Yeah, and there's uh, and just I'll touch on this and then we'll move on real quick. So, you know, there, I think there's like a lot of criticism for the, the girl in that, and like the characters not being memorable. However, I thought they were, and I thought the way how the girl parallel paralleled her father mm-hmm. was so similar because like their intentions aren't clear. It, like they were kind of like, they were almost like dirty characters where like you um, like you they, they defied a rebellion okay so the rebellions are rebelling rebelling right however. they were rebelling she's rebelling the rebelling yeah. but not necessarily a terrorist like Saul Guerrero was essentially like a like yeah. an uh, like an unfocused almost like a Martin Luther character yeah. like it well, was almost it was almost like yeah religious where they're like we're gonna do this specific yeah. thing and i, I kind of like and i kind of wish they went more into him yeah like you know i would be fine cause, cause, i would have loved cause that because when yeah. you talked about him you're like yo this dude's like off the hook like like i, I feel I like they, kind of whatever they like whatever the lost, new jack city I, I believe that there's been there was a couple things lost because i i think that there was probably a midpoint where the original cut had him bald or Maybe he was growing his hair out for another role. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't some, really know. Something, yes. Yeah, but something. the first trailer has him bald. The second, the movie does not have him yeah. bald. Or he's different. He's, or it was he, a scene he, that they or, shot or, or, and they threw it out. Yeah, or he has more in one scene that is just not there. But because, like, he still shows up. Like, he's on the planet where she hides. But he's telling her, he's telling her, how are you going to be defined? He's saying... What will you become? Like, if this happens, what will, what will happen? Like, you're in a you're in a different, completely different rebellion. Right. She's in a third rebellion. There's a rebellion. There's crazy rebellion, like Sagarera, and then there's like Jin or so. Right. So you know, and as as we go into it, it's always about like you know, as it's me, I'm going to say Star Wars. I'm going to talk about Star Wars like a hundred times over. It's going to be ridiculous. So with that being said, I don't know exactly where she goes. So I think that that got lost in one of the translations. Fine. Yeah. So in all right. So the text we have, we need to move back to this. Right. Yes, We're yes, gonna, yes, yes. This yes. is topic two. Ready? So we had a text back and forth on the show that we couldn't do because I had no voice. I barely have a voice now. Um, Holding up very well. We were like, okay. So the uh, the director lost two days later. The the writer got lost. So this is also very confusing because you had a script with. Ben Affleck, Oscar award-winning Ben Affleck, regardless of how much he may or may not have contributed to Google Hunting. Yes. You have Jeff Johns, who wrote Eisner, award woman, uh, Eisner award-winning stuff, I believe, like throughout Green Lantern, Flash Rebirth, Darkest Night. Like, there's a lot of stuff Jeff Johns has written. Yeah. Batman Earth One. Tons and tons and tons. DC Rebirth. He restarted the re- the newest DC uh, Universe so, concept. Yeah, so real quick. Let me just, like, be real quick here. Um, when it comes to Jeff Johns, mm-hmm. 
like where do you like is like where do you really put him because to me he he brought back characters I put him underneath he, I, I think put, he, I put him as like an apprentice to uh, James Robinson. To me, James Robinson, when James Robinson was doing okay. Starman into JSA. Seminal. And that, that kind Seminal. of what happened was like, yeah, so he started JSA, and then Jeff Johns was co-writing, and then all of a sudden it went into that. Yeah, but then it also went to, to Jeff Johns and David S. Goyer. Right. And like, that's, where yeah. it, that's where it goes the wrong way Yeah, in the 70s. But like, remember, but remember, it didn't go bad until like 60 or 70. So you had like 50, 60 yeah. issues of fantastic stuff between like a Jeff, like a James Robinson yeah. push well, Robinson, to a Jeff Johns yeah. to Goyer. I don't know how so, much input he had. Yeah. So I and guess. I, lo- I love that. Okay. So I love. So Batman Begins was written by David S. Goyer. Dark Knight was written majority by David S. Goyer. Yes, I, I love Batman. I like Batman Begins the most because it's all it, I saw a part of Batman that I didn't see in anything. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he he like I love like you, you saw those middle years and they they showed you um, how maybe like broken he was and how could like you he know, goes when, to when, the court to me like, like he, him he going to, to the courthouse the guy with the gun right? and like yep whatever and, it, and he goes to kill like, joe chill and it was robbed of him yeah like and he's like because there's two schools of joe chill so joe chill not jack napier 1989 batman okay that was created with, like to be very convenient but yeah. there was a there was a character named joe chill which is just, just a thug yeah he kills he kills bruce wayne's parents so in in a certain mindset uh, Bruce Wayne died the the day his parents were killed, and Batman was born. And Batman goes out every single night to find Joe Chill. Yeah. So to never find Joe Chill is compelling. Right. But in this movie, they kill Joe Chill. He's he's going to kill him in court. Yeah. He has a gun on him. Yeah. He wants to kill him, and he was killed before. Like Jack Ruby it was like it was almost like yeah. yeah. It was almost like. Hey, there's Lee Harvey Oswald. Everyone's, yeah. Everyone wants to kill Lee Harvey Oswald, and someone else did it, but I'm still mad. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But I, and, and this is this is how things change when you explore these characters and archetypes in cinema and in film rather than through the printed page. Because, again, too, film films of this size are a hugely collaborative process. Mm-hmm. Comic books are maybe two, three, four people. Maybe four max. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like and and it's very easy to get myopic, narrow minded, tunnel vision, and you're on a deadline and you got to put something on the page. I mean, it's just not like thought like they it's not don't, feasible. Yeah, and they don't think they don't make a comic book to sell worldwide, but you make a movie to sell worldwide. Mm-hmm. Like literally, you need the whole world to see that movie. So a different that level. It's a billion dollars. Yeah, it's a billion dollar industry. A, and and but the thing is, though, to to get to your my my point real quick about Jeff Johns. It's like I don't think he's successful. I mean he had he 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 brought back amazing character. He he's one of the guys you want like involved, but like he's taken over DC film. And I think like is he signed on for to to co write Batman? Well it was, but now this week after right. so after me and you were texting Monday we were like like it was like it was ten o'clock. This shows you how I was like, hey, these guys are. I'm not feeling good. I'm like, sorry. I can't. Day, I can't do not... a show because the whole thing with this this show is producing content and, and continuing. 
That's the point. Yeah. So, like, for me to talk for hours on end about the dumb shit I know, I'm sorry. You're welcome. Like, I don't know how to say about it. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry I know this dumb shit. You probably like it. Maybe. If you're still listening, you probably like what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but in, in that aspect is that we, like, so when, I don't feel it's strange to me. So at 10.36 p.m. when Ben Affleck decides to put out on Twitter or whatever, saying, I can't direct Batman Someone else needs to direct it. I can collaborate with them. I'm too like, in a way, it read that I'm too overwhelmed with con. Like I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. And then three days later, someone else is writing it. So I'm just like, so me, so me and you immediately were like, who should direct it? Yeah. Like we just were like in it. And and right now, who they're honing in on Matt Reeves from Planet who of the Apes. I think Planet of the Apes and original Cloverfield. Yes. Episode ten, we love Cloverfield. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Like I think that's who they're hooked in on. He is not doing the new Planet of the Apes, right? No, someone else is doing. It. Yeah, okay. I think that's a it's a that's, that's a right. three director series, which is amazing. I think it's inter- You know what? That's like that's yeah. fine. That's a, it's very interesting. And, like and they all totally it shouldn't work match, but they the second one they, shouldn't they, work they, and it totally works and it's great. Yes, yeah, it's the second one. Man, I kind of forget the second one. It's with a Terminator guy. It's with Jason Isaacs. Yeah. <laughs> but, I can't, but at the same time, it's like... Uh, I know I think fondly like, of it, but I, I can't really it. picture it. Yeah, yeah right, I right, right. enjoyed that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So we went back and forth, and, and, and the thing that is beyond me, and I know we fought about this last episode in a way, is like, like I can't, I can't believe, in, in a weird way, and I know, this, I love, I know we love tangents, <laughs> why, why is like Danny Villeneuve like just attaching himself to things? So he's doing the Blade Runner sequel, which I don't even want. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants. He did that. And that's not the fucking Dune. Stop. Like, yeah. stop signing contracts. Fucking stop it. Like, make your own movie. Arrival, to me, is fine because it's weird and out there. Yeah. Stop making movies that other people have touched. Yeah. Uh, and maybe but, he'll make them great, but I don't want him to do... I want him to do his own thing. Well, do your but, own thing. But, you know, I think that's a little bit of, like, where, again, like, you lose sight. Like, do the one and one, man. Where's yeah. your one? He's doing. He did a rival for himself. Great. Yeah. Very successful. Do Blade Runner to make your next weird ass movie. Like make make your uh, yeah. Interstellar. Make your weird ass fucking crazy yeah. ass movie. But, so, but here's like he. We've already had a great run for him. Like you kind of mm-hmm. already feel spoiled. Right. And, and, he had Enemy. Right. Yeah. Like Enemy's like whoa. Like right. right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think enemy we should I think I would love to have a sit down. I want to watch that again. Conversation. I want to watch. Yeah, it I would love to watch it and then we like we do this. I mean, to me, like like watch it, record. But that's like, like that's a resurgence of like like we talked about. I wonder if like um, I wonder if Joan Hall's in a weird spot where we were talking about McConaughey and McConaughey and Affleck, or they have to like prove themselves because they were they became yeah this pretty like Prince of Persia yeah, Prince, of Persia. Prince, yeah. Prince of Persia Prince of Persia but then he does like. Uh, Nightcrawler, yeah, Ugh. like just an ugly performance. Yeah, Life's Hard Animals also extremely well, cruel performance. Yeah, but he's he's someone he is different every time. He's he, sure. like every time he's in his chamber. Great he's, interviews, like yeah. he's done great interviews, like off the cuff. Yeah. But like weird. But guy. I think some yeah. of this is like the the Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf. <laughs> like what happened with him because he 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 was like the chosen one. I don't, and, I don't, and, and you got put on that chosen one rail, mm-hmm. and then yeah. it got boom dissected, and his path is so similar to Jake's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, without 
having that big movie failure. Like, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds essentially is just like Jake Gyllenhaal right now, but Jake Gyllenhaal has Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> However, Prince of Persia and, is and, the best-reviewed... And Shyla has Crystal Skull. Right, but like, but okay, but there are weird roles like it's Prince of Persia, what was it, like Charlie Countryman. Like, there's a lot of weird Shia LaBeouf roles that I I kind of agree yeah, Charlie, with. American Honey, like yeah, I kind of agree with yeah, a lot of Necrophi- weird. Necrophili- and that's not really his movie, but he's was, Nymph- was it Nymphomaniac Volume uh, Nympho- Two? Yeah, Nympho- um, yeah. where they just pretty much like have sex the whole time. Like the 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 whole thing. Like I I I don't know. To me, like Shia LaBeouf's never been out. He was with Even Stevens when he was like nine. He's never been able to be himself. So I kind of think that he's just completely wacky and lost. So and I kind of like him yelling at people on Twitter. I kind of think that's kind of funny. Dude, he he's just. A- yeah, he's just... I don't know. Like, he's, I don't know. he's always, I, like, performance art. No, I mean, like... like that's how I look at it. I, lo- I mean, to me, like, I, I, think, I think once a month I send that you can, like, you know, do it. Like, I think I send that do it speech to someone. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, in a <laughs> yeah. weird way. Like, no, if someone will say something, I'm like, you know what, you should just... Here, watch this. Like, yeah. I, I try to be... I'm a very encouraging to a lot of my friends. Yeah. Like, I feel like that, like, you know, they look to me for to be this strange optimism. Because well, I think I've always been like in a strange yeah, way as I things push me around. Yeah, I'm always like, "Hey, what's up? Everyone's gonna be great." Like, um, so, so okay, so Everyone's Batman. Yeah. So me and you at 11 p. 11 p.m. on Monday. I didn't have a voice, and I'm like, you know, should direct bat like should direct Batman. My first guy, me. And you had a guy right away. Yeah. You were like blank, and I'm like, "What?" And yeah. I looked it up. I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, that you makes had sense." To look, oh yeah, I had to look him up, dude. You looked that up quick, dude. Because you were like, Poosh. "Well, yeah, I and I was very like, quick." Thoughts. I was like, "Mark's on the fucking phone with this." <laughs> <laughs> because like, while my voice couldn't talk, I wanted to do a show. Like yeah. on Monday, I'm like, "I want to do a show." I'm so mad at myself. Like you know what I mean? But I could not even speak. Um, and you had the VHS two guy, VHS, and then he had Momo with a shotgun. Right. Hobo with shotguns, and he was a part. And of... What's his name? Oh, uh, Tori, Jason Eisner. And you wrote Jay- to him on Twitter. Yeah, right? I wrote. Yeah, I wrote to him on Twitter. He, yeah, so <laughs> you're like, hey, Batman. He favored. He favored like my tweet, like right away. <laughs> you know, but but the thing is though, like, cause what I see in Hobo with a shotgun, like it should be extrapolated. Like there's a style, there's a grittiness, there's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a humor, a, like you know, like like the villains in Hobo with a shotgun. You're telling me they you just can't rewrap those guys and as Doctor Zaz. Like it's yeah. it is it, they're they're the it's, weirder characters it's of, just the, like, of yeah. the DCU. And it's it's a movie that's weird, violent but fun, mm-hmm. and it's almost like a um, it's the trauma method perfected. And well, he, he nailed yeah. it. And that's what I mean. Like, if you can do that, if you can really take this genre that the weird geeks follow, mm-hmm. like the trauma people that, like the people that only want a poultry geist in their, on their film shelf or whatever, okay? Like, those people, and you take their product and you, you rearrange it and you make it into like a higher form, you're telling me you can't do that with. Batman, which is fucking no. Simple. I mean, they did it with Spider Man. I mean, we, you yeah. you even said Raimi to me at one point. And I said, oh, he might be too rusty because I feel like he only produces now. Yeah. And me, I I went right to Fidi Alvarez who do, who did the Evil Dead remake. Yes. Yeah. Which I which, love. Which I would be a hundred percent on too. And I yeah. and I loved it. to me. Don't breathe was just so. I would say you know what? And you told me to watch an epi- hashtag episode ten. Like episode ten, you told me like, hey, watch Green Room, and yeah. I watched Green Room. 
And it was hard to watch it because it, to me, I'm watching Professor X and I'm watching Chekhov. Okay, so to me, like, and I know, I, I know everyone. In, in the I danger room everyone, sequence. I equate everyone, whoever they are, ever. Yeah. And you know who was in that was, um, oh shit, like. He was the in, MMA he was, guy. He was in Scott Pilgrim. No, the guy was uh, in Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Uh, Mark Webber. I remember, I know his real name, but uh, I can't remember who he was in Scott Pilgrim, but he was in it for like five minutes and he got killed. Yeah, fast, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck!" Like I like I was like, "Oh no, that guy's gonna help them get out of the situation." <laughs> yes. And then all of a sudden, he has like an axe through his head, and I'm yeah. like, "Fuck!" Like he had like a machete through his head. Yeah. So that okay. Yeah. So just to go back, I just so like how that movie your green goes, room. Man. Yeah. Like, because it literally goes into like an oh, I'm gonna get your cord in this room. Like the whole thing yeah. with green room is that like basically they it's a punk rock band who goes across the country, barely making it with literally dollars. Yes. Like literally dollar to dollar, like cents, yeah. like nothing. They're stealing gas to get to the next gig. They go to a shitty gig, and that guy has a cousin who has a terrible skinhead bar, and they go to a skinhead bar. Yeah. They play a skinhead bar. They're not well received. They go to the green room, hence the name green room, hashtag green room, yeah. huzzah. Like, you know, you're supposed to say huzzah whenever they say green room. So anyway, oh, so like, oh. <laughs> so like the, they go into the green room and and literally Chekhov goes, Anton Yelkin, who strangely died, unfortunately, very young, by getting his mail. Ugh. Like, he's getting his mail. Is that right? He got his mail, but didn't put his, hit his, his, uh. Emergency brake on. What the fuck? And it's like his Jeep killed him. Yeah. Rolled down and killed him. Yeah. It was like totally freak accident. No foul play. Fucking just horrible and horrible bizarre. So he goes into a room where he gets, he's trying to get it like a cord for a cell phone. Yeah. And there's and someone then, on the ground with a, with a knife in their head. Yeah. And then, dead. and then that is like the, it's like a kickoff. Oh shit. It's, it's essentially. You're not a, allowed to leave. It's essentially a, oh shit movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, you, you stepped into this bear trap. Cause he immediately calls the cops. Yeah. Like he immediately calls the cops and like, doesn't know what to do. He panics. He calls the cops and they're like, they detain them yeah. in the green room with someone and it just like and and you become and it that and you know what it's yeah. the same and 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 to go back to Fidi Alvarez in a minute like that's the guy who did don't breathe it's a, same, a similar situation where don't breathe goes into like we're gonna rob this blind guy yeah. and we'll and it'll be easy yeah <laughs> like we're just gonna yeah. get in and out and it doesn't happen that way and it's 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 and and i feel up like i'm you can hear me i'm feeling upset like yeah. i feel upset right I, I look probably horrible right now this dude I feel claustrophobic. Suit in Avatar, right? So, so and don't breathe. This so a blind ex-marine hunts (laughs) these people blind through his house, and it's so fucking uncomfortable. And there's a scene where there's a guy. It reminds me of Jurassic Park two. Second, second mention of Jurassic Park two, where I think Julia. I think. Oh, when they're on the glass? Where Julianne Moore's on the glass, and yeah. she's like laying on the glass, and the That's, glass starts to break. Yeah. They do a similar scene in Don't Breathe. Oh, cool. uh, Where it's like, fuck, like, where, like, this glass is about to break, and he he would be able to hear it, of course. Yeah. Um, And it's, like, so uncomfortable, and so close, and she gets in a, uh, there's just so many things in Don't Breathe that just, like, make you super scared. Yeah. The, the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, okay, so we, we have someone that can control atmosphere and tension. Mm-hmm. So here, but this two is... people. So we have what's his name, J- uh, Jeremy S- Salier. That's your director. So green room, and then Fidi Alvarez is my guy. So your guy is 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 a claustrophobic, like yeah. torture porn film, 
my guy is a similar torture porn film where there's just like people that can't get yeah. out of a house well, yeah, and get chopped off. Yeah. But yeah, here here's the other thing. Um, and that's how we want to direct Batman. Like a nice, yeah. it's very well, strange. Yeah, but, but yes, but Hobo, I think so. Hobo with a shotgun also has uh, back back story, world building, mm-hmm. mythology. Like I, I was um, asking Norm, like that movie ends with the girl in that becoming part of the plague. And and the mm-hmm. and but it's so funny when I was talking to him, I kind of connected like you know, in Peter World. There's there's <laughs> a, there's a hallway scene where the two of them go down a hospital hallway and they're killing the the doctors and the nurses, and they're killing right. them in like these fun ways. But and I'm like, holy crap, dude! Like that scene, like you have they lighten it up though and push it back up. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like but that scene though is so similar to the Vader scene in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Where it's just a, a, a unstoppable, it's a massacre. dark cloaked, armored individual going through mm-hmm. a room of like people, and I'm like, I'm not saying like it's the first movie to ever do that, but I'm just like, holy crap! I kind of want to play those scenes side by side now. <laughs> to see how they're, not, they're and, short too. They're probably like two minutes. Like yeah. it's probably two minutes, two minutes. And I'm just, and, and you know what it is? Sometimes like, like you know that, mm-hmm. like you know, like look, like. You can you can you can know what can work in your movie for your moment by understanding what worked in someone else's movie and you, and you know what to go for, and it's that simple and that's why like all these movies are similar to a point and then there's like a like an error shift or a generational shift and then like <laughs> like again like your blockbusters are not Armageddon anymore your blockbusters mm-hmm. become something else and because everyone kind of like copies through a certain period and they borrow and they pay homage and do all these like fun things and you know um that's why it's always hard to, it's like sports it's always difficult to compare errors but you can com- you compare within that error so real quick what else you got on your on your big daddy list well i, I mean i think we discussed directors you we were talking about Raimi because i said the Raimi like protege yeah, I, thought, I thought Raimi would yeah like uh, to me Raimi well he would be did like, he did it with dark man like i, mean, I almost want to say he, he made yeah. he made a bad you know, film I, I i watched that not too long ago either like also it's a lot of green screen yeah there's like, a lot of dark, weird and it's and but dude dark man science is as loosey-goosey as face-off science well i want to say that like dark man like was almost like um um, it was like almost a, an homage to like Swamp Thing, like the original Swamp Thing. Because so there was even a couple of people that were in it. Yeah. That were like the same. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, the 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 torture doctor. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I get. I knew what to like. I the guess, one henchman was like literally in Swamp Thing. Yes, yes. As the same the exact character, guy. like the weird looking guy, the bald guy. He was yeah, the same the exact weird character. Weird looking bald guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a good. That's all. But um. But no, no. I like. I would. Because I do like Saint Raimi, I would like to see mm-hmm. him back. But yeah, I guess he does seem a little. He's just I don't know I don't know like, like I mean to me like so we talked about Scorsese or like Scorsese's like seventy six, and he's making like fully conceptual films, he's, and then you have other people that are just not like he's doing anything. Almost like the exception, not the rule, when it comes to like Scorsese. yeah, like he you know I and mean, he could just make whatever he wants and that's fine. Um, so I, I I don't know I don't I really don't know that like it's hard to. Fit a collaborator with him necessarily unless you got like a Blumhouse guy you know and, and we could even push into where we are with like the Shyamalan factor so we talked about Shyamalan earlier oh yeah Shyamalan so the last three weekends I think Top. two to three weekends yeah two two at least so as on on track on track to take this weekend also right so that so January is usually a shit show of stuff <laughs> where it's just horrible things 
Yeah. You know, like, so, you know, you just put out, like, a dog's purpose, which is going to fail. It's it's a 23 Was, that, was that the Pug movie? That's the, the movie. And you have, like, Monster Trucks, which is supposed to be shit. That, like, sounds, that's supposed to that be. sounds so awesome. I think it looked pretty fun. My kids <laughs> want to see it. I'll probably see it. That sounds so awesome. it has Havoc, and it also has the Girl from Evil Dead. So, to me, it's like, yeah. oh. There's, I forget her name, but like... But also a concept where you smack your head and you're like, holy crap, why didn't I think of this before? I don't know. I, the one trailer, like, Tilly sold me. Like, I was like, yeah. ah, I think I'm on board with this. But, like, I, I know it's going to be terrible. Like, I just feel like it's... it's I'm going to see it and it's going to be bad. So, dog, Dog's Purpose is out. No good. Um, just, like, this... It's just January. So, you got Triple X, the sequel. No. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, like you can say that. That I didn't track that well. already. Yeah, it's already, done. Yeah, already done. Right, so like no triple X three, that's fine. Like you know, so that's more than fine. So like, so they they just put out whatever's whatever's on the shelf. They just put it out because they know. Because you have you have spillover Oscar movies. They do the Oscar nominations. You have a lot of money that'll be made by everyone seeing Denzel Washington yelling at his son. You'll see a lot a lot a lot of La La Land stuff. So you'll see a lot of stuff in that in that era. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of confusing. So they throw out a Bl- Blumhouse is is come is kind of so Blumhouse is Jason Blum I think his name is. He's a producer. He makes all these movies like, uh, like what the hell? What's the movies? What does he make? He does. He did the last Shyamalan film. Yeah. Like Insidious, he makes like all the all the Insidious like Conjurings. Right. Um. Like he- paranormal activities. Like he created this whole genre of like horror films that will always make money yeah he kind of cheap yeah they're good they're usually good they're, they're 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 usually the first ones are the best ones like mm-hmm. sinister one awesome conjuring one awesome um like he he, he has these good launch points mm-hmm. okay. like yeah tries yeah. tries to find like a formula they try to be plus they're they, all b plus they try and repeat it. yeah but at the same time too like how good like all these movies anyway, because like they're they're creepy, they have jumps, they have scares, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you go in for, right? So I mean, like, and I think some of the movies have like a like, dude, I love the mythology for Sinister, right? And no, you, I agree with and that. You kinda, I agree with and that. you kind of want them to to. I would go three was fine. I would do I would do it three. Please yeah. do a three. Yeah, it's fine. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, and and but I think there's like been a, I guess people say like there's been like a ghost revival. But it's really a revival of ritualistic Satanism and demons. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of like what, well, what all I mean, of this is. We're like we're Italian Catholics from Jersey, so like we fight. Yeah. So, so regardless, Exorcist is the scariest fucking film on the it planet. It still is, dude. That it's, movie it's, flips me the fuck out. But, I don't, but some people like are completely numb to it. Some people because yeah. they're just they don't have the culture of they it. Well, yeah. I mean, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, like to me, like I can't, I can't deal with it. Like I, I yeah, can't deal. It's with it. a tough movie. So I, so I have trouble with that. So the, so two weeks in a row, split number one. Shyamalan made a movie last year, which was called The Visit, which I liked a lot. The, yeah, the old people movie. I like that movie. Yeah, I think it's pretty great. Um, that was like found footage. It's a, it's a found footage, but it makes sense. And the basically the, the grandkid. So the mother sends the kids on a train. Right. To meet the grandparents, and then it's and again, not, wherever it's you are right now, and we've already said spoilers a hundred times. Whatever I'm saying right now, from like probably in the next ten minutes, just like if you are listening at all, yeah. just like don't or listen if you're right. if you're into it. Totally cool. Either or. Um, so basically, the the pa- the grandparents that he she sent them to 
were not the grandparents. Yes. And that's the twist, and it's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. And it wasn't a, a it wasn't like a horrible like switch twist, where I feel like if it if it pivots too far, no, it it's was bad. Yeah, it was. That's it, that's the Shyamalan thing. If 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 the pivot's good, yeah. fine. Six Sense, fine. Unbreakable, fine. Mm-hmm. Signs is everyone debates signs, but I think. I think it's fine. I think the the, the well, pivot in science is fine. Yeah, look, whatever. Yeah, like you just have to. Here's the thing: you have to accept science because the journey there is so good. I think the acting in science carries it. So even yeah. if the pivot's not that good, the you have um, you have Joaquin Phoenix. And I think Mel Gibson is like the best. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I I like everything. I I really do enjoy science. I really I, do. I hate I I. You don't like the village? No. I like the village. No. Because sir. because you know what it is? <laughs> if, if if you take out the horrible advertising, the horrible trailer, the campaign for that movie, and you just watch the movie, you're kind of like maybe that's the start of it. This has been my argument since yeah. episode ten. That when I when I watch a trailer, I'm like, oh, all right, I have an idea of what it may be or may not be. So when I go see it, I want to see at least a little bit of what it is. I just need to stop watching trailers. Yeah, I think that's really worth it. But, but really um, Village definitely holds up. It has Mood, Andrew and Brody is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Like, that, great. Like, and that was like the first, it was a very early um, uh, uh, Bryce Dallas had yeah. her uh-huh. before yeah. Christian Bale yells at her and the lighting guy. <laughs> yeah, the, right her and the lighting guy. <laughs> the poor lighting you, guy. What are you doing, Bruce? Yeah. I see you walking back there. Am I walking in your scene? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, scene. my God. If, if everyone yeah. should just... Not that I want anyone to not listen to this, but just go to like YouTube and just pull up Christian Bale and like Terminator, Terminator but, Salvation but you know lighting. That, but, dude, you know what's so funny, though? And that It really goes to show you that this guy... This guy's trying to like do good, and then like you watch that. Why movie, doesn't he? he why like, doesn't he break? He doesn't. Br- <laughs> okay, so like I, I'm a, he clearly like, I'm an Italian New Jersey man, correct? I think that's pretty yeah. clear in what I'm saying. So if I'm if I'm if I'm say I was a now I'm not a British man, but he's a British man, and he yells at someone. He doesn't break character. He doesn't turn into a British man yelling at someone. Is that yeah, fucking weird? It is a little, yeah. That's fucked up. That's what it's I mean. So strange. Act- actors are a weird breed. Like he's so into character, he's yelling at someone for fucking up lighting, as he's trying to act against yeah. a non-filmed Bryce Dallas Howard. Because at one point he references her. This yeah. is only audio. Right. That was leaked because he's a dickhead. Like just because, or some, yeah. like Christian, or, like or but some, you know what? Like, maybe he's not a dickhead. Like or he's maybe just like, like he's in the art. It's like sour grapes or someone's piss or someone just blackmail or who the hell sure. knows? I don't like. But the thing I is, I love like, it. I love yeah. meltdown. God but, damn, I yeah. love meltdown. But it's still, like, it's still to the point that like you watch that movie and you're like, this movie's garbage, and and it's kind of like, but you know, like, like the production's the, all garbage. Yeah, but these yeah. people like they give it all. Regardless, because like that's their like nature, that's in their DNA. I'm not mad that's at Bruce. I think the lights were great. <laughs> <Yeah>. I think <laughs> I'm not mad at yeah. him. But I but he's this, doing like, good work. But I, <laughs> I I think the village holds up. Lady in the Water that's now after no Earth. What else am I? Uh, Ava- the Avatar movie. The, uh, Avatar last Airbender. The, the last Airbender. To be fair, like yeah. those three are really disastrous. Right. And then what? Where are we? See, I, I think I think Airbender is not as fall to a point. I think that there was so I, I feel that there's people touching him like like a Trank Fantastic Four situation. I yeah. feel like people were messing with him and that didn't work. I think Lady in the Water they gave him too much confidence and they let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. 
and he and he got lost in it and he yeah. just and that's a to me like you know like that's like Batman Returns. Batman Returns shouldn't work on paper. If you watch oh. it, there's literally like a 20 to 1 countdown on Batman Returns where someone yeah. who's literally like sound like she's asleep or on lots of methadone yeah, but- just counting 20 to 1 where a penguin is going to shoot off a like a miss penguin what? missile. Yeah. Like no. Yeah. But well, like you watch it you're like okay, well I kind of see where they maybe have let Burton just let do whatever he wants. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Huh? Like they get license. They get one for you, one for me. But yeah. because they had no time for him to make a Beetlejuice two or whatever, they're like, just make Batman again. He's like, all right, but I want, I want weird, yeah. like ugly so, people, to 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 shoot off like penguin yeah. missiles. So, so, so <laughs> real quick. So M Night may have had the worst run of a major director. That I like Devil. He wrote Devil. That somehow kept getting work. 11 years, yeah. from 2004 to 2015. I think he turns in things cheap, and I think they always make money. Well, I think even the movie he's failed at made still made money. The Village, Lady, Lady in the Water, The Happening, Lace Airbender, <laughs> The uh, Devil, Then After Earth. I, um, I thought Devil was completely... Well, Devil didn't like, direct, just, but he wrote, yeah, and, I it, and I think it was just fine. It I was just him. Put, like, it was like, the most famous person in, in Devil is like Bokeem Woodbine, right? Like, that's yeah. like it. So, He's not famous. So even if you go into like Ape to Earth, one thirty budget box office two forty three, that's, that's, prob- that's profitable. That's got yeah, that's got to be worldwide. Like Lace Airbender, mm-hmm. um, dude, one fifty box office three nineteen. That's means like, profit again. Like we're we're going worldwide. Not, right. I mean, I think that like I think dude, it carries the happening forty eight million one sixty three. So that's like completely, it's like. Yeah, so like the, times the, four. This kind of uh, dude, look at this one, the village, sixty million, two fifty six. No one liked it ever. It, yeah. It's a visit. It's, I like it's the village, notably, uh, it's notably derided. Okay, so here I guess here's his one, um, po- like, like, phew, lady in the water, seventy million, seventy two point eight million. So th- mm. that was like that was the. The disappointment, right? But he did the happening after that, right? That was later than yeah, what yeah, happening. Yeah, happening makes money. So the happening flipped it. Money. So he, they're like, all right, well, let's throw in some people. He gets and he gets involved with Devil, dude. Devil, ten million, sixty-three million. That's classic. That's like a pre-Blumhouse okay. Blumhouse. Yeah. But see, like the whole thing with the whole thing with the happening is happening as the best. So, oh, like real, what? Real, dude, real, no, dude, like that no. is the best Wahlberg. Yeah, dude. Real quick though, real quick. All right, you told me this. Like you know what you know what this little, ta- this is a great tangent because mm-hmm. ne- it's almost turning me to M like, like it's turning me okay. The visit, how much did that movie? Oh, uh, twelve million. Okay. Like fifth, twenty max. Okay. The movie cost. Do you know how much it cost? I said twenty million max. Five million. That's see wait, exactly. Wait. Guess how much you want to see how much it made. I would say one sixty worldwide. Ninety-eight point five million. So like Dude. times ten. Dude, I figured it would make more than that. That is a that's insane, a good movie, man. But that's an insane. Dude, that's the type of margin. Uh, the people who put up the money dream about. You well, dream about yeah. that type of margin, that type of movie, that type of project. Like you dream about that. Okay, and then split. Let's just go. To Did split. you see that? Did you see the visit? Ha, um, seen the visit, haven't seen Split. 
Dude. So yeah, I, I think I like the visit quite a bit because I think that like there's just that I think all the performances are great. Dude, I think the what? grandparents are great. This is phenomenal. Hold up. This is phenomenal. How is this possible? Split. Mm-hmm. Nine million. What did they pay McAvoy? It's at one he must have worked for scale. One one six point three million. If he got a hundred and six million dollars. It costs nine million to make. I'm, Maybe I'm, he got back I, end. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm strict, could, but I'm going strictly off um, what's happening on Wikipedia. We're not mm. going in any deeper. But but I'll tell you one thing though, like working for scale means you 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 can get the bare minimum. You can get points. Yeah, you can get the bare minimum. You get the back end. Um, so go. So you wanted to tell me like okay. So let's just you spoil me. What's the twist in Split? Okay. Now, to be fair, I didn't see Split, but I, but unfortunately, I, I but stumbled you know upon... And, and you wanted to talk about it. So let's, yeah. let's just spoil each other. Okay. So Spoil the shiz. Okay. So apparently the movie happens. You kind of would imagine what would happen two at the end. Two girls get picked up. Yeah, like I think it's two or three. They got... You know what I mean? Like, But I, I believe that it gets exposed that he's a crazy person. He has 23 or more yes. personalities. Um, he split. He's totally split. <laughs> he's totally split. He split like a so, shepherd's pie. Now, and, and I think this is just super stretching. Like, I think it's so it's such a stretched concept. So there's a diner sequence at the ending, and again, I'm just paraphrasing because this is just what I heard from a second source. Um, and someone says, "Hey, this is kind of strange. This is like what happened years back when this character got." Uh, uh, got arrested by someone else, and 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 they they connected to an un, the Unbreakable movie, what? and to the point where Bruce Willis is at the end of the of the of the diner like bar, yeah, and he's like, yeah, I know that was like a thing that happened, like so like David Dunn is in this movie, and this split takes place inside of the Unbreakable universe. Oh. Now the strange thing is, I know I know from a That's video cool. I saw years okay. or two, like a year or two ago, where they talked about Unbreakable. They did like a, you know, as YouTube does, like they just do like an like hey, we're gonna watch Unbreakable and we're gonna break it down. Yeah, and that's like all the stuff. Analysis yeah, whatever. it's gonna be like yeah. a screen ran or whatever, and it's gonna be interesting for yeah. seven minutes, and I'll watch it for seven minutes, and that's fine. So my attention span will hold. So I'll watch the seven minutes, and I'll like, yeah, I know. But apparently, like Unbreakable was supposed to be a trilogy, but back then, like it didn't make any sense. I remember someone saw Unbreakable. And someone's like, and someone told who you know a woman I was seeing at the time. She's like, "Did Mark see Unbreakable yet? He would love it." Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> "Why would I love it?" Because they knew I was a comic geek. Yeah. They were like, "Well, you would love it because you're a comic geek." Now, comics, comic geeks don't love Unbreakable yes. because it's like it's a it what would you it, what would you just I would say it dumbs down right the um it's the super culture. platitude archetype correct yeah it's just but then again too like that's what they are. Mm-hmm. Like it, they yeah. they kind of they are their own criticism if the, or their own their perception <laughs> like or their own take of their culture mm-hmm. like it, it but at the same time it's still the um, I don't know I mean I I just the imagery like, is good I think it's I think it's good like I mean but I don't like I don't like go back to, and I own it like I don't own a lot of stuff like you know what I mean I yeah. I, I remember buying that on you like I remember it was like yeah. Vista New Line you Vista you series you don't have any DVD you don't have any any criticism from me or not <laughs> yeah I'm, not, like who the fuck cares well I yeah it's just it's okay like you know but but like yeah. the, like you like we've like all we've been talking about essentially the thing that I think that offends 
you know, and you could say yes or no to this. Like, I think the thing that, that offends me and you is we came from a similar background. We don't love, we don't love like arcing opinions. We don't love like the platitudes of something like somebody right. be like, Oh, that's a blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I wanted to talk, I don't think we we're going to get to it, but we want to talk about, I want to talk about Riverdale because people were like, that that goes against like my my Betty and Veronica. So Riverdale's a show on CW where they reimagine Twin Peaks esque. Like <laughs> when you told me about this, this blew my mind. <laughs> you didn't even know about this. this I had no idea. Dude. When you you told me about it a couple of days ago, it literally blew. I kind of love it. I I love it. So Greg Berlanti produced something that Ro- Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who Sarcasa, who is I believe the C- publisher, his CEO or publisher, he's very influential in in Archie's Archie a couple of years ago. Decided to make modern Archie comics, yeah, the, which at the time I didn't want. They, I was yeah, like, no. They experimented against their own type. They they did a, a year before they did the new Archie book. Yeah. They did a book called Life with Archie, which I thought was fascinating. It was a, literally a flip book. It was a magazine-sized flip book where one yeah. side was Archie, 30 years old or older, married to Betty. You flip it over... It was yeah. Archie married to Veronica, oh, and all the things that happened. How awesome now, is that? Yeah. So in that story, and I don't remember who wrote it, but like in that story, in the in the in the Veronica side, Jughead was like a junkie, and his sister was like in rehab. Like Whoa. it was fucked up. Like it yeah. was messed up. And then in Betty, like he was a politician, but things weren't working out for him. Wow. He was a failed politician. Dude. So like it was just Archie messed up. And like I always go back, like I'm reading a lot. I kind of want to read this. I'm reading. It's great. It's actually yeah. kind of fascinating. And it was drawn by Norm Brayfogle, who ah, drew Batman yeah. uh, in the '90s. Like hey, 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 hey! Shadow of the Bat. Come on, don't sell them short. For Prime, you love Prime. Ultraverse Prime. Man. <laughs> I knew, dude. You love. I knew you would have fell into that. Dude, like his ink, his his brushwork alone in Prime. Right. And, no, I, know. And, I, I don't care what anyone says. Best Shazam story ever. It's ever. better than Shazam. I yeah, never read the sh- Prime is have you ever, Shazam. Look, you, this is the problem with DC. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read the Shazam story you wanted to hand off to someone? Uh, I like the graphic novel that Ordway did Ordway. called. Just the one graphic novel. Yeah. And then when it went to ongoing series, it lost stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the one graphic novel that Jared Way did. Still amazing covers. Power of Shazam. Series. Yeah, because yeah. it's all Ordway. Yeah. And then I would say... Um, uh, oh god, I just lost it. Like, uh, uh, Jeff Smith did the Jeff Smith who did Bone did oh. a four issue maxi series, like did a four issue mini series oh, for a yeah. stage format, Power Shazam or something Shazam, and it was but, it was good. Uh, the, it was very throwbacky. Yeah. And it was but cool. you know what? The, I, wasn't that retro? The, wasn't that the dueling, like, obs- kind of like obscure cartoonist Marvel DC duel where one had Jeff Smith and one had Kyle Baker? Yeah, and they were yeah. like, we're, like we're going to like duel, and no one's going to. <laughs> No like, one wins. No, one's here. Like, no one wins. Whoever wins, we lose. Like, right, right, it doesn't right, right. matter. This isn't selling. We just think that it's a cool project to put out. Yeah. No, we're and not making like, any money off yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like You're someone welcome. overheard it in like the Starbucks between the two offices and they're like, God damn it, DC's got We're gonna do this. Yeah, DC's got Jeff Smith. Fuck. Like who do we no, got? I, who do I we agree got? with that. <laughs> I agree with that. We need a we need a cartoonist that's weird as fringe. Go. Yeah. Like I I do I do understand. I but, do agree with but that. But Jeff Smith fits the Marvel one was a complete disaster because Kyle Baker did He did truth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that like, was a what, mess. What is this? And they hyped up truth. They hyped it up like the Captain America you don't know. 
I remember like, a time where they almost announced a Captain America movie and everyone thought it was going to be Will Smith. You remember that? Like, yes, where they were like, yes. They were going to be like, Will Smith's, like, right before Captain America, I think, is 600, where Captain America was going to die. Yes. Where he died in five nights. Like, he he was going to die. Yeah, that was a very <sighs> confusing time. Very confusing. But, dude, truth. What a failure. What a failure. Huge. It was what, a huge failure. It's a, Who it's, wrote that? I think Charlie he wrote, Houston. I want to say almost, like, I almost want to say Oh, Garrison. Charlie. Wait, no, not Charles Austin. No, oh man, who, I don't know. Dude, Chuck Austin, dude, who, where is that guy? <laughs> um, I, I don't want know. Want to get drunk with Chuck Austin? He literally know. the best. He was in the. He was just in the, the mire of it. The he best was just and the worst stuff. run in in the early two thousands. War Machine, dude. The War, War Machine War Weekly. Mach- yeah, like, dude. They gave him X Men. They gave him. I um, love. I love the first like couple issues of War Machine though. I kind of loved it. Dude, I I think that stains up. I think that um. Like pretty fun. I don't think it's I don't think it's it's horrible. Like and and for what it was and the format. Yeah, like, I'm trying dude, to. Get, what? Well, Chuck Austin X Men. He had a uh, Kia Asamiya, who was a yeah uh, a Japanese artist. Who's beautiful. He's supposed to have been the next Mar- uh, Marvel beautiful art like the x-men always at it that never time. it never happened they never yeah. got to it yeah uh, and then john phillips did it and yeah. i was like and then he did a bunch of weird stuff with that and they basically did like as a zeal as yeah. uh nightcrawler's dad and it was all sean phillips and i was like john phillips like i have the yeah. uh, do you have the art of sean phillips book you have tons of art books no you, i do like, not have the art yeah. i love that how I much how much is that I got you it. could probably get it for 17 bucks it was 35 bucks when it came out i bought it as soon as it came out it was yeah. by dynamite um but like good book, it was basically it, it's exactly like the art of a lot of other artists. Like it's, yeah. it's formatted exactly. No, like I that. like. Um, but Sean Phillips is just my like. Uh, his he has a book called Killer Be Killed, yeah, which was in my yeah yeah. It's kill, like 20 Killer Be Killed right. is gorgeous, and that's because Betty Brightweiser does the coloring on it. It's just a lot of oranges, and I love orange. Yeah, and, you you know like you are I'm all orange. Yeah, I love all some colors. But no, no, but, but... Oh, so, uh, like, yeah. so Split... Okay, so let's... let's t- so close topic, Split. Do I give a shit that David Dunn is at the end of this? That movie is how many years old? What's Unbreakable? It's 16 years old? I think I still have it off. What the... Like, why would I want this now? I'm, and who was in the theater dude, going, like, oh, wait a second, that's... 2000. So that's 17 years ago. But do you think that's something people... Um, no. Care about. No one's sitting in the theater like, oh my god, there's black. Like, no one's doing that. Yeah. But dude, I, dude, right now, like, on Wikipedia, they have, like, two columns. Budget versus box office. Dude, real quick, man. Unbreakable. $75 million, 248 What cost $75 million? They shot it in, in Ontario Street Comics in Philly. They yeah. shot it, they shot it three, they, they, they yeah. shot it 11 miles from here. Okay, Six cents, forty million, six seventy three. So they they may they may got paydays to recollaborate. You know what's weird? Like it's not uncommon. I, I know we're so spoiler out. Like I know all we do is say spoilers yeah. on the show, but like no one spoiled Unbreakable. No one spoiled. I'm sorry. No one spoiled Six Sense. Correct. Like no one was in a circle. We weren't outside of a theater going like. Okay. You know what happened? Yeah, Six but, like, but no one did. But that. here here's the thing too: different age, different media, internet didn't exist. We, we do have almost 20 years now of people getting used to this type of conversation around film mm. and i think it's 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 screwing up like how people view things like in like you know what it does it creates the vocal minority 
mm-hmm. and the vocal minority now want to have the loudest voice and, and tell you on a high horse of what to watch and what not to watch. And I think that's what you and I rebel against. Mm-hmm. Like that, it really is. Uh, I, I, well, like the, the day yeah. is going to come where this stuff is gone. Well, I think we respect, like, we love storytelling, and I think we respect, like, uh, we respect the reveal. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- yeah. I think we respect, like, that concept. So I'm never going to be like, at the end of Rogue One, this happens. Like, I'm never going to, yeah. I'm never doing so, that. Like, so, sometimes people will, they'll ask me, they'll be like, okay, like, just tell me. Or, well, like, you just I did it to like, me. You're like, please yeah, tell me the end happens. Yeah. I don't or, even know. I'm literally finding out from, like, another yeah, or, YouTube yeah, clip. Or, and, and sometimes people are like, look, uh, like, explain this to me. I don't understand. I'm like, well, if I explain it to you, it might do it. And they're like, well, I, I'm trying to decide if I want to see it anyway. Then it's like, well, it doesn't fucking matter. The person may not see it. Like, they're not mm-hmm. that interested. You know, and, and I, I, but that's kind of, like, where things are. It's, it, look, like, you have to go in to anything. Like, and I know I'm hard-nosed and thick-headed about, like, TV and things like that. But, you know, like, TV, I think, is a, sometimes, like, mind-numbing. It, it sucks your brain. Mm. Um, there's a few shows that really do carry on episode per episode. And other than that, like, I was talking about this with Norm. Like, the networks don't care about finishing a show. They, they want to stay in business, so they just keep making episodes if a season starts to dip they st- just throwing anything at it mm-hmm. like anything like we gotta make this show work again and then sometimes it comes back sometimes it doesn't okay yeah yeah, yeah. but but when it comes to like anything else it's just like hey like get into it have a good time uh you know like movies are great experiences to share with like friends and families and if you're like dating and girls and single and like you know like you you, you like i watched them um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with, with a girl the other night. First time she ever saw it, dude, had a fucking ball. She's like, where mm-hmm. has this movie been my entire life? It's been out there. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm like, I hear you. But it, but it was like, like, <laughs> like, just watching her, like, process Napoleon being with, like, Abraham Lincoln in, like, a shopping right. mall and Ziggy right. Piggy and all these other things. Like, it was, like, and fun. And that's what it's all about. And, yeah, th- and, there's still a lot of videos on YouTube, like, where, you know... Uh, they're like, I'm showing my wife Star Wars. I'm showing Empire Strikes Back, and like, look at there's the Vader reveal. Yeah, like there's still like stuff like where yeah. people have not seen that, right? And people that's have no idea. Yeah, and that's content. Like that's actual literal content yeah. that shows up as suggested. Like you should watch this video of this lady <laughs> freaking out, yeah, I, or this baby who yeah. freaks out well, about like I, Luke I think, being that's his dad. You I, know what I mean? I like, think, yeah, I think the side of that that's harmful are these live trailer reactions for teasers. <laughs> pictures <laughs> now, they do them for pictures and trailers. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know what the, like what that even does. I, I don't even know how these things get views. Well, like, wh- why is my opinion affected by, like, how Grace Randolph cares about, like, this, <laughs> the Beauty yeah. and the Beast trailer? Isn't she cute, though? <laughs> yes. That's like, why I watch why it. But, like, she, why is she cute? Like, I uh, think She has what? really good teeth. Like, I think it's all you down it's to... Teeth? Yep. I just think it's, like, she kind of comes off as, like, geeky and meandering. And I'm just kind of, like... I, 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 just I like, always I, agree with I, her. I like, like that. Oof. Yeah. But you know, but I. It's the same. It's the same thing with Jessica Chobot. I mean, I agree with her, but like you know, yeah. I understand it. But see, that's, but I find that fascinating that we even know why do we know this? Like, why do we like we literally these are not celebrities, correct? These are these are literal. So let's close. Okay, close split. Do you give a shit that David Dunn was at the end of that movie? 
No, I... Do I want a movie with James McAvoy and David Dunn? You know, I'll tell you... What? what? Yeah, I'll, like, t- I'll tell you one thing. Maybe, look, maybe it, it's it's a longer play. In like, hey, can can I get this back? Can I? Can, it's like like can, it's like, like ten seconds. Yeah, but can it's I, literally like a, like a like. I think you're right. Like I think I'm going like, to throw it out. Does anyone react? Does people react? Right. Do they like it? Can we and, and can the, we get some funding? And if they like it. Yeah. And one for you, you one for me. This yeah. one clearly is for the studio because what it, what was it cost? Nine million. <laughs> it cost nine million. It's, it's and, it's two, and it's and it's and it's ninety million in profit. Yeah. Right now. Well, even it's okay, insane. eighty million. So say say it took, because they always say whatever the budget is, you times it by two, right? Exactly. For yeah. marketing. Well, yeah, they times it by two, but then again, the I think the equation is there's a different equation applied to the profit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it's times it by two. I think it's add one half. Okay. So if it's two hundred million dollars, it's a three hundred million dollars. Because there's yeah. probably going to be uh, iTunes money, streaming money. Yeah, there's gonna be some extra post. Yeah, there's there's home revenue streams to video money that you do not see. Mm-hmm. You have no idea, and, and you only know kind of what they say. And sometimes they only reveal this stuff in business to business conventions, like a licensing convention and and the uh, theater, like the the big theater show that's in Las Vegas. Like they'll talk about some mm-hmm. of the internal, like how, um, like you'll learn a little bit more of like the money that moves around the Marvel movies because they want these guys to have every screen. <laughs> Doctor right. Strange when it comes out. Like, you're like, you're right, not right, even right. doing, right. like, any other movie in your theater. Like, you're doing all Doctor Strange. But no, no. Um, but but real quick, though. Um, yeah, I don't really care. Uh, if it doesn't take away from the movie, what does it matter, right? Like, it doesn't yeah, take I away mean, when from I, the movie. Yeah, I mean, when I see, when I want to watch Split, I want to watch James McAvoy be 23 people. Yeah. That's fascinating to me, and I, from what I understand, he's very good in it. Yeah, like I, well, he's I, very convincing as a female yeah, at I, a point. Well, I, like he that, moves, he changes his body yeah. structure a few and times. That's got to be the word of mouth. Like that's got to yeah. be like the selling point for the word. So real quick, I, I want to go through this um, since uh, we're signed off. We're in, we're in the four hour window again, <laughs> which I can't the believe. Real. I can't believe. All right, well, like we're, we're, we're reaching four hours. Yeah. Right. Um. You you being a father of two. Mm. Where where are you with Be and the Beast? Are you going to try and make this a big movie for you no. and, and your girls? Are I'm they, just are I'm they excited sur- for it. I'm going to surrender it to my ex wife. I don't know. Like to yeah. me, like I don't care about it. Like I, I don't because it's like girls' night. Girls I don't need night. it. Yeah. I think that like I I I feel that the old I feel the movie in itself is. Fine. I feel like it's not necessary. It's like, hey, you know what I want to do? So say, like, let's flip it. You know what's great? Gone with the wind. You know what I want to do? I want to turn it into a cartoon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No one no, wants to see that. No, like, like, dude, that's like, such a funny. That's pretty thing. good, right? That's pretty that, good. Like, I just go with that. But like, but think about that. You just came up with that. Yeah, I love it. But that's like, good, but dude. Th- think that's about magic. that. And I know your sister is the biggest. Like, she's a huge. She gone loves going with the wind. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but she would be like, fuck that. Really exactly. That. That's yeah. how I feel. Like I don't care. Like you know. Like go. You can go see that. That's fine. Like I wasn't mad when my when my dad was like, "Hey, can I take the kids and see Secret wait, wait. Life of Pets?" I'm so, like, "Yeah, I already saw a Toy Story. You can go see that with pets. Yeah. Go ahead. So, okay, I'll pick them up at three. So you real, know, real quick now. Okay, we got. I want to bring you real quick before we sign off. I, I thought we were signing. Okay, <laughs> what live action movie that's not 
horror or science fiction or maybe even fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like let's just maybe do drama, comedy, action. What live action movie would be animated that you could kind of sell? What 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 would work? What's animated that you? I want live action. No, do you mean that or you no? What's live action? Yeah, live action to animation. Uh, like what? <laughs> <laughs> like what because like it's such an interesting concept you can <laughs> right you can go from animation right. to live action no problem you know like a, it's like a one-way street you know I, i've been i've been interested in in um i think it's because of iteration I, I feel that the spider-man movie even though it's not out yet i feel like i'm not going to be happy with it I feel like homecoming. Homecoming. I'm not going to be happy with. Yeah, I, I, really, I have. I have a strange feeling that that they, they'll never get it right. I kind of don't care. And I, and I like I know, do like I kind of just I'm like oh Spider Man like I kind of don't care. I feel like I've I've been exposed to him enough. Like I've, I I kind of feel that if they yeah. did, if they did a uh, and then they are doing a Spider Man animated film. So I don't yeah. know. And supposedly it might be it might be Miles Morales film. I don't. I don't know. I don't I feel, know. I don't know. I don't understand the obsession with that character at all. I think it's just. I think it's because it's a little bit different. I think it's. I, that's all. Yeah, I really think it's that just, it's because it's just a different iteration. Yeah. Um, it's the same reason why we like. The, the I think the reason why we, we like the new Superman comic book, and which I, be, I I'm trying to think what what site put it. You were saying you. Were, you're it's saying the before. number one. It's the number one comic book. Yeah. It's the number one most po- like what the was mo- how many issues is it? The, it's uh, seventeen or eighteen. I read eighteen issues, mm-hmm. and it's number one. It's the number one Dude. critically reviewed. Oh, okay. I would almost put it as as Batman until this week. Yeah. I hate Batman, but like, and and then two weeks from now, I'm like, oh my god, I love Batman. Yeah, I was gonna say like, like next time you sit down, you're like. Right. Yeah. Triumph. Episode episode twenty four. I'll be like, God, no, you can't believe Tom King's a genius. Like, (laughs) but like, like, but that's the thing. But but I almost think that like, if I have a reaction to something, they must be doing something right because I can't I can't wait to read the next Batman. Yeah. But in a way, like the new the couple Superman's issues that have been going on. This Superman in new in Rebirth is. Superman was on a different Earth. I don't know what Earth, mm-hmm. but him and Lois were fine. Yeah, and then they have like a an eight year old kid, and maybe because I have eleven year old daughters. That sounds like Superman All Star. It's a little bit like yeah. so they basically have this thing going on, and it just seems to work. I don't know, but if you, re- I think it was either Bleeding Cool. So a couple websites voted it as the best. Okay, Rebirth. So book. so here here's here's the thing with you being accepting of. I just want to answer this, and then we're done. I promise. Okay. It's a sh- I'll break the shackles. You're just gonna turn it off. If if you are accepting of a Superman, Lois child, mm-hmm. are you accepting of Superman Returns? No, we we. This is probably going to be a separate episode. This is oh, this is this a is, war that's brewing. This is going to be. This is, I know you love it. This is a and I'll tell you one thing. The reason why I I. Got turned on to Superman Returns. Because you Be- love Brandon Ralph. Well, because you know, <laughs> no, I let so many internet stuff get to me on, on my opinion of that movie. Mm. Like a lot of the Kevin Smith criticism, uh, so on and so forth. These, like, I think kind of like sloppy, funny. They're funny. They're insightful. Mm-hmm. Maybe sloppy takes that everyone just took and ran with. And now just they say like it's just fact. And I was watching that movie, and and the one thing I realized in that movie is like he doesn't punch people, 
because he doesn't just, know him. Yeah, but she doesn't have to because they do such a good job in showing his power in that movie. They display his power better in that movie than any of the other ones. Like maybe yeah, but Donner, is that just like, like a Donner. technical thing? They're just like no. we can, we will. No, I just think it's one of those things where they 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 show you his majesty. It never they, gets better than the. It never gets better yeah. than him catching the plane in the in like the stadium. Yeah, the I, the the stadium, the bullet in the eye, the just, like the which the, is like taken from like his, a Marvel comic. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but but like the whole or well, no, that's a, taken, that's a question cuz it's, it's taken, it's taken from, from a Mission Marvel Impossible comic. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken from a John Wick movie. The knife in the uh, eye. <laughs> which was real. Yeah, yeah, fuck, they had that's that crazy, on right? tension wire. Yeah. Ugh. That's real, how that's crazy, a real thing. How, dude, you know Tom Cruise's the coolest guy that was uh was that that was the uh the writer's strike there was yes. no script for that movie uh transformers revengers the fallen also it was just like okay uh we have to make a movie Ugh. we don't have a script so it was just john woo with like matchbox cars yeah and, and tom cruise just like in a room with matchbox cars and like little like yeah. motorcycles and like dirt yeah. like they're just like we're gonna did, make a movie uh, do, uh, did you ever see the mtv movie awards skit well, with Ben Stiller? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, This yeah. mission just got more impossible. <laughs> more, more impossible. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why if we jump off and I look to the camera and I say, this mission just got possible. <laughs> more impossible. More impossible. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Awesome. Um, but no, but but I really like, I, but I had a similar experience too with, I watched Transformers 2 Revenge of the Fallen recently too. And watch that with like a fresh set of eyes, and I just feel like everyone's running through a desert in that movie. Well, it's you know what, uh, it, there's a lot of that, but at the same time, though, there's no moment in that movie that you all know what's at stake and what they're doing next. And there are so many movies where you don't even know that. And and like on mm-hmm. a technical sense, during the writer's strike and the scope of that movie, you're like, holy, like you're like, holy shit balls! Like they did pull it off. They did freaking pull it off. And but the thing is, I like it was a similar experience with Superman Returns, where I just sat down and I just watched it with a set, fresh set of eyes, with also with like this idea that, um, like if if you if you make the type of movie that they set out to make, like you you're not going to make it any better, like mm-hmm. if you if you come into the character with this type of like idea and vision, and like the Donner version wasn't about like punching in action it was about the majesty mm-hmm. and and the power yeah. around him and you go into that and they took it they adapted it they made it better they sold like you know like it has all of these notes and and at the same time it's like all right you want to do one and two so like the kid thing was by default and but mm-hmm. the way that that handled it i thought it was like you know it's like it's fucking fun and, and at the end of the day like what are you going to do like all right you give you give Superman a kid. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, Superman has a kid. Like, it was a, it like, was a get progression. Over get yeah, over Yeah, I mean, it, like, to it, me, like, they did a... I think they did a good job with it. They have him absent, and he comes back, and there's anger. But then when you're being picked up and thrown around the sky, 
you're not gonna give a shit because like you know what I mean like like you're <laughs> yeah. really not like because even I'm just like oh man like you know like yeah I'm I'm up there with but, them so I do think that I I understand like you do say the majesty and I do think it's interesting that they're like we're gonna move on like she moved on like okay yeah and that happened and okay but, you know but the same thing is so too she like there is the kiss in Superman two and she is supposed to forget things and they're hazy like that's what I mean like they're kind of hazy. Maybe with too much. Maybe you can criticize that movie with not putting a stamp on like one of these things. But at the same time, it's like, if, dude, it's like crazy that he gets shanked with a kryptonite, like like Lex Luthor shanks him with crypt- kryptonite, mm-hmm. throws him into the ocean, and like you don't know, like you're like, oh my god, like how's he get out of this? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what I mean. Like they they. They made Superman. Because Cyclops oh, was like overcome. Yeah. <laughs> Zark. <laughs> is is he? He's off from Green Lantern. I think Norm. Yeah. Norm was saying. Uh, like, uh, like I think he would. Uh, I think he would be good, but I really want um. Who? Oh, who? They had someone in that lineup. They had uh, Matt Bomer. I forget. Uh, I forget who. Cooper. I and they had Ryan Reynolds in that lineup yeah, Ryan, somehow. Yeah. I think that's a joke. I think that's kind of like someone threw that in there and be like, you know, be because funny he made fun of them in Deadpool. I, I, I do think I don't think it's real. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that they would even do it. I, I even as a joke. Like I yeah. think, or it would be the big fu to themselves, and that would kind of be ironic, and they would and they would play. Yeah. Um, I I don't think they should have a Hal Jordan right now. I feel like they should just forge ahead with a with a John Stewart, the, the Ezra or Guy Gardner. What about the the other one, the Ezra, the. Well, he's Flash, right? Ezra Miller? No, I'm talking about the um, the Middle Eastern Green Lantern that's in the comics now. Oh, uh, Simon Baz, I think. His oh, name Simon is. Baz. I'm Simon sorry, Baz. Simon Baz. Dude, Simon Baz. You'd have uh, Aziz Ansari, but yeah. like you know, like I don't know. Uh, the, I don't know what they would do there. The you know what? For put that. um, you know what? Put like Bode, put the guy who played Bodhi. Put like Bodhi Rook in there. He's a Middle Eastern guy. Oh, like, Arnie Hammer. I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck I'm, that I'm guy. Like, you know what? I like him, dude. He's, he's a giant. I don't yeah, care. Like, just, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's charismatic. Like I feel that he keeps. They keep forcing him on me. Yeah, and I don't care. You just don't. I care. don't care about Lone Ranger. I don't care about him being his twins. Fuck that. Like he I don't care about twins. I don't care <laughs> you any movie them. he's fuck in. You. I don't care. Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's in it, and I'm like, ah, uh, like I don't. I don't know where he came from. What about Chris? Pine? I don't care. Even though no. I know, I know he's in Wonder Woman, but. No, Would I don't you I, see Chris Pine in that. Nope. Like I just I I don't I don't want I I don't want a, a Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan was ruined for me. It's like the same thing that maybe the reason I say no no Spider Man is I don't want any of the Peter Parker. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. I had I yeah, had I I get you know, it, I get it with Spider Man because we've already had I've had two. There. This yeah, is my third. We've, we've done I think that. I'm fine. Yeah, we've done that. So maybe that's why the Miles Morales like we, action in the mindset is refreshing to me yeah i, I mean that's yeah. the thing you said like what would you like as a car like what would you like as a cartoon to flip it when yeah. i said going with the wind you're like and i was like i don't know spider-man yeah sure well, like well, you know okay so how, how about for green lane like let's just say green lane core okay why if they approach like guardians guardians of the galaxy where it's 100 uh, percent off earth and you're not really dealing with earth people do exactly the same i didn't no yeah. problem with tomar ray i Fine. thought i thought there was a lot in that movie that was that was correct. I think the core that was I, there. I think the core was fine. They just they didn't do the proper training for him. They just threw him back to Earth. <laughs> the training was our worst. They're like, we're gonna throw you around a little training. bit. Go back to Earth, and like what? Like yeah. no, like 
you know, there's bad. years. That was really and bad. and even in Doctor Strange, they 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 should have they should have said he was in. Yes, you know, like for like the, oh, the Dragon Ball three, Z. Three, four years. Yeah, he's over there. Dragon Ball Z did that. And even like even when he fought um, yeah. when he fought Dor- no, Dormammu, he should have been like, yeah, I fought him for like ten years. Yeah, like I I said to him every two minutes. I've come to bargain like every two minutes yeah. for ten full years. Like, yeah, that's nuts. Like, I would do something yeah. like that because that's the weirdest. It would, ele- and it would also elevate the power of the character. And without, then you could throw some without really showing it. And then you could put some white temples on him. Yeah, because he's like, where have you yeah, been? I guess like I, you know what? The, I oh, think, I've been doing that for ten years. I think they already you have that planned out. I think that's going to. Ha- you know, dude, they're so smooth with the way how they upgrade between the movies and what happened. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, there's they, there has to be something or it's just something we should sit down and write together i would like to i would love to write down what happens between the marvel movies that Mm. you don't see because there's so much there it's like you don't see the um (laughs) you don't see the um like the tony stark avengers team you don't see avengers tower there's like a year going by and yeah like like they they have these like um Mm -hmm. between avengers one and two Avengers two is the end of their, smooth. Of, of their missions, though. Right. So, like, Avengers one was their first mission. Avengers two is their final mission, mm-hmm. and then there's missions like there's um the mon- montage in like Captain America too, where he, it's like he's fighting the war. It's, a, it's like time carries right. throughout all of that. Oh, and, forget it. Between yeah. between Cap one and Cap two is completely yeah. insane. But the only one that I argue doesn't do that is Iron Man one and two. And it, and if you treat them as a, a block, I do, like I Iron Man two elevates in my eyes because it kind of explains why Whiplash would just recreate another Iron Man armor because like that was like the hot mm-hmm. thing that like it just explains like because these guys are technology guys like they right. like you see something you copy it they're still trying to copy it even from the first one like you know like they're still figuring it out whatever mm-hmm. but all right so let's let's sign off here let's sign off. Yeah, you know, you, I, just, I just looked at your Dune poster. Oh, Dune yeah. Poster. You know, I had a original Dune one sheet. I didn't. I did not. How'd you? Know? <laughs> I just <laughs> looked at it. there the whole time. I don't know. I've been here a hundred times. Nineteen eighty four original one sheet. Yeah, I no. love. I love that movie. Who directed that movie? Do you know? Yeah, David Lynch. No, he didn't direct that. Like who? That's what I mean. Like that's. Oh, the, he was supposed to direct it, but who directed that movie? Um, the uh, what's his um the other guy. Alan Smithy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Alan yeah was, know. that was David Lynch no he did not direct that yes he did nope. who directed Dune I don't know David Someone, Lynch directed Dune no he was he he he, he, oh, tur- he turned down Return of the Jedi and directed right. Dune that's because right. George Lucas shows him Wookiees and David that's right because he was and, there's and like they, an eight hour version of this and, but like Dave, it can't and get David Lynch didn't know what a Wookiee was and he thought Lucas was nuts which I love. Right. Because it's like, don't show me your stupid Do you know that shit. Ewok is Wookiee spelled backwards? Oh, know? is it? For, what? On purpose. Because it was supposed, it was yeah. too expensive to go to a Wookiee plant to go to Kashuk. And they yeah. were like, well, and also they were trying to like market it. Well, and, and I also thought that by that, but by that time, Chewbacca was too intelligent to be, have a primitive race. Because they wanted primitives versus technology. Right, and, that was the point and, of the And Ewoks. Chewbacca was too smart. Right. Like, so the people could... like It's always like Chewbacca can't be the one that was like somehow ended up at Han and mm-hmm. learned things or whatever. No, like 
Like it's just funny, you know. But I, I get it. But no, no. Yeah, David Lynch directed. Right. Dude, we'll, we know we'll close on this with a John yeah. with a John and, Hurt reference know, because it, John Hurt was in David Lynch's Elephant. Yeah, Man. yeah. Well, and he was produced by Mel Brooks, who yes, also written by Star Mel Wars. Yeah, uh, you know, because <laughs> like he parodies he parodies baseballs. Yeah. This it's is all connected. Everything's is, always. I have to dovetail it back. We're, in. we're playing uh, four degrees of John Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we're the only one playing this. Yeah, if um, anyone's also, listening, Dave, some. Uh, I'm going to drop some David Lynch knowledge real quick, and um, we're, we'll sign off. So up the street here, uh, there is a, a pizza place on Spring Garden with mm-hmm. a David Lynch mural. The mm. Eraserhead mural. And do you know why that mural's oh, yeah. there? Well, he lived a block or two away from Well, there, the right? movie was shot around um, a lot of the factories that used to be mm. here. This building used to be a factory. Yeah, he lived here. Yeah, so he lived mm-hmm. here, he shot here, and he photographed. He, he started his um, fine art movement here as well, too. He was like one of the, Like, David Lynch was one of the first people to ever photograph um, abandoned factories. He was fascinating. So, he, like, he did that around here. He shot Eraserhead, and he's, like, I guess you could say local folklore hero. And it's just kind of ironic that's where mm-hmm. that's where I live. Yeah. I, I, I know where that I know where that pizza place is. Yeah. yeah. The pizza place is garbage, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. We're done. Mark, you guys say goodbye. Okay. Uh, thanks for anyone that's listened this far in. We we are fully. I believe we're fully aware of how far we four go hours away. and twenty six minutes. Will we have an episode less than four hours? That's yeah. the question. You know, I I no. haven't I've, I haven't had friends that lasted four hours and twenty six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're done. <laughs>